is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get it right. No. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this, this is the Sports Loud Mouths. Yay! Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Tyler Harrison. Tyler Harrison. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is a new show of the Sports Loudmouth. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy Dan Petey, and Mr. Tyler, a.k.a. Mothball Harrison, in the studio, as always. Remember, you can call us, Speedy, at 631-672-3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Dot com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We have 720,000 downloads on Apple Podcast. I believe by the end of this year, we will have over a million downloads on Apple Podcast. We started our Apple Podcast last, I think it was in 2000. Uh, the beginning of 2020, and now it's 2021, so uh, it's been almost a year and a few months, and we have almost a million downloads. So shout out to all the fans that listen to our shows. Check out our shows throughout uh, the social media podcast market. We really appreciate all of you guys. What is going on, boys? Uh, obviously a great show yesterday. I thought it was very uh, educational yesterday. I think today will be a lot more... Uh, amusing and fun for all the fans to listen to the show. I'm sure there's going to be some outlandish, crazy takes. Um, at 10.30, we'll be talking to former Ravens and Falcons All-Pro fullback Ovi Muhali, right? Muhali. Muhali. Okay, so Muhali. Move uh, Haley. Moo Haley. Moo Haley. Not move. Not move. <laughs> Moo, like my cow. Yeah. Moo, like Moo Haley. You know, got it? We got that? What? Uh, of course. I, I'm lost with you sometimes, but anyways. Um, shout out to all the fans that listen to us on all the social medias, from Spotify to all the podcasts to YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, all the people that are following us on all our social medias. We really appreciate it. Um, we have a great show lined up for you, as you guys know. At 1030, we'll be talking to Muhali, ex-all-pro player, pro ball player. Uh, he's going to join us. He has a couple of foundations uh, and his big foundation that he wants us uh, to talk about and obviously talk about his life after football. So that'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting interview because he actually had a pretty uh, decent career. He played with the Ravens and the Falcons. I think he did win a Super Bowl, too. So um, we will get into that a little bit later in the show. Uh, we are going to get into, uh, obviously, week two in football. We're going to go through the games. That will probably be the first thing that we're going to talk about. We will make our picks tonight, which Yay. supposedly we didn't make last we didn't week. We didn't but we will do it this week, and hopefully Excuse Speedy me. doesn't do his long, te- treacherous, stupid book of crap that he We have a guess. That will motivate me to go quicker. <laughs> Well, we'll see about that. No, you never go quick. You have to go at a steady pace that both of you enjoy. Well, 
That's... Thank you for that info. Well, we will get into, we'll do our week two picks. We'll go through all the games, our thoughts to all the teams in, ga- in week one. And, and obviously there's a game going on, the Giants in Washington. It's tied 7-7, second quarter. So we'll get into this game uh, probably early in the show. Uh, we will get into... Oh. We will, Mr. Accuracy shows up again. We will get into some baseball conversation, which we barely got into yesterday. A uh, lot to talk about with the Yankees and the Mets. Uh, the offseason, do the Mets fire their manager? Do they continue moving on with the manager? Uh, Jacob deGrom, is he going to have surgery in the offseason? There were some stories coming out that I read today that he might have some orthoscopic surgery with his shoulder and, and in the offseason. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, we will also get into some hockey. Preseason starts at the end of this week. The Islanders and the Rangers. That means hockey season's right around the corner. Basketball season starts I think in about three weeks as well. So a lot to talk about, a lot of sports to get into. Uh, and, and we have a guest. Like I said, we'll be talking to former All-Pro, two-time All-Pro player, Ovi Muhali. So uh, it's going to be an interesting interview. Uh, we're going to have some fun with him. Tyler got a new haircut. He definitely looks even more bolder than he usually does. First of all, mm-hmm. you're blonde because I had this haircut yesterday too. So <laughs> that's not saying much, by the way. What? I wasn't paying attention. That just tells you that I wasn't paying attention to your head and your hair. Well, listen, I barely pay attention. You to know, one of your, you know, one of your ears is bigger than the other. You know that, right? One of them sticks out. You know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Oh, thank now you. that I see, you know, your eyes face, are really close together. They right? are. They are. So it's, it's attached to my nose. So you know, <laughs> yeah, like normal faces. <laughs> no, no, I understand. Instead of eyes in the back but, of your head, on. now they're eyes in your nose. But why is your nose? <laughs> like your nose is very like wide, but very short. Mm, my nose is very wide, but it's very, very short. wide. No, it's not. It's it's, it's it, more it, longer it's than. No. Then wider. A, that's a pretty. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't look note. very short. No, I, I it doesn't look short. It wasn't. That's it's a big not. Note. I, it's not as big as you think it is. But, that's uh, you hear that a lot though, don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> I just hear it from you. But uh, that's yeah, I was gonna say. I think you're the only one who said I, I'm that. A, I'm a little How would lost you know? with that because it's it's. I'm a little because Speedy's been around me for four years. I think he knows what people say about me because he's around. I've never me heard anybody time. analyze his nose. No, but you. We're not analyzing it. just his nose. Oh well, what the hell are you analyzing then? <laughs> I don't want to know what you're going to analyze after that. That would. It's starting <laughs> to get me scared. Okay, you start to get me scared by just the thought your that you're looking are at. What? I'm sorry. Your crutches are showing? So what? I'm just saying. Your crutches I, I want are people to see what I'm dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. This are, these guys are my friends for the next three weeks. So I'll be hobbling and moving with these uh, two little fellows over here. So uh, I want you guys to see uh, the craziness that I'm dealing with for the next couple of months. Oh, well, really, the next couple of weeks. So there you go. Month. No, a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I should be off crutches in two weeks. So I'll be able to walk on both legs, which I haven't put any weight. I think I can only put 20% of my body weight on my left leg because of my hip surgery. So that, that it sucks. I'm definitely stuck doing practically nothing. But uh, by the way, Snug is saying some stupid things. Earl's nose is like a long bed version of a truck. Thank you. I disagree with you, but 
that. Thank you, Snug. Mm. Anyways. He also says if you rub Tyler's head after a haircut, it's good luck. Go Well, congratulations to Snug on that. I, I'm not rubbing anybody's head. <laughs> Anyways, especially a man's head. I, I got a girlfriend. If I want to rub somebody's head, I'll rub hers, okay? Anyways. Snug will rub hey, a cat's head. Hey, Well, I'm not rubbing your hey, head. Hey. I don't want to touch your head. This is a child's show. It's not, Pervert. This is not a child's show. What? We're at 9 o'clock at night. This is not a children's show. It's a family network. It is a family network. But All right, so then watch your show. mouth. You shouldn't be rubbing I, people's heads. Uh, what are you Pervert? talking about? Uh, well, hold on one second. I don't know what head you're talking about, but what? whatever you I, I don't know what you're talking about. I have, I'm kind of lost on what you're saying. Didn't you just... I said mind. I am not rubbing your head. If I'm going to rub somebody's head, I'll rub my girlfriend's head. She's my girlfriend. Why right. would I rub another That's man's perverted. head? perverted. How is that perverted? Oh. What are you talking Never about? Never mind. What are you talking Never about? Never mind. Are Let's you lost? I, there's something wrong with you, man. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you haven't rubbed yourself out a little bit too much. Or maybe what? you are. Maybe you're rubbing yourself too much. I think so. I think so, too. I think you need to calm those, uh, you know, your hands and your wrists need to be, you know, calm. You know, maybe put maybe put some, you know, uh, handcuffs to a chair or something like that. <laughs> maybe handcuffs. get out. It. Well, that'll, that'll probably be better. I don't know what the hell you're doing with your hands, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm kind of lost with you. I have no idea what you're talking about. But you just brought up your hands and then you rubbing. You brought up my hands. I didn't say it was rubbing your head. I said that if I'm going to rub somebody, I'm not rubbing some man's. I'm rubbing my girlfriend's head. Yeah, right. And I just said don't be perverted. And you said I'm perverted. But right. you're, you're more perverted because you were talking about rubbing one out. <laughs> yes, you did. I didn't. I yes, that's did. what you meant. Speedy, did he not say that? I'm pretty sure you did. But yes. no, what I'm trying to insinuate here is this is a child show and we should move on. Mm. So if it's a child show, why are you talking about rubbing one out? I tried to stop you from talking about rubbing one out. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Maybe somebody needs to donkey punch you. <laughs> what? What the hell is that? Mean? You don't know what a donkey punch is? No. Oh, my God. Zuck <laughs> says you can rub it too much, increases blood flow, and decreases the chance of prostate cancer. <laughs> well, Thank you, well, Snuck. I, I love, I love the I'm data to prostate. back that up, Snuck. So why don't we get into uh, this week in football? By the way, uh, I, will, I will talk about well, – let's get into the Giants first because this is week number one. This is the first game of week number two. And Thursday Night Football, I thought this was going to be a very fun game to watch. I really did because I think there's oh. a lot – I think there's a lot of deficiencies with the Giants, and I think there's uh, some deficiencies with, obviously, the Washington football team. The Giants obviously have their quarterback, and a lot of Giant fans are not very excited going into the fourth season of Daniel. This fourth season, right? Or third Third season. season. Third season with Daniel Jones. And and this is the year that they expect Daniel Jones to take steps forward. Uh, In game Mm -hmm. number one, it really didn't show that. I think tonight he's played a lot better. Uh, but also, when you look at the Giants with Kenny Galladay, uh, the addition of Kenny Galladay, a, a healthy Saquon Barkley, uh, bringing back Evan Ingram, you brought Kyle Rudolph to the team, you you, you drafted a, a top-end wide receiver in the first round, which, um, by the way, Jeff from Tampa absolutely adored and loved, uh, you would think that the, the New York Giants were going to have a good offensive season. Uh, looking at their schedule and a, a schedule in their division – Works very, very well for the New York Giants. What are you shaking your head for? Go ahead. <laughs> what are you shaking your head for? I'll, 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 I'll go into it. Go ahead. Going into the season, I expected the Giants to win 10 games and be a borderline wildcard team uh, in, the, in the NFC East. 
being that the Washington football team probably had the best all-around talent, adding uh, obviously Fitzpatrick. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a journeyman. But if we've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick play at all the different teams he's played for in his first year, he's played strategically well in every single year that he played the first year with those teams. Even with the Jets, we saw him with Tennessee. He played well. Buffalo, he got that extent. Tampa, he played very well his first year on uh, respectable teams. And then he usually dies out. He gets an extended season. He He gets an extension on his contract after the the first year, and he completely disappears. And that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick got knocked out in the first quarter of game number one. Now he has a hip flex problem. He could be out uh, possibly between five and eight weeks. That's what we're hearing. But we don't even know the... the uh, the, uh, magnitude. the magnitude over. of I don't think his career is over. I mean, right no. with his age, quarterback. What is he? Thirty three years old? No, no he's, he's, he's almost forty. But still, this no, is he's really, not forty. Is he? he's almost forty? He's almost forty. I think he's thirty eight. But he's never been injured his whole career. I, I think he'll end up getting another chance somewhere. He's always a spark. Like Errol said, he's always a spark. At least initially, I'm, I'm trying back to... at his age with the hip injuries. He's thirty eight years old. He's 38 years old. And, and uh, again, we don't know how the severity how of it. We don't know severity. He's 38. But we don't know the severity of it. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is in very good shape. And getting into the season, he dropped down 10 pounds. He looked, he looked pretty good in the preseason. Well, the a little bit of a, pounds alone. See, t- seeing what we saw early in preseason, I thought he was going to have a pretty good year with the weapons that they have over there. Uh, remember, uh, they brought Samuel to the team. He's not going to be back until week three, week four from Carolina. I thought that the Washington football team was going to be uh, a fun team to watch this year, being that they have a very good defense, front yeah, yeah. seven, their secondary is very strong. I was expecting this team to really start off strong this year. In the first game, in week number one, they didn't look good. Their defense did not look good. Now, tonight, in the first quarter, I'm sorry, even though they've given up seven points, they haven't looked good against a Giants offense that, let's be honest, let's be honest is not... Uh, amongst the league's best, okay? Saquon Barkley is starting to get his feet wet and and, and figure out things. He hasn't played for almost a year and a half. Uh, Kenny Galladay can't stay on the field. He's finally, uh, week one, he he needed to get his feet uh, under him as well because he didn't have a preseason. He didn't have OTAs as well because he was coming off an injury. And it was nothing that really showed me in the offensive line except Thomas, their rookie, that that, well, their second-year player that they drafted in last year's draft. There was nothing that showed me that this offensive line was going to be even better than it was last year. They lost Zietler. Uh, This is not a strong offensive line. So they're putting Daniel Jones again in his third year in harm's way. Now, I still think because of the division. Now, the Cowboys are the by far the best offensive team in that division. And the best defensive team in that division is the Washington football team. I think the best all-around team in that division is the Giants. With the defense and with some of the offensive weapons that I thought the additions of Kyle Rudolph, uh, the, the kid that they drafted, uh, what's his Tony. name again? Tony, that everybody, they call him what, the jo- human joystick. <laughs> Jeff calls him the human joystick, That's even what, though people were calling Tariq Cohen that too. So whatever. He technically got it first. I thought the Giants were the best 
overall team in the division. I I didn't think much of the the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm a I besides the Jets, I I am an Eagles follower because I grew up a Donovan fan. So watching Jalen Hurts, he looked very good in week number one. I want to see him do it back to back weeks uh, against a better defense. Uh, he, played a garbage team in the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I want to see him do it against a really good defense. And if he does that, maybe he is for real. But all in all, I thought the Giants going into the season, they were going to be an all-around explosive team. What we saw with their defense, they added some secondary help. I think they're probably one of the more underrated secondaries in all of football. They have a huge amount of talent, either young and veterans that they've added. They added the kid Jackson to the team in the offseason. I think all in all, I thought the Giants were going to be explosive, even offensively with Saquon Barkley, a healthy Saquon Barkley. I'm worried about the Giants because in, in, in week number one, I know they needed to get their feet wet, and it, it wasn't an easy game. Week number two, this is a game that is a winnable game. The Washington football team and their defense has not looked at the top of their game, which we expect in them to be. I, I don't know, boys. I, I don't know. I think the biggest thing with the Giants from last week that you have to take away is, one, the run defense is a little concerning in comparison to last year. That And Washington is definitely one of those teams with Antonio Gibson and uh, Curtis Samuel's not healthy right now, but even some of the other receivers that can run, that they, can, they have to turn around a little bit because the Giants' run defense last year was above average. Their pass defense was better, but it was still above average. And also, third down defense has to be a lot better, too. Against the Broncos last week, they were letting guys get a lot of space on third down, a lot of slant routes, skinny posts. And that's something that, again, if you, you have, if you are a good defense, you have to get off the field. And the Giants did that last year, top 10 pretty much overall throughout the season, except for the end of the season. And if they don't get off the field on third down, that's going to be a, a problem too. And this offense, like you were saying, McLaurin and Gibson, but not much else to really look at, especially now with Heineke at quarterback. How about you, Tyler? You were going to say something. What are your thoughts to my whole monologue with the Giants and, and obviously the Washington football team? I, yeah, I just spoke pretty <laughs> highly of it. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, Mazel Tov to you. I'm sure it was fantastic. So here's the thing, right? I don't really... By the way, happy Yom Kippur to all... Uh, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. It's Yom Kippur. But whatever. You can call it Yom Kippur, whatever. It, it, uh, oh, wow. Happy I didn't even New- mean to do that. Mazel happy, happy Jewish New Year to all the Jews out there. I just wanted to say that to everybody. But go ahead. Shalom. So what I've been trying to say now is week one, I think everyone's blown out of proportion. The Denver Broncos are a solid football team. They're just going to be a good football team. That defense is going to be top ten, probably closer to five than ten. Uh, Vic Fangio is a defensive genius. Saquon got 10 carries, and he had to get the rust off, as he said earlier today. And Kenny Galladay was hurt all week. Evan Ingram hasn't played yet. I'm not really worried about it. And even if Ingram comes back, if he gives you anything, you just kind of take that as a uh, benefit. Spit it out. Yeah. No, thank, thank, thank you, Shalom. So, anyway, that's just where we're Stop at. Stop worrying about the game. 12, I'm trying to worry about you, both you know. I got, I'm worried about Saquon's Speak, fantasy we're doing value. A live, uh, I'm who cares about Saquon's va- uh, fantasy value? I care. You'll find out at the end of the game what his fantasy value is. Okay. What's your fantasy value? A lot. Okay. Oh, right. Hundreds of points. Well, how Let's do I go. how do I trade for you? Well, I'm not on the I'm not on the list. I'm a no. wild card. No. Okay. Good. So. I think they, everyone's. By the way, there's Daniel Jones, your uh, sucker, okay? Oh, Just ran he, another touchdown. Oh, Wait, he, he did what? He ran a long touchdown and actually didn't trip mm. on his own feet. Oh, he ran? Oh, no, there's oh a flag. it's coming back. Never yeah, mind, it's there's coming a flag. back. But here's Tom the thing. Washington. Here's the thing. It's not on Washington. 
Washington. It's on Washington. It's, Go ahead. Probably not on Washington. It's Washington. on Washington. How do you know? I'm telling you. Go ahead. Anyway, let me know how the penalty goes. So, what I'm trying to say is everyone's overreacting. The Denver Broncos are going to be a solid football team. Um, that's number one. Number two, Daniel Jones needs to go. I know that Errol Marks loves Daniel yeah, Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones needs to go. he's fantastic. And Daniel Jones this. And he's great. He's accurate. Blah, blah, blah. Him and Brady. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. I understand. I don't really care. Oh, so you're going to blame this penalty on Daniel Jones? No. You're going to blame that on Daniel Jones. He runs his no. ass off. He plays hard and, and probably the hardest player on that whole team. And you're saying he needs to go. He's the hardest player on the team? He, he plays hard every single game. The guy goes out there and he plays hard every single game. Is it his fault that his offensive line and some of his players like Board, who I've never even heard of in my life, is holding, he is, holding, on the field. is holding on to players when he's running the ball? That's his fault. That uh, By the way, he took that team all the way down. By the way, that was a great throw. Why didn't Kenny Galladay, your great number two, should have caught that ball? Okay. Uh, well, that was, that was right in his hands. Yeah, it was right in his hands. The corner didn't knock it out of his it's hands. Called, it's called being a great wide receiver. That that's was his. That's a great defensive That's a great defensive play. Uh, I'm sorry. That's he a should, great defensive If play. you're giving him $76 million, he catches the ball. Okay? The I'm re- sorry. The got I'm ripped sorry. out of his hands. I'm sorry. He got ripped out of his hands. Catch the ball. Look. If that was a Jet, it's he'd be like, that's, a great def- that's the greatest uh, defensive play I've really. ever seen. Why do you always bring up the Jets? Because I that's what I you did no, before. No, because you're, you're wrong. Every time the Jets, we talk about the Jets, I pick on the Jets. You don't know what you're talking about. Don't bring up the Ladies Jets when I'm bringing up the Giants. Ladies and, and gentlemen, I'm talking about Daniel Jones, true story. who you're trying I to swear throw to God, away. Kenny Galladay got brought up before the show. All I said was he's a number one wide receiver. No, he's not. He goes, he's not the best. He's the worst number one in the league. I said, oh, yeah? Yep. That's not is. true. Out of all the teams, do you know who we brought up first? Cody Davis. Mm. Cody Davis, who is a New York Jet. I said He no. always brings oh, up the oh, Jets. Oh, hold on one so second. So when everyone else brings hold up on the Jets, second. you're hold the problem. Hold on one second. It's your hold fault. On, hold Get on. Get out. Leave. Are you done talking? Because you only do You just told me to talk before. Yeah, you talk and you sound like an idiot. I brought up Corey Davis because I think Corey Davis is a number two. And he's better than Kenny Galladay. So what that's, are you talking about? Why are you bringing up the Jets? This has blasphemous. nothing to do with the Jets. We're talking about the Giants. We're talking about the Washington football team. And you keep thinking that uh, Saquon Barkley is oh, Barry Sanders-esque, which you're out of your damn mind. And then you, want, then you keep talking about Daniel Jones being gone. Daniel Jones isn't the problem. Daniel Jones is not the problem. No. I'll tell you what the problem is. They do not know More what they do. More fumbles and touchdowns no, isn't they a do problem not, at all. No, first of all. <laughs> so you're going to blame Daniel Jones that the offensive line can't protect him behind the line of scrimmage? That's fine. And Danny, That's his fault? D- uh, no, the fumbles That's his are fault. his fault. The fumbles are his uh, fault. It's called when you're when you're getting when you're running for dear life every single other play because the offensive line can't protect you. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be worried about holding on to the ball. Did you not just see a designed run for Daniel Jones? Uh, are you yes going to speak? No. Yes what, or no? What makes you think that Daniel yes Jones doesn't fit? Or no? That, no, I don't. You didn't just see no, a designed run. That wasn't a design run. That wasn't a design run. That wasn't an RPO just no, now. No, that wasn't a design run. He didn't run. fake the. Hand off and then take off uh, immediately? No. He saw an opening and he ran. Errol, it was a design run no, it by wasn't. Daniel Jones. No, no it outside. wasn't. No, okay. it wasn't. It wasn't right. a design run. Well, then I'm not talking about this anymore with you. But anyway, Daniel Jones needs to go. We should have had Herbert. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, this is an absolute break, make or break year for Daniel Jones. If the Giants do not win seven to eight games, he's gone. 
Because Dave Gellman is fired as well. Well, yeah. So <laughs> that's inevitable. If Dave Gellman lasts after this year, then Giant fans should. Just Dave burn Gellman down will keep his job at the end of the season unless a catastrophical uh, win it to loss uh, ratio. If 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 the Giants win five games, he's gone. If the Giants win eight or nine games, he keeps his job. They're not going to fire Dave Gettleman uh, with a year of eight or nine wins. They're not. They're not going to fire him. Uh, he'll keep I, his job. He, should, he will keep his job. He should be fired if they go 16-0, and 0, but that's not neither here nor there. 16 What, what are you, nuts? Are you, this, this I don't like him either, but that's that's pretty good. If they end up going, well, they're not going to go 16-0. but That's what I'm saying. They are 16-1, and 1, whatever the record is now. Yeah, but regardless, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big step if they, they do that. It's not going to happen, but if we're, that would be Honestly, a step you can't fire had, anybody on that. He's had such a bad year. Who? Or such a bad career in New York. He should go. Who has? Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman hasn't a bad career with the New York Giants. You want to bring up his draft? I, yeah, go look up? at his draft. Go, go look, look at his draft. He, go look at his draft. Da, go ahead. Do it. Go. We talked about it. Me and Speedy have talked about it plenty of times. He's had good drafts, especially in the later of the later rounds, bringing in linebackers. We've seen, we've seen what he's done. He's done a pretty good job in the draft. Problem with Dave Gettleman is some of the veteran players he decides to let go, like Zietler. That made absolutely no sense. He's brought mm. in Kenny Galladay, overpaying Kenny Galladay $76 million when he's not worth $76 million. So, was he part of the Corey Davis, draft? and no. that's why I brought up Corey so Davis. Corey Davis, yeah. Yeah. he got a $38 million contract from the Jets. And, and Oh, looky, looky here. What? We start with the most highly debated draft of the Giants' recent history. Mm-hmm. 2018, Saquon. Who would you say they should have taken? And don't change your answer now. Sam Donald. Okay. So, in your mind, he did the wrong pick. Yeah. His you first don't... pick is a giant. He's already wrong. Right? Okay, but that, okay. Draft, that draft all around, I mean, in the later rounds, he did pretty well. Okay. Now, I agree that he should have taken Saquon. Okay? So, in the second round, right, mm-hmm. there's Will Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Solid. Solid. I don't like Will Hernandez. So. He's a good run blocker. He just He's, has to improve as a pass blocker. I don't then, like him. I never liked him. Well, and then you get Lorenzo Carter in the third round. And then, oh, Kyle Lallett in the fourth round. So we'll oh, just say from, so we'll go from there that this is a bad draft, right? Because they're still looking for Eli's successor. So he got Do one good Do you know that the Jets have been looking for Joe Namath's successor for 50 years? 50 years. So what makes you think that it's just going to, oh, not we're just going to go to, and it's not it's easy. It's not fun. about that. Oh, yeah. so, it's not about having so who a quarterback. Should, who should have he He literally, who his should've... first quote when he took the job, build the offensive line. It's been five freaking years. How? Uh, he okay. hasn't built uh, okay. it yet. Can I, can I say something? Can I say something? Can I sneak something in because you're not letting me speak? Okay. All you do is speak. Uh, really, I don't. I do a monologue, and then you yap your big mouth, and you're out of your mind on half the things that you said. Okay? Oh, Who would Daniel they Jones have drafted next. if they didn't draft Daniel Jones? So, Who? I'm glad you brought this yeah, up. I, I I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a ton okay. of names. Let's go. Let's see. Let's see. So, let's go. Let's just say let's the, the first, four stay at, first five stays as it is, right? And you don't get to pick Devin White. Josh Allen's at seven. Hawkinson's at 8, mm-hmm. Ed Oliver's at 9, mm-hmm. Devin Bush Jr.'s at 10, Rashawn Gary's at 12. They drafted at Rashawn 2, Gary, Saquon really? Barkley. Well, they drafted no. Saquon Barkley. Hold on. We're doing the Daniel Jones. We already did the Barkley draft, buddy. That's fine. All right, so we're talking about Saquon Barkley. He but was what done. To, what does that, that have to do with Saquon? Saquon was the Josh Allen draft, wasn't it? No, no, no Josh Allen, the linebacker. Saquon was The Giants, who did the Giants? No, Saquon was drafted in Josh Allen's draft. The quarterback. The pass rusher in Jacksonville oh, I'm talking, is in the Daniel Jones. We're talking about the quarterback position. He wasn't there. Saquon was the pick. I agree with taking uh, all right. Saquon. Uh, all right. So, so let's just say 
What quarterback should they have drafted? Justin Herbert. They didn't have a chance to get Justin Herbert. Yes, they did. Oh, when? So, first of all, when? if you remember, they when this Daniel draft Jones. happened, Justin Herbert was their guy. If Justin Herbert declares out of this draft, the Giants were trained up to get this dude. Justin that, Herbert wasn't in the draft. That's what I'm trying so to say. So, they drafted Numbnuts. Daniel Jones. He went back to sp- Oregon, and it screwed up the Giants' plans. So, that's, but that's Gettleman's fault? Kind of. Get out of here. You're insane. If he wanted Herbert, don't don't speak. Don't speak to me, please. Because you agree with me numerous times. Mm. So just let me talk about it. No, he's not agreeing with you. No, no, no. Calm down. So if they don't draft Daniel Jones here, you get another year of Eli. They needed a quarterback. Hold on. Gettleman wants you to draft a quarterback. Right. Great. Eli's still there. So you play another year with Eli. What do you think their record would have been? Oh, and 16? You need a quarterback to sit the bench oh and God. learn the offense. Hold on. You're Justin Herbert. Moron. Herbert just won rookie of the year. You're talking stupid. Moron. Herbert just won rookie of the year. Did he or did he not? What are you talking about? Justin Herbert. His they drafted year. Daniel Jones, you idiot. Look so at, why are they going to draft another Errol, quarterback? Errol, I'm begging you. Follow me. Follow me. For five I'm seconds. not following you. Like I understand. Idiot. Stop. Stop trying to use that brain. You and use sound like an sense. idiot. Speak up and make your point. Your point I'm is trying. not. It's Dave not. Gettleman well, took so the stupid. wrong guy. So stupid. He took the wrong guy. Oh, okay. Herbert was oh, their dude. Oh. He went back to Oregon. Yeah. Instead of being mm-hmm. patient, using Eli another year, sucking, or taking a defensive-minded pass rusher, taking a lineman, whoever would have been there. After this, I want you to shut up so I can speak because you've been yapping your mouth and you're out of your mind. So then the Giants would have had another bad year and everyone would have been up in arms and we need a quarterback, we need a quarterback. So then you would have got Justin Herbert. So then you get Herbert instead of Daniel Jones who won Rookie of the Year. Would he have won Rookie of the Year with the Giants? Probably not because the offensive line is still atrocious. So what you would have done is you still would have probably signed Kenny Galladay because that money is that money. You still would have had Saquon. You still would have had the chance to draft Toomey. The offense would have been identical. would have looked exactly the same, except you would have had a bona fide franchise quarterback instead of now when this kid sucks again this year and the Giants go anywhere between 5-13 and 13 to 5-12, and 12, whatever the hell the math is, to 7-11, and 11, whatever the math is. Then you're going to have to rebuild it all over again. And I can assure you, whoever the next giant franchise guy is, won't be Herbert Good. All right, now you're going to shut up because I've heard enough from you with this stupidity. They needed to draft a quarterback the year of Kyler Murray's draft. They decided to go with Saquon Barkley when they could have had Sam Darnold. They Kyler Murray Josh. wasn't in that draft. I'm going in. Uh, again, I'm going to Saquon Barkley. They had a chance to draft Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. They could have went for any other quarterback at that position. They decided to draft Saquon Barkley. Score number one, wrong. Negative, wrong. Okay? Number two, they the next year, he was going after a quarterback. They were drafting at what? Eight? Six. Six. Whatever they were drafting. They weren't drafting in the top five. Okay, so the best quarterback available was either the Ohio State quarterback, which right now is the, the backup quarterback for Pittsburgh, or obviously Daniel Jones. Okay, he had to draft one or the other. Now, you keep bringing up Josh Allen. That's fine. Josh Allen last year, even though he didn't have much of a year, played, he had one sack, and he was hurt all year. This year, hopefully, he plays a full year and stays healthy. He did gain 30 pounds, so we'll see how he plays at his weight. Fine, if you think that. 
But you needed Gettleman needed to build his team around a quarterback. He needed that quarterback that was going to take over for Eli Manning. Eli Manning was going to play possibly one more year, and they needed somebody to come in his place. They did not believe that the year after that the quarterback class was going to be that much better than this quarterback class. Justin Herbert was available in next year's quarterback class. So was Tua. So was the other quarterbacks that they had. And, and by the way, honestly, besides really Justin Herbert, who was good in that quarterback class? It was good. Bur- Burrow was good until he got hurt. I mean, Joe Burrow. I forgot about yeah. Joe. He was the number one pick. Yeah. But Joe Burrow, and he, they had no and chance Herbert. at Joe Burrow. Right. Because he was the number one pick. Right. So it was just Justin Herbert. Besides Justin Herbert, was there any quarterback that really stuck out to you? No. And what makes you think that if the Giants were sitting there, where where did they draft that year? Third? Fourth. Fourth. What makes you think that if everybody knew that Justin Herbert is the player that the Giants want? Because everybody knew that the Giants wanted Smith, the, the wide receiver that went to Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay? Everybody knew that the Giants wanted him. And what did they do? Teams Obviously, the Cowboys screwed them. So they couldn't get him, okay? So what makes you think that because Justin Herbert fell to seven or eight, wherever he went to the Chargers, that he was going to not sit there at four or three and somebody move up and try to draft him at three, knowing that the Giants wanted him? What makes you think that? Uh, Tyler, before you rebuttal, I'll just read some of the comments. John Suggs says he will not I don't not know why lo- you're making faces because you, uh, you of all people should know that the draft, the draft doesn't always fall the way you think it's going to fall. John Suggs says he will not lose his job if, he, they only, if he, they only go five wins. Injuries will keep them in. Andrew Thomas hasn't done anything. Number four overall pick. Evan Engram. Uh, no, John. Evan Engram was Jerry Reese, not Dave Gettleman. Uh, Dexter Lawrence was maybe the best pick they've had in the last few years. Jeff says this is unwatchable. And John says Giants going to get Kirk Cousins next year. Watch. They currently have six signed quarterbacks on the roster. They unloading and drafting a top QB next year. I don't think they're drafting a quarterback next year. Quarterback class isn't good next year. I know. The, the, the Giants will have a quarterback next year, and he's currently already in the league. Yeah, and so, you think it's Russell Wilson. It will absolutely be Russell Wilson. I'll put money on it. That doesn't But here's happen. the thing, right? That so let's happen. just say, let's just say Dexter Lawrence was a great pick. So they trade up for DeAndre Wishful Baker. Wishful thinking, by the way. Right. So DeAndre Baker, they trade up to get. They could have had, if you didn't want to pay uh, your boy Kenny Galladay, because he's not a true number one, right? So they could have drafted DK Metcalf, who's a bona fide number one. AJ Brown. AJ Brown's in the same draft. So they could have done that. But no, they traded up for DeAndre Baker. And didn't you say that Gettleman shouldn't have lost his job? Meanwhile, you bashed all the draft picks so far? I, I have not bashed his draft. You said Saquon, wrong pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I, I thought his first-round draft picks have been questionable besides Dexter. But besides that, yeah, his first round. But his later rounds, his drafts have been pretty damn good. I think the Lord, I, honestly, I think his drafts think have been pretty damn the good. The only one I'm fine with. I'm sorry. The Dexter Lawrence one's the only one I'm fine with. Uh, I I don't know why you're not fine with the players that they've added because first, love of, first, of, all, love, for, first of all, first of all, first of all, Daniel Jones. Until they put the right players in the right team around him, he is he is proven to fail. 
Okay, they have not built an offensive line around him. They, Zietler, who was their best offensive lineman last year, they right. decided to part ways with. Okay, sure. he where did they where did he go? Where Ravens. Did he go? He went with Ravens. Okay, the Giants have not put a team in front of him where he could be successful. Just like the Jets, and and Jeff took shots at me, and I thought that the Jets' offensive line was going to be light years better in the beginning of the season. I really did. So far in game number one, I know it's just game number one. The Jets' offensive line was a catastrophe. It was terrible. Zach Wilson got killed in game number one. They got to get better, okay? And they lost Makai Beckham for four to eight weeks now that he's having surgery on his knee. So, honestly, it's not Daniel Jones' fault that they haven't put an offensive line in front of him that is respectable enough to let him sit in the pocket and make the plays. And that's the facts. You want to blame that on Gettleman? Fine, it's Gettleman's fault. It's not Daniel Jones' fault. That's fine. But the fact of the matter is that when Dave Gettleman took the job, he said, I have to address the offensive line. Big boys are what wins. How do you not do that? Not only not do it, put no effort into doing it at all. Your first offensive lineman in the first round was Andrew Thomas. Almost not a, not a bad four, four years into your freaking tenure? No, not four years. Two years. I think third, it was three two years. years. Three, three years. years. It was his third year. It was two years into his tenure. It was his third year when he drafted Thomas. So that's that's when you address it. Um, first of all, when you buy a house and you say, "Oh, the foundation screwed up," I'm going to live here for three years before I address it. First, that's retarded. First of all, the Giants, when he took over the team, had a lot of weaknesses. There were a lot of uh, what do they say? Oh yeah, holes oh, yeah. on the team. Well, he created a lot of those holes. Really? You let Landon Collins walk. You let Odell Beckham Jr. get traded for pe- peanuts. You're going to pay Landon Collins eighty-six million dollars? Landon Collins publicly came out and said. I'm fine with not signing a long-term deal. If they franchise me, I'll earn it. You could have franchised him twice. There was no way he was t- going to be franchised twi- twice, and he was going to accept that. There was no well, way. He come out. He came out. And, and what said, has he done? I believe the, his words. What has he done for the Washington Football Team since he's taken over? He had a really good year last. He couldn't. So, he can't stay healthy. That that's fine. But he's a leader in the locker room. Uh, oh, 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 so he was a leader in the locker room. Leadership is worth eighty-six million dollars. Uh, he got overpaid. I understand. That. No, nobody's I overpaid. Understand. Every single athlete deserves the money that they get. It's not overpaid. I. What the problem is? The problem is what I'm trying to get at. Because you keep slamming your hands on the ground because you're like not a little sense. child. Yes, it is. I am making. You just sense. said you're going to pay him eighty-six million dollars. I say he's overpaid, but he's not overpaid. No, no, he's not over. No player is overpaid. Paid in the NFL. Nobody because they deserve every penny that they get. I agree. You know, they're putting their bodies on the line. Yes. They deserve they, yes. every they penny deserve every that, penny they, that get. they get. Yes. Yes. But when when we talk about the position and at the position that he plays, was he a top five linebacker? Really? Maybe statistically when it comes to hits, but all around, is he a top line, a safety in the league? He's not. He's not. So why is he getting paid top end safety money when he's not worth $86 million? That's what I'm saying. But that I, if he gets it, he, he deserves every penny of it. So I'm not saying it. I would have given him, I would have offered him $50, 50 million, $55 million. I'm not giving him 86. They overpaid him John, in our eyes. John says Sam Howell out of UNC and Errol's boy Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma are two options at quarterback. Uh, so franchise a hurt player, LOL. Uh, Jeff says interesting argument Errol just made about what players earn. Hmm. Yeah, because he's right. Because when I talk to Jeff, I take shots, and, and Jeff actually, when we talk, Jeff tells me whatever the players get paid, they deserve. Whatever they get offered, whatever they negotiate their deals, they deserve it. They put their bodies on the line, 
they deserve every penny. No and thinking said, about it, and thinking about it, yeah, but again, going back to the positions and what they play, when you look at Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is going on to his fourth year after this year, right? Mm-hmm. It's his fourth year. So after his fourth year, it's his fifth year. They're not going to wait until – they'll probably give Daniel Jones – he'll actually – if he has a decent season, they'll probably bring a veteran quarterback in, one, or they'll draft another quarterback, not a first-round quarterback, but a second- or third-round quarterback that falls to them, and they're going to make Daniel Jones earn his spot. But after that, Daniel Jones will lose his position, especially if somebody wins that job, a young guy wins that job, or a veteran wins that job next year if he doesn't have the season that all the Giant fans want him to have. I don't know what see, what, what you want from a rookie quarterback. Well, have more touchdowns A third-year quarterback, uh, first of all, a third-year quarterback that has no offensive line help, None whatsoever. None. Okay? Besides Thomas. And no weapons that you're paying. You're paying Kenny Galladay 76, almost $80 million a year, which he's what? The third or fourth highest paid wide receiver in the league? Is he worth that money, Speedy? He earned yes every or penny. no? Now, is he, no. He, he earned, yes. If he got it, he, he, you should be happy for him. I'm happy that he got the money. Is he worth it? That's the question. That's the, that, that's the statement here. Is he worth $76 million. The answer is no. He got it. He deserves every penny of it. But he's not worth it. Is he a number one? No. He's not. And anybody that thinks he is is blind. And that's a fact. Anyways, go ahead, Speedy. I was going to say, he's a good two, but... To get he's a great two. For him to get paid for as a number one for somebody who's been injury-prone his whole career, inconsistent, he has great games, and then he has disappearing games, which is a lot of these big-bodied receivers in the NFL today. For somebody, for the Giants team that needs a lot of... A lot of things at other positions, too. You can't just try to invest all the money into one player. You have to try to spread the wealth. And while Adoree Jackson, going back to that contract, was a good, I think a good contract for him, they didn't even need that either. They need to invest in other areas, too. Now, in terms of Gettleman as a whole, it's a kind of a mixed bag with his drafts. I'm with Tyler on the 2019 draft. I would have rather waited. But at the same time, at, in 2018, they could have definitely done that, and even past drafts before that, too. All the mishaps in the first round Jerry Reese had, they could have either taken their franchise quarterback then, or they could have maybe taken one in the second round to develop one with Eli, too. So they were behind the curve in a lot of areas where they just wanted to go for, quote-unquote, their guys more. Jerry Reese was famous for it. He took a lot of wacky first-round picks, and so does Dave Gettleman. So. Uh, John says a good pickup is Blake Martinez. Yeah, Great pickup. Yeah, he's a nice linebacker, too. Another one, though, that can't stay healthy and also has a lot of trouble in coverage. So, again, they need somebody to complement that. That's why I wanted them to draft Isaiah Simmons last year in the 2020 draft because he could definitely do that, and he could also be a hybrid safety type, too. So I think that they they were more uh, trying to build their offensive line. They were more looking towards the growth of trying to protect their quarterback as well as they should. And I think uh, this coming year, uh, this is not an offensive line year uh, going into uh, the draft. Uh, I think the Giants need to look for the best offensive lineman that falls to them in in the first round because they need to rebuild this offensive line. This offensive line is horrendous. It is. And, and to pay an offensive lineman to come to your team, you're paying him big bucks. You're paying him $80, $90 million for a top lineman to come to your team. You can't do that. You saw with, uh, what's his name again, from the Patriots who got uh, – Sean uh, Brown? No. The, um, Nate Solder. The kid that, they, uh, that was, went to the Kansas City Chiefs oh, this year. Tooney. Tooney. Tooney got an $86 million contract from Kansas City, and it wasn't even a left tackle. Nope. 
He was a guard. Okay? So, and he's a top guard in his league. But they paid him what a tackle would make. Okay? So that's the way the league is leaning towards. Their tackles are getting paid. Corners are getting paid. Quarterbacks are getting paid. Running backs are thrown, thrown to the waste after three or four years. Right. It doesn't matter how good they are. Okay, because you could find one in the later drafts and they put two wide receivers. You have to be a top 10 wide receiver for a team to actually overpay you like A.J. Brown. Uh, okay, uh, or like Odell Beckham. Unless you're, Kenny, unless you're Kenny Galladay, then you'll still get overpaid anyway. <laughs> but that, the, the Giants had to overpay or Kenny Galladay wasn't going to the Giants. He already they had to. Kenny Galladay was looking at two different teams, and the Giants were definitely the last one that really he was really interested in going. The Giants had to overpay him to bring him to the Giants because I don't think he wanted to play with oh, the yeah, Giants. Oh, yeah, that's what happens when you have a bad team around you. You have to overpay for those that's guys. That's not what I read there. at all. Really? Because that's what I read. That's what I read. I read he loved the meeting with the Giants. Um, I didn't hear that because they actually let him go. And, by the way, he, he went to interview for two other teams. What were the other two teams that he was interviewing The Ravens for? were one. I know the Ravens. He was very uh, interested, and there was another one. Remember. There was another was it team. Philly? I think it might have been Philly. It was another team. But I, he, the Giants were the last team he was interested in going to. And that's why the Giants offered him the most money. And that's a fact. Go look that up. The Giants offered him $10 million more than the Ravens did and $10 million more than I, whoever the other team was. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it was the Eagles. By the way, we have Jeff on the phone. What's going on, Jeff? How are you? Very interesting point you made about what players earn, Errol. I wonder, I, I'm surprised you didn't sneak a fancy feast comment. No, I didn't because when we talk and we talk about the players, I do believe some players get, or get too much money, but that's not the player's fault. That, that's just because... Well, it was hilarious you know, because we had a conversation on Sunday night, by the way, mm-hmm. where a certain somebody that was in the call yes. said no player deserves to earn any of the money they get. Which is a joke. They're the best of the best. Which is a joke. Yes. No, it's their industry. All, all the players are getting are half of the TV contract. They deserve every penny they're getting. Yes. Just because it's their industry and that's what they get paid in their industry, people bitching and moaning about the money players make. Everyone had the same opportunity to get that job. But apparently, y'all were too lazy to get in the weight room and work out or run sprints or whatever. But everyone had that job opportunity. So people bitching about money is ridiculous. No, and I, I agree with you. But again, when I... No, when, not to mention they put their lives on the line. Absolutely. Now, do I think Galladay is worth $76 million when I look at all the wide receivers in the league making less than him? No. But, but you're, forget, you're but, forgetting but, an interesting. Yeah. You're forgetting an interesting like side point to this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is, and I, I've made this point to you before about the Jets, and you kind of agree to some degree with some players and whatever. Yes. But when you're a terrible team, you have to pay an idiot tax. Absolutely. Right. You have mm-hmm. to overspend on some players to become a little better. So when then the better players come up in free agency, then you can get those people because the better players in free agency aren't showing up unless you're ready to win. All the guys that have become free agents, if you notice, they try to go to teams where they can win unless they're just looking for the money, right? Mm -hmm. Which Galladay, God bless them, he upgraded in a team. He did. He went from the Lions to the Giants. And he got a lot of money for it, too. (laughs) And he got a bunch of money for it. Go ahead, but, this is the, but this is the point. You, you pay an idiot tax. Mm. So when you're going, oh, they overpaid this guy. 
bad teams. Sorry, Speedy, which the Giants have they been are. in the they last are. few years. I'm not trying to pick on the Giants. Dysfunctional okay, so since a... dysfunctional right. since 2016. I know. <laughs> you have to take. You have to pay an idiot tax to get some of these guys. Guys take like the hometown discount or a little less money than they could have made somewhere else to go to teams like New England, Kansas City, uh, you know, like the teams, you know, Tampa. How many guys uh, just took a haircut on Tampa? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Am I right? No, you're right. You're right. Right. So when you're like, oh, my God, we overpaid for this guy. Yeah. Because you fucking suck. <laughs> Read what everybody is saying, Speedy. Carl says, how about Booger McFarlane demanding that FSU fire Mike Norvell and hire Deion Sanders? Um, don't make that move, FSU. Deion Sanders is also coaching somewhere else. Too. They should make that move. Just like the move from Michigan should be firing Harbaugh and hiring Charles Woodson. John Suggs says, tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama, six foot seven, 360 pounds. Neal blocks out the sun on the Alabama offensive line. Giants need to do everything in their power to draft him. Ben says, Tooney has been looking for a salary increase. He's a close relative of my uncle. Carl says, no Dion yet, maybe in a few years. And John Suggs says, idiot tax, neat soldier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right, but at the time, see, this is what people... No, at the time, you know, I actually liked it, Jeff. I, right, because at the time, you were an idiot, right? Because at the time, you were an idiot. Because I had said to you, you're going to hate him. Why are you going to hate him? Because I was like, I just spent all these years watching Nate Solder, and he wasn't very good. You want to know why he didn't give up a lot of sacks? Because Tom Brady got the ball out of his hand quicker than any other NFL quarterback. That's why he didn't give up a lot of sacks, and that's why you don't pay for Patriots. I, I would agree with you on that. Uh, to me... Every Did it single work out for sh- with Shane Vereen? No. Does it work oh, out God. with Deion Lewis? No. Does it work out with Solder? No. Uh, the Branch, Givens, the list of Patriots who are going to suck if they go to another team is endless. Right. It's pretty much everybody except for Chandler Jones and Asante Samuel. <laughs> and, and I would I would also throw in another one. You're going to say, oh, he wasn't that good or whatever. I actually think he was. Danny Woodhead was a really nice oh, that's player. True. I forgot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I like Danny Woodhead. Uh, ben says he wants more guaranteed money from the Chiefs, so that's interesting. So they're trying to restructure the contract, I guess. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. You gave him the contract. He agreed to the contract. You don't give him any more. Well, the- you can't sign him and then restructure in no, the same year. So absolutely maybe in not. the offseason it's possible, but a restructure is just yeah. an advance on that money. It's not. Yeah, Ben, are you referring to the offseason or the regular season? Because, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they uh, just gave him that contract. They, first of all, they can't. How's that? They can't do that. John says, LeVar Arrington, seven-year, $49 million. Yeah, that was what, I remember 15, that. 15 years ago. Wasn't that Washington? It came from Washington and then went to the Giants, I believe. Yeah, I remember LeVar Arrington. What a bust he became from Penn State. I remember but how I hope he was that, supposed to But be. I hope that moron that was on that phone call is listening to this now. Because those players deserve that money, you idiot. Who are we talking about? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh. <laughs> Thou who shall remain nameless. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, shout out to all, again, uh, all the Jews out there. Happy Yom Kippur. Uh, happy New Year to all uh, the Jews out there. So the, everybody, uh, with everything that's gone on in the world and the craziness that's going on uh, in all different parts of the country and the world, uh, there are some good things that are coming, you know, that are here for us in, in this country, in this world. So um, uh, back to you, uh, Jeff. I know you're here. So we're going to go over the weeks, uh, week two 
um, see at the week two's games that we're going to go and we're going to do our picks. So we'd like you to get involved with it. But before we get into that, Tyler, I, I want to finish this up with you with the Giants because I, I Jeff, I know you're uh, a big supporter for Daniel Jones, right? I I love Danny Dash. Do you see him running? So so we do. Do you? By think- the way, that wasn't a hold, and they should that should have been a touchdown for the Giants. That was a terrible holding call. Um, do you think that the Giants have not have done Daniel Dimes a disservice on building the team around him in the last three years? I mean, yes and no, right? Yes and no, because here's the thing: has it worked out? Clearly, no. Have they tried? Clearly, yes. They weren't paying Nate Shoulder to be terrible. They thought he was going to be good. Did it work out? No. And they tied up that money. But they were trying. They also, that year, they signed Nate Solder, drafted Will Hernandez, mm-hmm. who I think he came out of UTEP. Yep. Uh, right, right? And he was one of the premier guards in that draft. And it was, everyone was like going crazy. Oh, my God. How did Will Hernandez fall to like the second round or whatever? Yeah, was, because of right? his combine, people were raving about him. Right. So they tried. They thought they were getting good players there because at, at that time, People went, oh, my God, we signed Nate Solder and then drafted Will Hernandez. We totally just took care of the left side of the line. Hmm. That's what everybody said. Did it work out? No, I didn't. Really. I, I didn't Not like really. Will, I didn't but like they, Will Hernandez. I but the like effort him. was there and they tried to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't fault a person for things falling through. Yeah. You draft players from the. You, we talked about this before. Hit rates. Mm-hmm. You know, the hit rate on players can be wild sometimes. Not, it's a lot lower than you think of, than of guys getting drafted in the first round right. and not getting a second contract from that team. Mm. Right? It, it, so, uh, yep. so when you invest in those guys, right? Okay, well, Hernandez has a bad first year. You go, well, he was a rookie. We got to give him some time. And that's how it happens. And that's how things fall through. So they've missed a couple of times. But it's not like they, they ignored it and just said, screw it. We're going to have Saquon and Danny Jones and a thousand receivers. They tried. I, I just think that when you look at the Giants and the position that they're in, uh, all all I keep hearing from the Giant fans is Daniel Jones stinks. Uh, Daniel Jones isn't a good quarterback. He's not a quarterback that you can build your team around. And I beg to differ because there are flashes every single game that explains and shows me that this kid can play and could be a successful he's better, quarterback. He, he's better than they're giving him credit for. And Giants fans are also forgetting the fix was in with Danny Jones. He was going to be their quarterback no matter who was in that draft. That, the fix was totally in. He was Eli's guy. I, I agree with Peyton's you. He was Peyton's guy. I agree with who, you. Who coached Daniel Jones at college? Cutcliffe. Cutcliffe. I forget his right. first name. Right. David Cutcliffe. Yeah. Oh, look. Who was Peyton Manning's coach in college? David Cutcliffe. Mm-hmm. David Cutcliffe. Mm-hmm. The fix was in. He went to the Manning Passing Academy. They liked him. Eli went back to the team and said, this is the guy. Look at the lineage. And it wasn't going to matter who was there. He was the guy. I just don't think that. You the- want to blame someone for this? Don't blame Gettleman. This was all on the Mannings. Who listened to the, who listened to the Mannings? What Gettleman. Who, how, yeah. What? Everybody listens don't blame to the, the gun. Mannings. Everybody listens. Don't to blame the, the shooter. Blame the gun. Come on, man. What how the do you, hell? How do you? you how guys, do you look? You guys don't how do you look? How do you look? Two Hall of Famers right in the eyes 
that have just played in this era of quarterbacks, right? Basically, right? Still kind and of won the same four Super Bowls. Pace. It's my and one, team. And, and, and go, Thank you, you know nothing. It's my team. It's my scouting department. We'll draft who we think needs to be drafted. Thank you. They a obvi- backbone. Oh God, what a shame. What a they what? obviously liked him, Tyler, because they loved his pro day. They loved what he did at the combine. He looked very his good at the day. combine. Yeah, his pro day. There were people saying that if he went in the first round. Also, it was lucky. also can't hate that decision because they had a decision to make. Dwayne Haskins was there. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, right. They, they, oh, they yeah. drafted. If they were they going to draft. Sense. They drafted. Right. I they won in that sense, but and I was with Tyler. I still wanted some another position. <laughs> I, I just don't think the Giant fans give him you enough. You should be more upset with the other things that they've done. How about trading back into the first round to draft yes, quarterbacks or defensive backs that are robbing people at gunpoint? Yeah. <laughs> that you then cut. Right? Yeah. There's other things that you could point to and go, oh, that, that stinks. I happen to think Daniel Jones is pretty good. Ben says that was the reason he left to sign with the Chiefs. He wanted more guaranteed. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. Carl says day of atonement and Tyler. Atonement. Atonement and Tyler is very quiet. Mm-hmm. John says. It's because there's no right or wrong here. There really is no hindsight. There Listen. is a right or wrong. It was Daniel. Dude, in that draft, Kyle Lamar yes, went first. in that draft, no if you needed a quarterback, then, I then, get it. I understand. Right, All right, and groovy. you needed a quarterback. You guys had had a – dude, you guys had had better luck putting up a scarecrow quarterback than, than Eli Manning those last couple of seasons. I get it. You guys it. were dying to get rid of him. So let, right. Dying you don't it. think that was a good throw? You don't think that was a good throw? I mean, that was he a very good throw. Throw him, but All right. That whatever. was a great right. throw. You know what? He doesn't understand that you can't just lead guys on every throw because you could get wide receivers killed. That was a great throw. Perfect throw. A... Are we going to analyze oh, every no, single because throw? Because you don't want to give the, the kid credit. You don't want to give the kid credit. It's not about. He's not a winner. He's not. No, how do you know what he, what, he what he is? We don't know Listen, what he is. I hate Michael K. and I hate Don LaGreca, but. You know, well, Don LaGreca is a good friend of mine. That's so. great. I, I love the Don LaGreca. I hate Michael K. and that's just how that goes. But. Anyway, oh, look at that. He almost overthrew a freaking tight end. Great um, job. So he here threw we go. it over a defensive player. Did you see that? I'm By trying way, to you're, talk. You're also, so, ignoring that, or you're also ignoring that, like, seven-yard touchdown he would have had if it wasn't for a phantom hold call. I, and you're I, not giving him credit it. for that I, skill set. Hold on. I'm not praising a Lamar Jackson. That's what Daniel Jones is oh, a less yeah, athletic. He's not Lamar Jackson. You're not a quarterback, right? He's, he's not less, Lamar Jackson. He is less athletic version of Lamar Jackson. He's not going to beat you with his arm. He is not going to be able to make every throw in the book. So, Meanwhile, they say Daniel Jones can make every single throw in the book. Who's they? Can, what are you though. talking about? Every who's single, they? Every single, every single person that was scouting him, he's throwing he's the ball very really well. He's having a good game. But by the way, by he's the way, he threw games. him offside. He just oh, watched God. him offside. Come on, stop. On a snap count. Stop. You're picking that. up peanuts his, his... and trying to tell me it's peanut butter. Because you like, don't want to give the doing? kid credit. You it's not about stupid. credit, Errol. He's won eight games in his career. Four of them are against the Redskins. The team stinks. What do really you expect? The team stinks. The Giants stink. I understand. What I'm trying to tell you is he has historically good success against the Redskins. Oh, look at this. The RPO. And oh, for first an time, RPO. Wow. Look at that. Creativity from Jason Garrett. Oh, hey. God. Yay. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, you're, you're forgetting the quarterback has to make that decision. He has to come up I with get that it. read. I'm not saying he's an idiot. What I am saying is he cannot win a game with his arm. He has not done so. And that's just I mean, the sad also, reality of the situation. He also really hasn't had a full season 
with Saquon Barkley, right? So they played together their rookie year, right? And then he was hurt all last year. This is the, they're finally coming back together, and they finally have some pieces. Why why don't you Jeff, wait and see what he's got? Maybe I don't know if you were not listening. Maybe you're half in the bag. I, I don't know. Yeah, I would know. you I'm rather super have? Drunk. Would you rather have Justin <laughs> Herbert? Or would you rather have Daniel Jones? Nobody's telling you that nobody wants Justin Herbert. That what are your what are their chances if you that we're gonna get him? Don't hide, hide, oh, really, very high, really. That offensive line really? was good. Really, was that good? Really, was the offensive line good? Daniel Jones. Now let here? me ask, again. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to what to Justin Herbert. Just because they were drafting at four, okay? Who's to say they would be drafting at four? One, number two. Yeah, what are you making faces for? Why wouldn't you draft your franchise quarterback at four if you did it at six? Uh, because no, I think he was saying you, the scenario. Oh you don't know if Justin Herbert was going to be there at four. One, number two. Straight up. It, it, number two, if Daniel Jones wasn't there, they would have started some other quarterback that Eli. year, and they probably would have had a better record. Would and they wouldn't. Eli. And they wouldn't be drafting Eli at four. Eli didn't have another year in them. Eli didn't have another. They year would have him. paid him a year to come back. You sound stupid. You really. It, or. Whoever who was on who was the backup behind Daniel Jones that year? Colt McCoy. So speedy. Okay, right. speedy. Colt All right, <laughs> Colt McCoy is going to win speedy, five games. We, we I don't want to go on and on with this. Let's go through our games, our picks. We have twenty minutes. We'll go through half of them, and then after the after our interview, we will uh, finish it up. Okay. Right. I'll just read some you, of the comments just, first. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Got you. So you don't have to. You don't have. You can just make a pick too, Speedy. You don't have to write like a whole novel about yes, why. We have a guest. I know. I know we're pressed for time. I know we have. Yeah, a guest. you should know that anyways. You you put a novel on it. But okay, let's uh, go with the music and let's go. Well, uh, let's just read some of the comments first. Uh, Nick Gates out for the season. John says uh, Duke versus Tennessee, ACC versus SEC is not the same. Also realize Giants is out nine players now. Yep, sounds about. It's right. the same coach, right? It's the same coach. It's the same person develop, developing them. Yes, Tennessee and SEC were tougher when Peyton was there than what Duke just had, for sure. No one's making that argument. But when you're talking about who the teacher is and who's who's developing these players, it's the same guy. So you can take that argument and stop it. All right, we'll start in with the Rams at the Colts. All right, uh, who wants to go first? What order are we going to go? You'll in? go first, then Tyler, then Jeff, then me. All right, I'm going to take the Rams in this one. I think it'll be a low-scoring, close game. I don't think the... Rams offense will be as potent as they were last week. I think the Colts have very good defensive coaching, but the Colts did get exposed a little bit on the deep ball too. So I guess the Rams will get some big plays. I have 20 to 13 Rams. Matt Stafford puts an MVP case together this year. Uh, Rams blow them out. Yeah, Rams blow them out. Easy. Go. I think the Ram- I think the game is going to be a lot closer than you think, but I have the Rams in the game too. All right, Bills and Dolphins. I'm going to take Buffalo to bounce back. I think their offensive line was exposed a little bit last week, but Miami doesn't have as good of a pass rush as the, as the Steelers do. And I'm going to take Miami or Buffalo 23-14. I'm also taking the Bills. This game's going to be a blowout. That defense is going to make Tua go back to college. Rough start for Buffalo. I don't think they're going to do all that well in the heat. Miami's defense is that good. I'll take Miami. Uh, you want to know something? I, I, I want to go back and forth with this game. But I, I'm going to take Buffalo because if Buffalo loses this game, uh, it, it's very hard to go 0-2 and, and make the playoffs. Wow. So the Jets are in that division. They'll have plenty of wins ahead. Well, I, I have <laughs> – I got Buffalo in the game in a close game. I would say 17-16. All right. Raiders at the Steelers. I'm going to take the Steelers. Even though their win against Buffalo was kind of ugly, I still think they match up well with the Raiders with the receiving depth that they have. The Raiders secondary not being great. The Ravens will, Raiders will keep it close with their offense. They've impressed me, but I'll take the Steelers 27-20. 
I think Derek Carr wins this game. Um, Big Ben is old, he's done, and the Raiders will clamp down on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I like the Raiders and the we- I like the Raiders and the weapons too. I think they got enough to keep it uh, interesting, and I think they'll they'll, they'll win this game. I, I think Big Ben is done. I got the Steelers in this game. I'm, I think they're going to be able to run the ball against this front seven. So I got the Steelers. I think this is going to be the game that Harris is going to explode uh, in, in the NFL. So I've got uh, the Steelers in this game, 18-10. All right, 49ers and Eagles. I'll take the 49ers in this one. Semi-blowout, but not as big as people would think with all the injuries the Niners have had on their offense. And the Eagles played well last week defensively. I think they keep it close for a while. But I'll take the 49ers 24-13. to I think San Francisco is going to win this game handily, not a blowout, but I think they'll win by 7 to 10 points. Yeah, I like the Niners. I just think they're better at every position, like every position. Okay, and what, 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 uh, I'm sorry, what is 49ers the game? 49ers-Eagles. 49ers, yes, the 49ers are going to win this game. I, I, I don't know what the Eagles are yet, and I, I'm not going to bet on Jalen Hurts, even though he had a great game number one. They played the Atlanta Falcons. You're playing San Francisco. The defense is good. Give me San Francisco 21-12. Uh, all right, Broncos at the Jaguars. I got the Broncos in this one. A lot of the Jaguars are in a lot of shambles. I think Lawrence will play better than he did last week, but how much better? The Broncos' defense is very good. I would say 27-17 Broncos. Um, I'm actually going to lean towards that, too. Uh, real quick, real, real quick. Oh, this game's going to be a blow. Denver will win this game by 25. I don't care. I'll take the Jaguars. Give me Ronnie Sunshine Pat Bass throwing for three touchdowns. <laughs> Love I got it. I got the Broncos in this game. I think their defense showed up um, week number one. I think week number two, they're definitely going to show up. I I, I believe uh, Lawrence is going to have a lot of problems with that defense. So I have the Broncos winning uh, 24-10. All right, Bengals at the Bears. This one will be close, kind of higher scoring. The Bears' defense didn't look good, but I will take them to bounce back a little bit because of that pass rush against a still not great Bengals offensive line. 28-24, Chicago. I don't know about this one. This one's going to be interesting. Sorry, I'm doing two things at once. So we're talking about the Bengals. I think Cincinnati's going to go in there and upset them. I think Joe Burrow mm-hmm. and this offense are pretty good. Joe Mixon's going to control the clock. And Khalil Mack can only stay on one side of the field. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, I like the Bengals, too, in this. Matt Nagy doesn't seem to have control of that team. I think things are going to spiral out of control pretty quickly for him. So give me the Bengals in this one. The rebirth of Joe Burrow. I think uh, Justin Fields will show up in the second half. He will keep Chicago in the game. I think uh, the Andy Dalton uh, experiment is over. But I like the Bengals in this game. I like what I saw with Joe Burrows. He's uh, continuing what he left off before he tore his ACL, MCL, and his knees. So I got the Bengals. I think Mixon's going to run all over the Chicago defense. Give me the Bengals. All right. uh, Saints and the Panthers in Carolina. I'm going to take the Saints. I think it'll be a close, low-scoring game. Both defenses were very good in Week 1. And I think the Saints have a little bit of a letdown, kind of a slow start, but they'll bounce back in the second half. I will say 23-17 New Orleans. See, this is why I'm torn. I don't know what Jameis Winston we're going to get. Week 1, Jameis is fine. Tampa Bay Jameis will lose this football game. Uh, I do think the Saints will win, though. I think you're going to see a lot of Alvin Kamara. And I do think that defense is going to make Sam Donald look like a New York Jet again. And uh, Saints will win this game by 10 to 14 points. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know if, like, you can pick someone that was a bigger surprise in week one than Jameis Winston. I don't think anyone thought he was going to play that well. Um, And I do like the Saints, but I'm going to go with the Panthers in this game. I don't understand how anyone can bet against Sam Donald throwing beautiful Rainbow, 57-yard touchdown passes to Robbie Anderson. 
I'm, mean, I'm going with majestic the, throws like I'm that. I'm going just, with the Saints. I'm going with the Saints. I think the game will be close. Fourth quarter. I expect uh, you're going to see a lot of Alvin Kamara. He's going to be able to run the ball. They're not going to be Carolina is not going to be able to stop uh, Alvin Kamara and, and, and his offense, especially uh, the wide receivers, which they had problems stopping the Jets wide receiver. I mean, Corey Davis. So give me the Saints in this game. Thirty one twenty. All right. Uh, I'm assuming we all got the Browns. We could just say Browns move on against the Texans. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, Vikings at the Cardinals. I'll take the Cardinals in this one. I think it will be closer than people think. Minnesota's offense, I think, plays a little better than they did last week. But Arizona's defense proved a lot against Tennessee. They did very, very well. I'll take Arizona 31-20. to 20. This game will be a blowout. Uh, Kirk Cousins does not do well in these types of games. And he will not do another great game. So... I'll take the Cardinals 31-14. to 14. Yeah, I like the Cardinals in this game, too. I thought the, uh, you know, they've improved every year. Not everyone's given Kingsbury a lot of credit for improving every year. And, you know, the, the Cardinals' defense is much improved with a great rookie draft pick who leads that defense. <laughs> I like Arizona in the game. I think the game's going to be very close. Another close game. Minnesota will have a chance to win the game, but uh, I like Kyla Murray. I like this run this run game. I, I Believe it or not, I think they're... Uh, Edmonds is going to be explosive this year. I think this is a, a much more deadlier offense, offense than people think. So give me Arizona in the game, 35-15. to 15. All right, I'm assuming we all have the Buccaneers over the Falcons, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. it's going to yes. be a blowout. Uh-huh, yes. okay. Uh, Titans at the Seahawks. This one could be interesting. I think this is the best game of the week. I actually, I don't normally do this. I am actually going to take the, uh, the Titans and Seattle losing at home. I think Tennessee bounces back. I think they better. They be, they match up well with those wide receivers against some weak Seattle corners, and Seattle's receivers do too. But I think Tennessee's defense will do a little better this week. And the Seahawks lost. The, uh, they won a weird road game. I feel like they're a pattern to lose a weird home game. I'll take Tennessee thirty four thirty one. Seattle's going to win this football game at home. You're insane. Russell Wilson will be battling with Matt Stafford all year for MVP, and uh, DK Metcalf will have a humongous. Humongous day on Sunday. Um, you forgot about Kyler Murray, who's going to be up for an MVP as well. So um, I think you're blind. He, but well, that, that's uh, so you, you keep saying Matthew Stafford, but Kyler Murray had just as more, just as an impressive oh, game as Matthew God, Stafford that's did. So yeah, wonderful. Stop saying Matthew Stafford is is for the foregone conclusion. He's the MVP. I did. I not. said Russell Wilson and him will be battling all year. All year for the position. What about Kyler Murray? Okay, I so, don't know. When he uh, gets hurt and misses three no, weeks, no, okay. he'll probably so that, hurt him. That's Russell your Wilson has a when couple he, when duds he gets a year. Hurt, who, who he's never been hurt or ever missed yeah, a game. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, prediction. Great prediction. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, yeah, you guys I'll, always I'll, throw out winners. I, I mean, I'll take Tennessee in this game. Everyone's forgetting the X Factor. Mike Vrabel, powered by Patriot Power. <laughs> I like Tennessee in this game. They're not going to lose two in a row. I think this Tennessee team is my favorite to go all the way to the Super Bowl in the AFC. I think they're talented. And I, Derrick Henry didn't have an explosive game in game number one. Expect it in game number two against this defense. So give me Tennessee in the game. All right, speaking of the Patriots, the Patriots at the New York Jets. I'm going to take New England. I think it'll be a close, low-scoring game. The Jets' defense did prove a lot last week against Carolina and those receivers. Uh, the Patriots' defense still very strong, though. I think both quarterbacks play well, but nothing special. I'll say 16-10, to 10, New, uh, New England. Uh, the Patriots will win this football game pretty easily, I think. The Jets, I don't think, will be able to. I think Mac Jones is going to have a phenomenal day. I think he's going to cement all Patriot fans' hopes in this one, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the Jets in this game. 
terrible turnovers from the Patriots last week. I don't know how that's ever going to stop. They don't have enough depth at running back. Their defense is still pretty good, but, you know, without Gilmore at, uh, at corner, who they're missing, I, you know, I, I just can't believe in this Patriots team right now. Give me the Jets. Well, Cole will be back in Crowder, so it'll be explosive. They'll be more explosive than they were last year. But I'm going to take the Patriots in this game. I think it'll be very close. I, I, I could see the game 21-17. I could see it 17-15, 17-14. It's going to be close. But I think it's going to by, – by the end of the game, I think the, the Patriots will be able to stay close to the game where they can win the game. So give me the Patriots uh, 17-16, 17-14, somewhere around there. All right. You what guys, are you giggling about, Speedy? I'm not, I'm not, I know. I'm, I'm giggling about me. What I'm about to say next. You guys are going to be amazed at what I'm about to, about to have to do. Cowboys mm. at the Chargers. Oh, yeah. That's I'm amazing. actually going to take the Chargers to win a close game, believe it or not. You took them, uh, I took them last week. You did. So. You did. I'm going to take the Chargers to win this game. Their defense, I think, proved a lot last week in a new system with Brendan Staley. He's leaving his mark for a team that lost a lot of defensive players in the offseason. Dallas' defense looked good at times last week against Tampa as well, but I'm going to take the Chargers 27-21. Chargers will win this game, but it won't be close. I hate to tell you that. Derwin James is going to be all over that field. When you love somebody and you love a player, you, you'll you just say it's not going to be close. It's going to be a blowout. You, you don't. I haven't you said know, Derwin's I, name. I, I, what is your problem? Have, no. Because every pick, you have a problem. Ev- no, no, I haven't. Derwin James' say, name is never mentioned on this show. If you hate somebody like you hate the Jets, you'll say something derogatory. I didn't say anything about the Jets. Speedy, you ready, you ready for this? Remember I said this. He will pick the Jets to lose every game this year. Oh, okay. Every game this year. We're guarantee the Jets it. You want to put money on that? I guarantee it. You want to put money on that? I guarantee it. You're mad I didn't pick the Jets? No, I'm not. It's who you are. Are. You what pick, are you talking? You're a fa- you like to pick favorites. If you like what Justin you ta- Herbert, you'll pick Justin Herbert. I wasn't even going to yeah. bring up Herbert's yeah. name. Yeah, okay. I okay. said Derwin James. Yeah, Derwin James, and I can't wait to hear Justin Herbert. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers in this game. Actually, for uh, a, a you know, your problem very- is you always pick favorites. Blah 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 blah. No, it's just you. You just do it me. all the time. Uh, no, I'm actually taking it for two very specific reasons. Lyle Collins, I think, you know, and we don't know how Zach Martin's going to come back after being away in this week one. So I think their offensive line is going to be a little shaky. And very quietly, the best rookie in the entire league this week, or, or last week, was Rashawn Slater yep. on offense. Mm-hmm. They put together a video package of Rashawn Slater, and he was an absolute road grader. I think he's going to have open a bunch of holes for Austin Eckler. I, I think the game is going to be very, very close. The Cowboys are offensively sound. Their defense, I don't I don't expect their defense to hold up like they did against Tampa last week. I think it, because it was week number one, I think Tampa really didn't uh, chop them up like I thought they were going to. But I, I thought the game was going to be close last week, and I think this game will be close. I got the, I got the Chargers to win the game, I think. Uh, they're running game, and I think their defense is a lot more explosive than people think. And Derwin James, to me, is an all-pro safety. He's the best safety in the league. So give me the Chargers on a close game, 21-17. Do you think there's a certain listener in a few position crying because nobody Cowboys? No, but he probably he has, saw it coming. He has the Cowboys winning, too. <laughs> all right, I'm assuming we all have the Packers over the Lions Monday Night Football. 
Yeah. 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 All right. So we'll do the last one is the It'll Sunday night game. It will be close. That Packer game will be close. Ooh, all right. That will be a close game. So Detroit covers the spread, I guess. Yes. All right. Uh, Sunday night football is our last one. Chiefs and the Ravens. I'm going to take the Chiefs. The Ravens have a lot of, a lot of sec- secondary concerns in that fourth quarter against the Raiders. That is not a good sign. I think the Ravens will keep it close with a couple matchups I like defensively or against attacking the Chiefs defense with their running game with Mark, with Mark Andrews. I think that will keep it close, but I think they'll have to settle for field goals. So I think the Chiefs end up winning it 31-23. Ravens will win this football game. I think Lamar Jackson is sick and tired of being doubted on. Ravens will win the football game. Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I just think they're going to have two. I, I just think the Chiefs are going to outscore the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens can score with Kansas City, and, and that's how the Chiefs will win. Speedy, stop giggling or I'm going to throw my pen at you. I, I don't know why you're giggling. Every single thing that's mentioned, you giggle. Shut up and, and, and produce the show, okay? Number two, I, I, I think Baltimore will win this game. Kansas City, to me, I, I think they have deficiencies. Every, and I've heard what Patrick Mahomes says. He believes that they could go 16 or 17-0 this year. He wants to be uh, the next team to go undefeated and win a Super Bowl. I do not think they're going to go undefeated this year. And I think Baltimore is going to give them a huge problem in Baltimore, which Kansas City over the years has had problems beating Baltimore in Baltimore. I think this week it'll be a hard time to stop Lamar Jackson. And Baltimore coming off a terrible loss. They cannot go 0-2. Give me Baltimore in this game. I think it'll be very, very close. Baltimore wins because of their defense. And Lamar Jackson runs in two touchdowns in this game to help them win. So Baltimore will win the game in a close game. So those are the picks. I think the games are very interesting. Last week's games were better games, I really believe. I mean, I mean, there are a couple of games that really stand out. I mean, Carolina, if they're a contender this year, Carolina's got to beat this game, win this game against the Saints, being that they're at home. Arizona and Minnesota, if Minnesota wants to make the playoffs and, and be a wild card team, they got to surprise everybody and knock off Arizona and Arizona. Okay. And Tennessee cannot go down 0-2 against the Seattle Seahawks team. Because, uh, to me, Tennessee was one of my favorites. I thought they were going to come out strong, losing week one, which they should have won, and now going into week two. They're playing a winnable what game. A throw. They're going to play a winnable game. Yes, it's in Seattle. This is not the same Seattle team that we once believed that they were. Okay, Their defense, there's a lot of weaknesses in this defense. And this defense is getting old. This is not a dominant defense like we remember of the Legion of Boom. And the Chargers game could be the most interesting game out of all of them because I think both teams are strong in two different aspects oh. of the game. I, I think um, what what happened? What did you Galladay say? dropped a pass. Oh, I'm what not a terrible drop that was. Yeah, that's Daniel Jones' fault. Of a throw, how much better of a throw can Daniel Jones make right that's there? That's Daniel Jones' right fault. Right. Let's blame him. It's always his fault. Not, 15 I mean, completions, a, 130 yards. That's right. And that's not his fault. He's not calling the plays. Uh, but, but you want to know what, Tyler? Was that was that pass that was just thrown, was that Daniel Jones' fault? No, no, it's not. And he but runs 60 is, or 70 yards. So I, and I'm, not, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about any of the other things that you could have a complaint about. Just that pass that he threw. 
Was that Daniel Jones' fault? That's a problem. Oh, no, that's oh, a yeah. What about that throw? What about Darius Slayton? What about Darius Slayton, the guy that you said to scrap? So you're saying that was because of Darius Slayton? No, I'm saying that's a good throw, and Darius Slayton ran a great route. He he hates No, you guys don't listen. That's the problem. No, no, no. Because Darius Slayton is not a great wide receiver. He is not. That was a great throw. That was a perfect throw right there on the money. And that it, throw was right in the bucket, man. That was that's right also on the a money. Great catch. I'm not. I'm oh, not denying Eddie, the throw. You would have caught that. I'm not denying the throw. Numb nuts. It's uh, a great nuts. throw. Yeah, yeah. All right, great you'll, catch yeah, too. You'll hate on him. You'll hate on him. I didn't hate on him. You're the one that's bringing no. it up. No, Tyler, you but hate on him. The one before that was a good throw too. Though, Go listen Tyler, to the beginning yes, of the show. Yes, Kenny Gall. Yes, Kenny Gall. They dropped a very catchable pass. Go listen to the beginning of the show and saying, "Oh, the Giants need to get rid of Daniel Jones." He's still terrible. Yeah, I stand by that. You stand by it because. You don't know what you're talking about. No, you no. don't know what you're talking about. How's Sam Darnold? This look? Is, what do you mean? How's Sam Darnold? A, look? Yeah. How does Sam Darnold? <laughs> how does Sam Darnold? How, how does he look? I don't know. He was great with the Jets. Now he goes to Carolina, and all of a sudden, yeah, uh, he doesn't look great. Oh, I said, I said he was great with the Jets. I Errol, said he was great with Errol, the Jets. Ne- I said he was great we with the Jets. We could probably find about a half hour worth of random clips about Sam Darnold. Meanwhile, I picked the Jets to lose every single game, practically all. Week last year, you don't know what you're talking about. Do not oh, bring the Jets. On. Do not you bring the Jets. Still not Do not the bring Jets. the Jets. And think Sam Donald, no, a franchise quarterback. No, I did not think he was a franchise quarterback. I said that the Jets ruined him last year, and you don't know what you're talking about. So don't bring up the Jets in conversation. What is your first protection? Bringing up the Jets. Stop bringing them up. You're the one who says that this kid stinks, which you I are agree with you. Wrong. If he's on a better team with a better offensive line and better weapons because you think they don't have any weapons, then, yeah, he'll be a Kirk Cousins-like guy. But is he going to lead this team anywhere? No. Could Justin Herbert? Yeah. Sorry. They should have got Herbert. Oh, Oh, that makes it a bad take, ladies and gentlemen. They should have drafted a bona fide quarterback. So So sorry. So hold on. Hold on. So terribly sorry. So you're telling me that if Justin Herbert was on this team, they'd be better. Without a question. You don't know what you're talking Without about. Without a question. That, now now you're, you're as dumb as you even look and sound. Okay? They, they, that wait, is dumb. This, the Giants don't win this game with Justin Herbert? They're winning right now, you idiots. Right. So they'd be better, right? He plays one position. It's so Daniel Jones. Exactly. It is not Daniel Jones on the reason why their defense can't stop a lick. You're going to blame him for that? They had a top 10 defense last year. Okay, that, so that's Daniel Jones' fault that they're not a top 10 defense right now. They played one game. Uh, exactly. So you're telling me because Justin Herbert, they're winning right now, you idiot. What they're about last right year? You you're are, bringing up one you week. Stupid. He's been in the league three years. You, you sound so stupid. You really do. You're Justin last Herbert. Was, yeah, but last year the team was More fumbles than right? touchdowns. Okay. You've yet to even and address that. And their offensive line right, didn't protect them. but he also them. had more holes, too. It, it helps them that Saquon Barkley is back, too. Like, you can't just do everything on your own. That's why rookie for like, I had Errol and I had talked about this right before. How many quarterbacks do you think? Don't have we have a guess? Yes, <laughs> which is a lot more important than talking about how Justin Herbert's clearly better than Daniel. Is he in? Why don't we ask is he the guest? He is in. Okay, so why don't we, Jeff, call back after our guest? Uh, we're going to go to a quick break, and then we're going to have our very special guest when we come back here on the Sports Lab Mouse. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This 
is the Sports Limehouse. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy Dampedy, and Tyler Mothball Harrison. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We will be talking to uh, former Ravens and Falcons All-Pro fullback Ovi Muhaley. What's going on, Ovi? How are you? guys? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Well, we're happy that you're joining us. Uh, We are now talking to former Ravens and Falcons All-Pro fullback Ovi Muhaley. Muhali and obviously Ovi Muhali Foundation is a nonprofit organization empowering youth communities and promoting environmental change. So uh, we'll be talking more about that with the interview. So Ovi, tell us a little bit about uh, your background. Obviously, you played for the Falcons and the Ravens. You're an All Pro player. Uh, not many people could say they were an All Pro player. That means you were the best at your position. Uh, that year. So tell us a little bit about your career, where you came from and, 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 and obviously being drafted uh, as early as you were. Yeah. Um, I was blessed, man. I'm a, a, a regular dude that just likes or hates losing. And uh, like my, my parents are Nigerian immigrants who didn't even like football. Uh, when I, <laughs> I started playing in middle school. I, I didn't play peewee. I started like in like eighth grade and just happened to be really good at it. But they, wanted me to play soccer, uh, like football. Uh, they, they have uh, soccer greats in their family that, you know, had a chance to almost represent Nigeria uh, like on, on the national soccer stage. So they are big into me doing soccer. But I was too big for soccer. Even at a young age, I was a sweeper. So I just kicked the ball really hard and got close, missed the ball most times and broke a lot of shins or almost broke a lot of shins, including mine. So uh, they, they decided to give me a chance at football. They were excited about the whole scholarship thing at Wake Forest because saved them some money, and they were uh, even more excited about me getting to uh, get drafted. And they were even more excited when I became the, the highest-paid fullback in NFL history and got an $18 million contract off something they thought was <laughs> not even going to pay the bills. But that was a, but that was a good, you know, old-school Nigerian doctor and was like, you need to go and go to medical school like your sister, like me, and be a doctor because that way you can be guaranteed a healthy living and great lifestyle. I said, Dad, I can do that after football, which I never ended up doing. But, you know, football uh, lasted longer than I thought. Ten years was a was a great career and a chance to meet some really cool people and play a sport that uh, I've always loved. So, Ovi, being drafted by the Baltimore Ravens fourth round in 2003, I think it was 2003 that you were drafted. Yeah. What was it like getting your name called? Where were you at? Were you in New York? Were you at home with your family? What was it like being uh, selected by the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, it was awesome. I, I definitely was not in New York, even though I was the best fullback. I think it was a BJ Askew, myself, Justin Griffith, who originally, funny enough, was drafted to the Falcons, <laughs> and I went to the Ravens, and I ended up coming to the Falcons. Uh, no, I don't know if there's ever been in the history of football a fullback invited to new york uh we we um are necessary according to some people we're not but we're, we're never that highly lauded like even though like i was at the time you know the highest paid fullback i was still making to say only but i was making three million dollars a year <laughs> and i was making less than kickers like the highest paid kickers making was more than me so i, I had like third string receivers making more than me and then it's fine it's just that we get no respect. So I was uh, at home um, with my family, 
Uh, just excited to get picked. My my agent, you know, the great Todd France, uh, he was with CAA most recently. But um, he was like, oh, man, you're the best fullback on the draft. You might go as uh, high as a uh, late second round. So I was I was already counting my money, and I said, okay. <laughs> I look at the back in the day we had slots. I look at my slot. I was like, all right, I can, you know, get this car and get this house, and I'm going to kick my mom this money. And as I watched the draft and the second round was over, that's fine. I go third round. And third round, you know, beginning, middle. I thought, I think I'm going to call my name any second. Third round's gone. And in those days, I think uh, I, uh, day three was like the fourth round back in 03. So I'm sitting here watching through one day, two days. And then my third day, I'm like, come on. The fourth round goes middle first round. The first, first beginning of it, middle. And I was like, I was so hot because – Fullbacks that weren't better than me were getting called. I'm like, if they're taking these bozos, like, what is my name getting called? The 134th pick of the 2003 draft, the Ravens, uh, Ozzie Newsome, finally <laughs> called me. And uh, it was the best call. I was so frustrated. Like, I was going to make every team that passed on me, like they, everyone says all the time, pay for, for not choosing Ovi Mahaley. I was hot. <laughs> and I was also terrified when I realized that the Ravens drafted me, which had – Ray Lewis and Peter Bulware and Tony Zaragusa and uh, Ed Hartwell and Delius Thomas and Bart Scott and, <laughs> you know, Ed Reed and uh, Chris McCausch, every monster, like the number one defense in the NFL were my sparring partners, which was the best and worst thing ever because it, it got me, it, it toughened and hardened me to where games were easy because practice was hard as hell and it made me into who I am today. So you actually got to block for two of the better running backs of the, t- of the 2000s and Jamal Lewis with the Ravens when he was there and then Warwick Dunn when he went to Atlanta for a couple years. So what were they like in terms of like their being a, them being as teammates and also their running styles? Like how was it different adjusting with Lewis kind of being more of a power back and Dunn being more of a shiftier guy? How was it like adjusting yeah. to that? Well, well, I mean, Jamal Lewis was, was a monster. That was one of the few situations where my tailback was bigger than me. I was 245, <laughs> uh, and he was 250. He was a, a, a giant, um, but solid muscle, like 250 pounds, scary, scary fast. I mean, y'all saw him breaking all types of records, running 300 yards and stuff. And uh, <laughs> Jamal was cool. He, he was laid back. He was just like, you know, don't mess it up. Don't F it up. He, he always said, hey, 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 young boy, Mahaley, don't F it up for me. Don't you mess it up. Just block your man. I'll do the rest. I said, I got you. I got you, Lou. Uh, but no, it, it, he made it to where you didn't have to block the right guy. You just had to block somebody because he was really good about following me. He put his hand on my back and like pushed me forward. He pushed me down a couple times. Like, go, go, go. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> the line's not moving. <laughs> but uh, uh, with with uh, work done, it was more you never knew where he was going to bounce out. You never knew he's going to make a cut block, which made the blocks for me harder because – I'm supposed to block this guy. I'm assuming Warwick's right behind me. So my angles are with the assumption that he's right behind my back. And this guy jumps out to the side. Hey, jump out. I'll take you where you want to go. But Warwick will be so shifty. He'd fake this way, that way. I'm trying to block the guy. And he's going left, right. And I'm thinking I have him. I'm blocking him right into Warwick Dunn. So I had to be more tempered with my aggressiveness. It was more of just fitting, not blowing the guy up. I just needed to get a body on him for Warwick. And after work, I only got a year with work done. Then uh, I had uh, the great Michael Turner, which was another power back that was loads of fun to block for. We used to talk trash to, uh, you know, Saints games. And, you know, I, I was 250, 255. I got a little bigger my <laughs> older years. Uh, and he was like 250, no, he was, I say about 245. Still a big, heavy dude. And we would just rumble 
down and up the field, up and down the field. It was uh, good times. Mr. Ovi, we share the same birthday, by the way, so happy belated birthday, oh, June 10th. good stuff, man. Now, I know you brought up fullbacks and how you feel like they're not respected at all, and it's honestly not a dying position, but most wide receivers are tight ends now. They'll bring in behind the quarterback. And I think to... it is a dying position. I think it is. So now, Somewhat. Now you've got it, Kyle Juszczyk, mm-hmm. who has been the best fullback now in about seven, eight years, respectfully. So yep. do you think Kyle Juszczyk can kind of regenerate the fullback position, or do you think it's just going to be gone to the weeds? I think he can. I mean, one of the things uh, great about Kyle is that he, he's more of a complete back. You can see him cast out the backfield, and you can see him do some short yardage stuff. And uh, I think whenever they try and get H-backs to do it all because, oh, we'll just get a tight end or a guy who can – you know, uh, do it all. It, it, it never really works because when it comes to the run game, they're always, you know, blocking like tight ends. They're not blocking from a eye formation, run full speed, contact, you know, roll your hips and move people. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, Todd Heap was with the Ravens mm-hmm. and Tony Gonzalez trying to kick me out of my fullback position <laughs> to keep the defense guessing. And on run plays, they go from tight end spot and line them in fullback and run plays. Both of them respectfully came up to me, and I remember, forget Tony Gonzalez. Uh, he said, Hey, Ovi, tell Coach I ain't doing that shit no more. I can tell him, I'm not doing that shit. No. He was like, F no, I, I ain't doing it. I was like, You talk, hey, you're, you're Tony Gonzalez. I, I, I can't, I try to tell him I can catch the ball too. You know, I'm not you catching the ball, but I can stay in for these passing downs. He's like, My head hurts. I think I had like three concussions that one play. The same for me. So tight ends uh, like to talk big, but they don't want to really get grimy and guttural and just, you know, go up there and, and, you know, beat heads in. That's not something that somebody who plays at the tight end position can usually do. So if they want to keep the run game alive and and keep it, uh, I think um, uh, a really important part of the offense, you got to have a true fullback in there. I think Kyle is doing a great job. As you guys know, we are talking to former Ravens and Falcons and uh, St. Louis Rams, all pro fullback. For four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking over here. I was like, he played for the Rams. At least it's St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all pro fullback, Ovi Muhaley. Now, Ovi, what is it like? Now, obviously, you're a two-time second-team all-pro in 2006 and 2010. What you was don't have it? to have a second team. Just say two-time all-pro. Sounds better. <laughs> I never had a second team. Oh, Sorry. All-pro yeah. player. What is it like yeah. getting that phone call and, and, and being introduced and, and them telling you that you made the all-pro team? It was huge. Uh, the all-pro it was really nice, but what really made my day was the, uh, the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. In 2011, I was all-pro, my second all-pro, my first Pro Bowl because for fullbacks, you really got to make a lot of noise and, and beat doors down people to notice you because you could have uh, the best fullback performance. But if your tailback is not balling out of control and if you're not winning and if you're not in a high profile market, you'll get looked over every time. And I had like, you know, of course, I'm going to say this, but, you know, realistically, I had, you know, four years out of my, my 10 years played where I was unquestionably the best fullback in the league from you know what the like I was always on the you know these lists of unsung heroes or you know gritty players. I got these like little small podcasters or fan sites that recognize because they actually get the you know the full twenty two and they watch fullbacks and 
back when Pro Football Focus was as infancy, they'd say, you know, the highest graded fullback as far as making your blocks over Mahaley year after year after year. But I didn't always have, again, the big market, the tailback with, uh, you know, stupid amount of yards or a winning team. And so they would choose, it would just like, it all, oh, it, it bothered me so much. They would choose fullbacks who are just fat tailbacks. Who, oh, he had so many yards. He has these yards. He played tailback in college at Nebraska. He's just fat. And, or, oh, they say, oh, this, this uh, one fullback had all these catches. He's a freaking tight end. That's why he had these catches. He's not even a fullback. You just change your position and get into the Pro Bowl. I, I was so irritated. So when I finally got it in 2011 and I got a chance to go to the Pro Bowl, it was everything, man. Like Obviously, the Super Bowl is, is the ultimate, but the next to that, just knowing that, that you are the best at your position in the world or in, in, in America is an awesome feeling. And then playing with uh, greats like I had uh, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, guys I was walking for in the Pro Bowl, and you know Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, my quarterback, and just playing with these guys who uh, I watched around the league. I knew some of them, but that, that level of respect where, where they looked at you was like, all right, I see you. Oh, I see 34. All right, Haley, I got I've been hearing that you've been handling your business, doing your thing, but there's a just a solidification in stone where they can't take it away from you. And for the Falcons, I was the first Pro Bowl fullback in the Falcons franchise history, which you know they can never take away from me. So uh, I, I true Falcons fans, like they get excited, they see me grocery store, but you know because of the helmet, because of my low profile nature. No one knows who the heck I am. No one knows me. And I'm fine with that. I, I, I've never been a you know, glory hound or, you know, where my – me, hey, love me, love me, please. That's, uh, that's never been me. But it's always cool when you get a true Falcons fan. You're not Steve player. Young? You're not Joe Montana? Come on. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't have to worry about those issues. Uh, so, no, I, I just appreciate whenever, uh, you know, the old school fans really, really understand – uh, the role I played in some of our best years here. Well, there's a lot of fans asking us questions. Before we let you go, Ovi, I'm going to read off all the questions, and you can answer all the questions for the fans. Uh, Ovi, sure. uh, Ovi Muhali's foundation, a nonprofit organization empowering youth communities and promoting environmental change. Go ahead, Speedy. Yeah. So, no, it's uh, it's good stuff. Um, let's see. Foundation, I started when I was a uh, second year with the Falcons. It was all about my love for my kids because my kids were born premature. They were like itty bitty things, a pound and a half, two pounds. Wow, wow. And they couldn't leave the NICU because they, their lungs were underdeveloped. But more importantly, the air quality in Atlanta was so bad that it would have uh, um, you know, really harmed them. It, it could have been fatal. And it was just crazy to me because I didn't know that, you know, the environment or air quality or stuff like that uh, would ever affect me. If that was like a, you know, a rich white thing or an Al Gore thing, just not not my thing. But when it affected my kids, I wanted to learn more. So I actually linked up with uh, Ted Turner and Al Gore and some of the giants in the environmental industry because, again, not really something I ever thought I'd be interested in. But when you talk about what's affecting your kids, it's going to be the highest priority for me because I want to be a father, a protector, a provider, and I can't do that if I'm not educated. So the more I learned, the more I realized that, you know, if you really want to take care of our kids and our grandkids, you have to be aware of not only climate change and global warming, but, you know, what's we're doing to our planet because, you know, if you love sports, you need clean air, you need clean water, you need God for your earth to play sports. And it's not a really manly thing. In fact, there was no NFL player back in 08 
talking about environment. So I decided to be the first. We had a, you know, uh, green football camps. We had a we had a green tailgate. We created we created a, a gridiron green, which is a comic book where I have a, the first sports environmental superhero. Um, we worked with UNICEF to kind of get kids excited about just uh, making small practical lifestyle changes to to help the planet and to allow them to keep on playing sports they love. So we're we're really excited about some of the work we're doing and. You know, I'll uh, drop an email at the end. Absolutely. Uh, omfgreen at, at me.com for anybody who has any uh, questions or wants to get involved. If you ever come to New York, I would love to do something with your foundation. It would be great. Uh, we live on Long Island. It's There's so much to do in the summertime. Even in the wintertime, there are certain things that we can do uh, for the children and, and your foundation. So uh, awesome. maybe we'll talk about that af- you know, off air, but uh, we would love to help. Appreciate that. Thank you. So my question is, in terms of players you played against, uh, this yeah. also connects with one of the, uh, our fans, Carl, was asking, hardest blitzer to pick up as a fullback, and just overall defensive player that you played against in your career? You know what? You would think that like some of the bigger guys like uh, Takeo Spikes and Jeremiah Trotter uh, you know, gave me trouble. And who was the, gosh, old silverback uh, monkey uh, uh, dude? Uh, Steelers. James Harrison. There you yes. go. Uh, 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 James Harrison was just like a mongrel of a man. He's just like a he, – he wasn't – I say this not in a racist way at all, but he was like more of like a, like a, a, a silverback, like a huge animal that <laughs> wasn't – he wasn't human. Like it was damn near impossible to block him. It was more of just a hold on type of thing but with him and joey porter we had some battles but the funny thing is al wilson linebacker was one of the most difficult guys to hit when i hit him it was like a brick wall and he was like a like a a stubby little stump that you couldn't (laughs) dig out of the ground and it was a very very difficult thing but uh when it comes to the defensive ends michael strahan uh hands down uh it was impossible to even slow him down and I remember one time I had – I don't know why they drew it up this way. They said, Ovi, so uh, you bought Michael Strahan. And so so I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> by myself? By, like, who, who's helping me? Is the tackle going to come out and help me? You just want me to block him by myself. And it went, I mean, and I was good, and I was coming off my pro – you know, I was all-pro player. But I was like, this is Michael Strahan. And he's been killing people all year long like, near the end of his career. It was an honor to block him, and it was a terrifying moment. Just holding on for dear life with my cleats just sliding in the in the dirt and the mud. But uh, I was just loving every second of it because I'm a you know huge fan of his. And Don't, tell Warren Don't tell Warren yeah. Sap that. Don't tell Warren Sap that. Yeah, true. Too true. true. <laughs> now, Ovi, so yeah, I'm- those are some of the guys I had trouble against. Now, Ovi, obviously, you know, you've been in the NFL and you got – I was actually going to ask how you started your foundation, but you kind of went into the backstory of that just now with your children and everything like that. Now, the reward of going to the Pro Bowl, I'm sure, doesn't compare to the amount of kids you've helped. What is the next step for your foundation and what are you looking to do at, next? No, great question. Um, we're coming out with our second comic book. Uh, the comic is just really to – engage uh the next generation because the easiest way to get people to care about our planet and make some of these small practical lifestyle changes and also take advantage of making green by going green is by getting them to to you know respect and love the planet and that comes through storytelling just uh, explaining to them that we're not on borrowed time but we got to 
really take advantage of, um, I think, all the ways we can use from clean energy to, to save energy to keep our air as pure as possible. Um, getting them excited about being part of the innovations and being part of the solutions, I think, is something that you can start just by letting themselves uh, be seen as superheroes for the planet. So mm-hmm. the the Gridiron Green is kind of based on, on Captain Planet. Uh, I was a nerdy kid that loved uh, Captain Planet as a kid. Loved him, too. I think I was like the, loved him, too. Love yeah, him. I was singing the song and watching Captain uh, our man Kwame. He's a hero. Yep. Yeah, gonna take pollution <laughs> down, down to zero. zero. So I had a chance to meet, you know, uh, Ted Turner and his and her, uh, his daughter, and even the, the grandson, uh, uh, John Seidel, uh, is on my board and has helped me out, kind of just grow this thing because he's appreciative for my love of his grandfather's work. He's helping me for the next generation create something really special. So. The next step is uh, come out with the second issue, which is all about recycling. We have it already done. We're just uh, uh, looking for a publisher and trying to find some schools that uh, schools and sponsors to kind of push it out. So we're we're doing some big things and hoping that you know even with this pandemic, we can still uh, push this message. We are talking to former Ravens and Falcons All Pro fullback Ovi Muheli. Ovi Muheli's foundation, a nonprofit organization empowering youth communities and promoting environmental change. Ovi, one of the questions one of our fans had as a fullback, how big of a concern is CTE going forward in your life without football now? Um, that's a great question. I, I've been uh, involved in a couple of studies, uh, neurocognitive tests and worn a little cap that measures your brain waves and everything else. Cause I, man, I have some guys I played with that aren't doing that great. You know, their speech is a little slurred and, you know, they're, they're not quite all, all the way there or as quick. And, um, God didn't make us to go full speed <laughs> and run into each other. That's not how he, uh, manufactured our brains and our fluids, uh, but uh, we do it anyway because we love it and we can't help ourselves and we're stupid. I would probably do the same exact thing knowing all the risk. I don't know if I'd want to put my son in harm's way immediately. Like he's six and he he won't play till maybe eighth grade, ninth grade uh, just because my wife worked with the Raiders and she's also known players who, you know, aren't doing as great. So uh, there there is a concern there. There There is definitely a concern because um, – What's the point in making millions of dollars, and having great memories if uh, your life's, life's cut short by 10, 20, 30 years? Right. So uh, I'm just I'm hopeful that technology is going to help us be safer. I'm hoping that we can uh, uh, make the game safer, too, with some of the rules, even though some of them are just doing too much. And that there's a there's a balance because I feel bad for the defensive players that that touch the quarterback. and They say, oh, flag, flag. You, you can't touch Tom Brady. You can't do this. And, and they in college to kick these kids out because oh in midair you should have matrixed yourself and twisted yourself so you didn't hit him because you should have known he was going to slide when you're on your downward trajectory I, I i get the safety but it's also still football you know what you're signing up for so uh as long as they keep a balance and i think you know keep the game uh the game that we love while doing all they can to keep the players safe i right. think uh, will be in good hands two other questions that the fans had did you model your game after larry sanders one and your most memorable moment living in charleston south carolina chuck town sanders no no i i did not um lorenzo neal uh michael turner's old fullback uh funny enough uh i watched a lot of his film i watched a lot of max strong's film I watched some of Mike Allsott's film, but, you know, he wasn't the best block. He was just a hell of a runner. He was a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, he had some good blocks as fullback as far as, like, a solid blocker. Like, Renzo Neal was, 
you know, laying people out and Max Strong's in the same and some other, you know, great fullbacks uh, growing up. But uh, no, I was a tailback in high school. I, I changed to fullback in college just so I could stay on the field. But uh, I, I love the game. And uh, I got nothing but love for Chucktown, for, for Charleston, South Carolina. It is my hometown where I grew up. Uh, my mom and dad are still there uh, doing the doctor thing. Uh, I, I didn't become a doctor like my dad wanted and disappointed him, like I mentioned earlier. But, you know, I, I dabble in, in uh, medical sales now and I help doctors make money, help their patients. So it's still uh, somewhat <laughs> in the medical field to keep them happy. So uh, Charleston, great weather, great food. Um, I'm probably going to retire there. But right now it's, it's a bit too slow for me as a well, 41 year old man. Plus, I got a bunch of kids. I got to uh, wrangle here in Atlanta. So one, one more question for me. Uh, who is your favorite uh, moments with teammates? Like who, who's a teammate that you really enjoyed uh, playing with? Uh, and who's maybe an under-the-radar guy that maybe you really just had a lot of fun with? Either team, either the Ravens or the Falcons. We actually interviewed some of your teammates last year, too. Uh, Trevor Price uh, when oh, we yeah. with the Ravens. We interviewed him last year. And also Von Hutchins and Antoine Harris, who you play with in Atlanta as well. We actually oh, you got Antoine all, Harris? We got yeah, him last year. Yeah, he was hilarious. Oh, so. that's a low-key, really solid yeah. dude. He's a special teams assassin, man. <laughs> yeah, so who are some of those guys? Like, who are, who are some of your favorite guys that you were played with on both of, on either well, one of those well, teams? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that I laughed more than I ever did in my life within the – Falcons running back meeting rooms with uh, Michael Turner and Jarius Norwood and our, our running back coach. Like it was just pure comedy every single day. Like it was, uh, it, it was something that I, um, I look back fondly on because we, I don't know how we got any work done. Like we were always like, just, <laughs> we were so childish. We would we'd write stuff on the wall. We draw pictures of our coach and we sneak in like, you know, some stupid, like, you know, uh, um, like, some comedy film and shows we just never took anything seriously yet. We were like top two or three rushing attack in the league for wow. 2008, nine, 10. Uh, nah, <laughs> but uh, we had so many inside jokes, but when it came to game time, we were all business. We, we had the mentality that, you know, if someone's going to, you know, F up this game, it ain't going to be the running back room. You know, we're, <laughs> we're not fumbling. We're not going to, you know, uh, uh, create turnovers we're gonna do our part to make matt ryan's job easy and back then you know matt ryan was young so we said let's not put the game in his hands let's take over and we would do that but uh as far as undercover guys uh i'd say let me see back in baltimore uh edwin multalo edwin multalo was a left guard for the ravens and he was just one of the coolest like uh, he remind me of like a, a a fat version of the Rock. Like he was just like he was just like a cool, funny, charismatic. Keep the whole line together. But what I loved is that he had so much dog in him during the games. Like just just as a you know a Samoan warrior, and he had the, the he do the little the the hockey dance whatever, and he would uh, it, it was really cool just being his friend because as. You know, big time as he was, and you know, as much money as he got, he he was a, a down to earth guy. Would sit with everyone, uh, help me out my rookie year uh, and second year. I didn't play much uh, fullback. Um, you know, Jamal telling me Jamal Lewis, don't f it up. And Edwin Lutal has the more you know, the positive uh, side. He's like, hey man, you got this. I've seen you in practice, man. You a beast. Go out there and just handle your business. You know, I think I had like two fumbles my four years in Baltimore. Wow. The first one was devastating because it was uh, during a big game. And I think we lost that game too. And my fumble was the reason we lost, but 
everyone's pointing to me because I only get a couple of plays as a fullback. How dare I make one of those plays a fumble? And Edwin, like, I was broken. Like, I, I was, I, you know, uh, about to go walk off a mountain because I felt like I, I really let the team down. And Edwin, I remember putting this big, heavy paw on my shoulder. It was like, hey, man, it's never as bad as you think it is, never as good as you think it is. Man, yeah, you, you did F up today, but, you know, it's going to be – you can erase that by having a better game next next week. And so just those little positive moments that no one hears and, you know, it, it took nothing for him to come over there and speak to me, but it, it meant a lot to me. That's why I think he's a really solid dude. Now – Obviously, you brought up the comic book. I'm only going to bring this up because, obviously, Kobe Bryant is one of my guys. I love Kobe Bryant to pieces. And he's one of the rare athletes that immediately found success out of his sport. Do you, would you rather have a coaching job in the NFL or would you rather win some sort of, I don't know, like an Emmy or an Oscar for the comic books? Where would you like to – what would your next five-year plan be? Oh, definitely the comic books. Uh, coaching is for the birds. Like, God bless you coaches. <laughs> God bless every four player wants to be a coach. Not for me. I don't go third person a lot, but Obi don't do coaching full time. <laughs> I'll, I'll help out and I'll, you know, assist. Like, I had, like, uh, Jarius Norwood and Michael Jenkins, some of my old teammates, do high school coaching in the area. I go talk to their kids and talk to their running backs and show them some skills back, you know, uh, you know, technique stuff, hands to the side and duck wall. But to – have a whole season where you're prepping and game planning and talking to these kids and watching them go the wrong way. And God forbid you actually want to make a career of this and you do everything right, but your other, your coaches mess up on the other side or your players don't do what they're supposed to do. And you fire me because of what they did on the field, but I did my job. Oh, hell no. Like, I, I don't know how some of these coaches don't strangle their kids when they have perfect plays and the kids are fumbling, which is not the coach's fault. You know, they're throwing interceptions, not the coach's fault. Like, if you're not firing me, making me move my whole family because y'all messed up. Oh, no. I, I'm not putting myself in a position to have that happen to me. I, I've been cut once, uh, twice in the, the football world. You ain't going to cut me or fire me for some stuff that I have no control over. Nah, coaching, nah. <laughs> not That's, for Ovi in the no. third person. Nothing. Ovi don't do coaching. Ovi don't play that, okay? Yes, correct. We are talking to former Ravens and Falcons, all pro fullback Ovi Muhali. Ovi Muhali Foundation, a nonprofit organization empowering youth communities and promoting environmental change. Uh, it's a great uh, foundation that Ovi uh, has put his time and his love into it after football. Uh, Ovi, one of the questions for one of our fans, he says, uh, John Sugg says, uh, when you told your dad you were going to Wake Forest, did you mention Duke since he wanted you to go to school to be a doctor? Um, my dad wanted me to go wherever I got free education. <laughs> and Duke said no. And I applied. I wanted to go to Duke. I really wanted to go to Duke. Duke said no. NC State said no. Shit, everyone said no. <laughs> I got one Division One scholarship, and that was from Wake Forest because somebody dropped out. And I was—I went as a tailback, which I quickly realized after having you know, you know Terrence Williams and Chris Barclay and Morgan Kane and these guys who are real shifty tailbacks. I was, you know, all everything. I went to a small uh, uh, private school in Charleston. Uh, shout out to Portagon High School, but I was like the only black guy on both sides of the football sometimes. So I, I had these little guys. I'm stiff-arming this guy, stiff-arming that guy. I had like, what, two, 3,000 yards. I had 300-yard games, and <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard. You know? But um, not my fault. I just played against who they put me up against, and I had a bazillion yards. But um, 
that didn't impress any college scouts. So I got one offer, took it, and I made, just like the NFL, I made every college who passed on me pay because I was the number one fullback going to the draft by USA Today in my senior year. And I was trying to to murder these linebackers uh, at Florida State and Clemson, especially because they talked so much trash. I'm like, yeah, you're winning, but I'm going to f you up. Like, that's still going to happen. Like, there's nothing that you can do. Congratulations on the scoreboard. You still got to see me every single gosh darn play, and it's going to be ugly for you. So I took pride in that, just making these boys cry. We got that's a, you know, talking to. Them. We got a Florida State football fan on this show. No, I mean, it, I mean, I am. You won the game, but your linebackers, yeah were backing up every time I came at them. They're not me just <laughs> blow myself up. Like that's what they were doing. That was when they I were actually good. Hear me. That was actually when they were good. I mean, yes, <laughs> they were good back in the day. Now they stink. Before we let you go, Ovi, uh, I have a couple of questions for you. When you yeah. look at the game and how the game has changed from when you played and now how it's become an offensive game uh, in the NFL, are you surprised of the greatness of Tom Brady, Drew Brees, uh, Peyton Manning, the quarterbacks that have really taken over the league and really uh, have stamped their name to the Hall of Fame. Obviously, Peyton Manning going to the Hall of Fame this year. Are you surprised at the greatness of the quarterback play now than it was in those days? And do you think my question to you, being that you played in you know in the beginning of all of the the change of the offense, are you surprised? that when you look at the offense ability of some of these quarterbacks in the game, how it's completely changed. Are you surprised that in those times where the game was more open for defensive players, are you surprised that the quarterbacks weren't as prolific as they are now? No, I mean, they tailor made the game. The NFL has to put butts in seats and to put eyes on that TV and to hit those numbers they've hit because, you know, Defense wins championships, but offensive sells tickets. Offense sells tickets, mm-hmm. and always has been. You want those uh, high score games. No one's <laughs> going to be excited about a six three, you know, uh, romper that that's not you know really getting people all, all jazzed up. You're, you want to see those touchdowns. You want to see the celebrations. You want to see the the big explosive plays, and that's why they protect their money makers. These quarterbacks. That's why they're making a hundred, three hundred, five hundred million dollar contracts. <laughs> You're Patrick Mahomes because that's what uh, people want to see, and it's a uh, it's a it's an offensive league where I mentioned earlier these defensive players. I feel bad for them. You, they expect them to have matrix like reflexes when they're trying to <laughs> tackle people. And if uh, you know Jim Kelly and Steve Young and Troy Aikman and Joe Montana had the rules that Matt Ryan and Tom Brady has, their numbers would be way up. Mm. So I, I'm not too surprised because. This is what they want, and they they're they're getting what they wanted because there's some crazy team that think the fullbacks not even necessary anymore. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, God bless them. Uh, keep on putting butts and seats. It is exciting to watch as an offensive player, but I think that they're uh, you know kind of skewing the game a bit. Now, Ovi, before we let you go, why don't you tell the fans how they can find your foundation, how they can find you on social media, how uh, they can invest time and money into helping you grow your foundation. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, uh, my Twitter handle is at Ovi Mihaly34, first name, last name, uh, 34, uh, O-V-I-E-M-U-G-H-E-L-I-3-4. And, of course, as uh, you know, the universe would have it, our website is down, uh, omfgreen.org, but we'll get that back up. But if anyone wants to potentially get some comic books, uh, support the foundation, learn more, you can uh, um, hit us up with the foundation email, OMF for Ovi Mahalia Foundation, green 
at me.com. So that's omapgreen at me.com. Email us and we'd be happy to, uh, you know, help your school out, you know, send some comics over or work with you to put on one of our green tailgates. Before, and I, I want you to send my producer, Speedy, uh, your logo and your website information. We'll have it connected to your logo so people could actually go in and out of our website into your website and donate the time and the money uh, to help grow your foundation. I appreciate that. We'll do, buddy. Absolutely. And let's stay in touch. I'd love to get you on the show again. You were a great interview. Uh, you had some great insight. And some of the things that you said was absolutely must see, must listen to. You, you're awesome. Thank you, Ovi. Thank you, sir. Y'all be good, man. Thank you. Uh, as you guys know, Ovi Muheli, uh, ex-NFL player, played for the Falcons, played for, obviously, the Ravens, and, yes, a two-time All-Pro player, which he wanted me to absolutely slip it in. Not a two-time second-team All-Pro, first-team. He is an unbelievable personality. He oh, really yeah. was great. Hilarious. He really the, the silverback, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, man. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, he was straightforward. He, he, he nailed on every single question. He didn't beat around a bush. Even the CTE. How many ex-NFL players we talk about CTA is CTE, and they didn't want to answer the question. You know, right. so I, I thought he was pretty dead forward, straightforward on everything that he said. It was a sensational interview. interview. It really was. I, I definitely write to Ovi, tell mm-hmm. him thank you, oh, yeah. get his information, get his logo, get his website. Um, I'd love to get him on the show again and tell him I would love to have him on the show again. He was really sensational. He really was mm-hmm. great. But by the way, John Suggs has great personality. Oh, yes, for sure. Great interview. Uh, deserves. And by the way. Uh, fullbacks deserve a lot of credit for the position that they play and the position that they, they get beaten up. And by the way, that ball that was dropped by Shepard was not Daniel Jones's fault, by the way. It was slim, but okay. uh, Whoever it was, uh, these should have caught the ball. And, and they've been dropping the ball <laughs> over and over again tonight, and that's not Daniel Jones's fault. And, and they're still leading, which I, I picked the Giants to lose this game, but if the Giants lose this t- game, it's a, it's a catastrophe because they've played pretty well this whole game offensively and defensively, they should have a chance to win this game. I and never would have expected them to get 23 points on that defense. No, and that defense is really not showing up. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I don't know what's going on. The Washington football team, where a lot of people predicted them to be a top five, top six defense, me being one of them, I thought they were a top three, top four defense. I don't know, man. I, I, I am not excited to see what I've seen so far. And Ron Rivera, who uh, is a defensive-minded coach, with all the defensive weapons on that front seven, I have no idea why he's not using blitz packages and trying to get to Daniel Jones. Because Daniel Jones, when he steps into the pocket in this game, he's completely dominated. Completely dominated against that defense. A very good defense, by the way. And their offensive, the Giants' offensive lines played pretty They've well. They've hung tough. I'll give them a lot of credit. They played game. very well. Yeah. And, they, they, and Thomas has shut down Chase Young, mm-hmm. which he did in college with Georgia. So... Uh, very impressed right now with the New York Giants. It is, what is it, uh, 20, 21, 21 for, for 27, 236 yards, no interception. He's, and, and, and the game's not over yet. So uh, he's going to get his chance to uh, uh, to prove himself. It's what, it's 26-10, Now it's 26-20. Right? 20, 20, 20, right? Now it's 26-20. I guess the Giants just kicked a field goal while we were talking. Yeah. So, so 26 uh, points on this defense that is very talented. I mean, so that's a, that's, that's if Washington doesn't score a touchdown, they lose the game. And even if they score they they score, they're only up by one. The Giants are going to have the ball to take the ball down the field and, and kick a field goal and win the game. So, listen, I, I think the Giants have played very, very well. They deserve to win this game. 
Um, and uh, Daniel Jones just played well. Saquon Barkley actually showed up today. Uh, some of the players that really stuck out to me so far in this game that have not caught the ball, uh, Sterling Shepard has dropped the ball twice in this game. Um, what's his name again? Who you keep? Uh, you guys keep talking. Kenny Galladay, not Kenny Galladay, the other kid. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Ster- Kadarius Tony. No, no, the other one. Slayton. Slayton. Slayton dropped the ball twice too. He made one good yeah. grab and he dropped the ball twice. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I expect. I expect right now if Slayton didn't drop the ball and Shepard didn't. Uh, Shepard didn't drop the ball twice. Uh, he didn't have over 300 yards thrown in this game. Right. And, and he's and he's ran the ball, I think, over 60, 70 yards. Slayton, Slayton dropped a touchdown, so that would have made the game 30 to 20, most likely, unless they missed the extra point. So. I mean, Daniel Jones has had a good game against a good defense. Oh, uh, that's not good, though. Uh, he's gone, right? You think he's gone? No. Uh, forced out at the 12, though. <laughs> and, and you want to know something? The one thing that surprised me so far the last two weeks with the Giants is, where is Leonard Williams? Okay. Yeah, he got a lot of money this offseason. The Giants paid him, what, $50 million? Mm-hmm. He got $50 million. Leonard Williams had a sensational year last year, had 13 sacks. He was a, a pro ball player. He was a borderline all pro player last year. Right. And he has not shown up the last two weeks. He has not looked good. Okay, so I, I expect a lot from a guy that gets paid a lot of money. And that happens to be with a lot of ex-Jets. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson being one of them, who got $86 million from the Jets and completely disappear oh, yeah. off the face of the earth. Okay? So, and that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. Yep. Uh, and by the way, two, pa- two passes, two throws, and that is not Daniel Jones' fault. Okay? And if they, the Giants lose this game, it will not be because of Daniel Jones. Uh, I hope Daniel Jones takes the ball down the field and wins the game for the Giants because I'm so tired of listening to Giant fans attack this kid like it's his fault when it's not. I, I think I think the kid has proven that he can play in this league. I just wish, just like with Zach Wilson, I don't know what Zach Wilson is, but if, if the Jets don't put a good offensive line in front of him, we'll never know what he is. The reason why Pat Mahomes became Pat Mahomes is because the, the Kansas City Chiefs, they put players around him and they put an offensive line that can actually block, Okay. You can't win. Uh, did he miss that? No, he almost did. Oh, I thought he missed it. That was very close. I, I, it looked like he missed it. I think you should uh, watch uh, watch the replay it of that. Lo- it, looped ar- it looped around. Did it? It was good. It was good. I, I was hoping he would, too, but it just snuck in there. And you want to know something? Henneke should be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year. you got to see what you have with this kid. If this kid has a good season and he helps his team win the division, then he's your quarterback. What are, you, what are you making faces for? No, we'll get a Dory Jackson. Like, uh, come on. Like, you're better than that. Well, yeah, again, two plays. He took the ball. He took the Washington football team down the field. You cannot win games like that. No. And that was a touchdown. Yeah, that was a, no, it was definitely a touchdown. No, well, they're watching the replay. He made the right play. So I don't know what you're picking on a Dory Jackson for. He tried to knock the ball out of his hands. He could have, he could have jumped. He could have jumped to swat the ball initially, but he didn't do that. Listen, I'm not blaming anything, and 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 listen, I I think that the Giants' defense has been the the biggest surprise so far this year because they have not shown up. No, they haven't. And and this is this is a good defense. This is the defense that everybody expected them to take strides forward this year. They, so far, I know it's two weeks. They've taken strides backwards. Backwards. They have not looked good, and the offense has looked better. 
I, obviously, it's they've got better weapons. I mean, Kenny Galladay is better than any wide receiver they had last year. Uh, Sterling Shepard actually is catching the ball now. Thank God. He dropped the ball earlier in this game. That could have been a touchdown. Um, and obviously, with Saquon Barkley, it will open up holes for some of these guys to actually make plays. So I, I, I'd hope, uh, as we see the, the season progresses, that the, the Giants get better and better every single week with a healthy Saquon Barkley. One could only hope the defense, though, because the Broncos' offense on paper, it's pretty good, but it's not, like, great. And then Washington's offense on paper, McLaurin's a great receiver. Gibson's a rising running back, but they don't really have much. And the, it hasn't looked good either way, especially third down and even some big plays now. We thought the secondary would be a lot better than it's been so far and just hasn't shown it so far. How about year. Chicago? Yeah, I mean, Tyler, you you've watched, you watched uh, Chicago Bears last week. They brought Justin Fields in, what, three times? A couple times, yeah. Four Got times. <laughs> uh, he had a touchdown. He had 10 yards in the game. Um, why haven't they decided to say, you know what? Andy Dalton isn't the answer. Why don't we bring our kid in? Uh, he might save uh, our coach's career as the head coach of the, of the Bears. Or maybe he's just a better quarterback, period, that would fit in this scheme. So my question to you, Tyler, is why haven't they made the move yet? Being that I understand it's going into week two and the the Chicago Bears did not win went last week, but they were in the game. They were in the game at one point of the game, but in the second half, they completely fell off. Why haven't they brought in Justin Fields yet? Well, everything in me says Matt Nagy's a moron, but well, I can agree I with to, that. if I have to give you a answer of depth and magnitude, it's going to have to be because... He's not ready. What I mean by that is he either in practice isn't uncovering the looks or he's not seeing the field or there's got to be something because there's no reason. Or he doesn't know the playbook. There has to be something why they're not doing it. You think Andy Dalton knows what he's doing? I mean, seriously. (laughs) No, but Andy Dalton. Dalton, I know he's a pro. uh, No, not only that. uh, I don't mean this to sound crude, but let's be honest. If Andy Dalton snaps his leg tomorrow, do you think the Chicago Bears long-term care? No, they don't care. Right, no. Justin, they want to protect Justin doing. Fields as much as possible. Right. But their offense, the, the the strength of what their offense was last week was their offensive line. Their offensive line played pretty well. They played a very good defense. They, no, they, they did. Stayed, they, they stay together. Listen, if they could stop Aaron Donald, they'll stop any front seven in football. They so. did. And Aaron Donald rushed for 100 yards. Did he so. have a sack? No. I don't even think don't Aaron think Donald so. had a sack in the game. I don't think so. I think they he shut only him had down. A couple, yeah, a couple hits, like almost sacks, but I think that was it. And David Montgomery also rushed for 100 yards, too, which proves a lot for their offense. And we could too. all agree that Aaron Donald is the best uh, defensive lineman in the, in the league. I think yeah. he's the best player of any position. <laughs> I mean, we all can agree to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, if, I'm taking Mac, but I'm... You think you, you take uh, Mac over Donald? Yeah. Really? Yes. I used to agree with you, but not anymore. No, after that, I... after that 2019 season where he had 20 and a half sacks with a th- as a 3-4, mostly 3-4 defensive end, that's pretty insane. And well, Also, every not... team knows that he is the best player on the uh-huh. line, and they still can't stop right. him. Right. He is, he's fast for his position. He's not, not the biggest guy either, and he's still, he's still as strong, a, a beast of a man. And he's not even – I think he's barely 300 pounds, and he still does everything he does, and he can move all over the place. He's played what in like a throw. three different defenses. Oh, what a throw. God. What a throw! He put He's it in the perfect. He put it in the perfect spot. Yeah. Okay. Long. Do it and what? That was a perfect throw. Speedy, was that not a perfect throw? And by the way, that's a uh, hell of a catch. He's out He's of bounds. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. And that was a great that's throw. That's a hell of a catch. Yeah, I'm not saying that it wasn't. 
Still was an unbelievable He's throw. He's out of bounds. He should have gotten his feet in. Yeah. I mean, that was a well, great yeah, throw. running 15 miles an hour, trying to put your feet down. Yeah, that's... Well, every other wide receiver could do it. <laughs> Antonio Brown does there's, it all the time. There's, there's maybe... Six guys in the league that would have made that catch. Oh, come on. There's more than Tyler. six. There's a lot there's more. A there's a lot of really good receivers there's in the league. There's a handful. Denzel there's Mims a handful. made a catch like that this past week, and he's not even played one play. One play. He made a catch like that. Darius Slayton's faster than Denzel Mims. Really? No, yes. he's not. No, he's not. Darius Slayton's one no, of the fastest not. guys in the NFL. No, he's not. He's not faster. No, he's guys in the he NFL. Is not fa- he absolutely he is, is not fan- faster than Mims. Go look at his four. Go look at Mims' uh, uh, 40, and go look at, at Darius Slayton. He's not even close. Denzel Mims is six foot. Not three. even close. No, not, a, not, not even, close. even close. No, Mims ran a four three eight. I bet you they're he ran close. a four three eight. I bet you anything they're close. I, I guarantee you they're not. Okay, Speedy, go look that up, please, because Slayton is not even close to him. Okay, it, it's a joke. Slayton, Slayton, Slayton might be more quicker, agile at the line of scrimmage, but no, because I never want to mention. I mentioned his Mims, name. and you said he was a lot faster. You don't know what you're talking about. You never want to mention Denzel Mims' name. Yeah, you know why? He doesn't play. Yeah, Denzel. Uh, because he's first of all, he had twenty. He lost twenty pounds because he had food poisoning early in the season, in the off season. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, Darius Slayton did run a four three nine. Okay, so actually they're right about the same. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Who I ran it faster? So, so Mims the by same a, time. a millisecond. <laughs> if you blinked, you wouldn't even be still able to tell it. me who won. He still ran it better. He still ran it better. By a you point said, of a second? You said he was a lot faster. He's not. You said they weren't even fine. close. Fine. It's still, I was right. He ran it faster. By a point of a second? Th- that's still a lot. You can't even finish your that's sentence still, by the time still, they're done running. That's still a lot. I will say Slayton is probably a little quicker agility-wise at the line of scrimmage, like breaking into his route, but I think raw speed still goes to Mims. Mims is a better all-around player. Oh, I agree okay? with that, too, yeah. He's a better all-around player. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster, Okay. And, and the reason why he hasn't played is because he doesn't fit right now the Jets' scheme. If you haven't heard right. or you exactly. followed what the, what's going on with the Jets, How they do don't... not follow what goes on with the Jets? Uh, there's really nothing. There's nothing right now in a newspaper. We cover the Jets. Uh, no, we cover everything. We cover we all cover football. By the way, what is the score of this game? Who has the ball? Washington, Washington got it back. Yeah, Washington got it back because the Giants went three and out. All right, and uh, what is it? Two twenty-two. Two timeouts. Yeah. They did three and out. Second down. I can't see the the thing. Is this the second down? Yeah, it's no. second down. Second and seven. Okay, seven. Second and seven. All right. Yeah. So the, the Giants would have to obviously get a stop here. Then they can either let it go down to the two-minute warning, or they can take a timeout before it, depending on what they do. <laughs> And, and by the way, uh, Jeff says Kadarius Tony is fastest. I don't know what that means. What do you mean? Faster he ran it faster? faster Did he run I think it by a little bit, yeah. Again, they were nitpicking in the 4 3 areas. No, oh, oh! interception. There you wow. Go. Who, who intercepted? Bradbury. That was a bad throw. Oh, that's from a young quarterback that uh, you depend on to make the throw. And he didn't make the throw. He's mad. He, he knows he screwed up. And now. They're going to have to figure out how to uh, get the ball back, let the Giants kick their field goal, and get the ball back and bring the ball back down. They still have time. I yeah, mean, they, yeah, they still have time, yes. I mean, the Giants are going to try to run out the clock, as we all know what they're going to do. They're going to try to kick the field goal. How many timeouts do the, uh, the Washington football team have? I didn't, I didn't see Is it. Is it three? They have three, and the Giants have two. All right, so they're going to try to make uh, the Washington football team use their timeouts, and they're going to give the ball to Barkley. That's what they're going to do and try to run out as much clock as they can and let them try to pull the ball and bring the ball down, you know, to kick a field goal, which I would bet more on. And, and look at Ron Rivera. He's probably 
you know, biting his tongue because he doesn't want to go on two this year. No. Uh, not, not to mention it's this, the Giants have his former kicker, Graham Gano. Yeah. Well, I don't think he cares about that. No, I don't think he does either, but I'm just saying that would be. <laughs> How many timeouts does? Yeah, they have three. Yeah, they have all three timeouts. The Giants they have, have all three timeouts. Time is right. And, and Barkley, they're going to run the just ball. Yard. They're going to run the ball to Barkley. They, they still have the two-minute. Um, so I think Washington used one now. So. Yeah, they're going to use all of them. You know, they're going to try to use the the two-minute. What I would have done is I would have let it go to two minutes. That's what I thought they were going to do, too, yeah. Not use the timeout. And then, cause, right. Because if they get – now if they get the first down, the game's over. Not only that, it, I always say save the timeouts in case they – in case they want to maybe sneak up on you and throw the ball as well. So then you save a timeout if there's an incomplete pass, too. Uh, Stug also says, Daniel, if da- Daniel Jones really doesn't care about the Giants, he would help out the Giants' secondary, maybe play a little safety. Mm. Uh, Robbie Anderson makes that catch every time. No, probably not. Canaris uh, Tony's the fastest. And it doesn't matter who wins because I covered <laughs> the over. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say the full thing that he said. I wasn't either. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones has had a good game. 22 for 31, 249 yards. One touchdown. He should have over 300 yards. It was just, uh, you know, uh, people dropping the ball, and that's not his fault, by the way. But um, I, I do want to get into baseball, and I want to finish up with some basketball conversation. Um, we didn't really get into any uh, basketball uh, at the end of the show the other day. And basketball preseason starts in, what, two weeks? I think it's two weeks. Well, they're a little after hockey. So hockey starts yeah, two next weeks. week. So, yeah, yeah probably about Two that. weeks. So, and, and that, but before we do that, I want to get into this whole baseball thing. Uh, first of all, uh, what is going on? Uh, they were, the Yankees-Baltimore game, uh, the umpire, the umpire, I, I heard uh, – uh, Find, I, I think he called. Did he call? Did he suspend or something? Suspend the game because of the umpire and the play. Uh, the, uh, there was something that came in yesterday. I don't have it up in front of me. Speedy, you're the producer. Look it up. Uh, in the ninth inning, uh, something happened with the umpires in the Yankee game, which um, uh, one of the umpires actually called the game or did something to the umpires of that magnitude. I, I don't know the whole story. If anybody has it, because Speedy. Takes forever looking for it. Yeah, my computer's being. Um, uh, I'd like to know, but uh, what are you? I'll look it up, Speedy. What is is. umpire ejects Orioles ground crew Mm -hmm. in the ninth inning of of a rain delay? Uh, Tim Timmons was the umpire. Why did they do? Why did he do that? Kicking them off the field in the final inning. I guess they expected to come out in a in a rain delay. And Tim Timmons actually ejected all of them from the game. I'm not sure if they – what, do they have an alternate ground screw if that's the case? That's, that's a weird one. To By do. the way, uh, Graham Gano had a very good day so far. He's had four field goals – five field goals in this game. And uh, this, if anything, this works out for Washington, not the Giants. Yeah, I, they got a lot of time. Still, they yeah. have a lot of time, they and they kept it under – the Giants went through three downs in 11 seconds. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's the, not good. Going back to the the Yankees Orioles thing though, the yes. controversy was the Orioles were two out two outs away from securing the win yeah. in the top of the ninth inning, and they also were contemplating. It looks like they were also contemplating doing it for the final five outs in the t- in the eighth inning uh, when they were uh, one out in the eighth inning where there was actually a bigger downpour and they didn't do anything. So there was a, there was a whole controversy with that. The grounds crew then came. Did out the there. Orioles win yesterday? I, yep. I believe so. Yeah. And they won today. They did. They win today. Yep. 
Uh, the the Yankees haven't, and, and the Yankees are still only one game out of. Uh, of They're in the playoffs. The, what? They're in the playoffs. Are they? Yeah, because Boston's been struggling Jays. too. The Blue Jays are now the one, and the Yankees are now the two. Mm, well, no. Boston, no, Boston's Toronto the two. Today? Oh, Boston's the two now. Boston's okay. the two. No. The Yankees are the three. No, Toronto's two. The Yankees are one. Oh, I thought Toronto was That's one. Yeah, the, the Yankees were two. No, okay. no, no. The Yankees are right now. Nine games behind uh, over here, if what I'm reading is right. Well, that's nine games behind the division. Uh, I'm, I'm re- Speedy, I'm reading bo- both Boston and, and, and the As Blue Jays right ahead now, of the Yankees are out. Yeah, the Yankees are now Which half. I, so I guess the Red Sox won today, then. Okay. Yeah, so the Yankees are out by half a game right now. Which yep. is still a lot of baseball left. And, yep. and they both, the Yankees have to play Toronto again. And yep. they got to play. Do they play Boston again? I think they're done with Boston. I think, no, I think I got one more with Boston. So, and they, they play the Rays. The they Rays they do the at the end of the season. Yep. And which the Rays are probably going to sit out players. So the Yankees. You don't know that. I, I do. because I think, think the Rays want to see the Yankees? You're nuts. What do you mean? The Rays will win that series just to be petty and keep the Yankees out of the playoffs. I the don't think that will happen. Well, they might do that to the Red Sox, too. Yeah. You might keep out the, the Red Sox out of the if, playoffs. If the so. Rays win the division, hands down and they're the number one seed they're not going to play any of their players they're going to sit out and let their players nah, heal okay they've had other injury problems this cold. year or two though, so. but they but, but they platoon a lot anyway though so i think that if anyone that will be used this to it will be back them to lack of pitching this is what the reason we have works. a lack of pitching. no the yankees the yankees lost today because their bullpen's shot and they don't have anybody wow. so brian cashman had to overuse Holmes again and Holmes blew it in the ninth, and then the Yankees lost in extra innings, and that's how that's how the Yankees go. Brian Cashman's not the man. That okay. we can't beat. That's how no Brian Cashman was supposed to bring in pitching, so they didn't. Aaron Boone. Is, there were no first of all. You're not going to trade away your future oh, for pitching, okay? We, well, for, look at what they look what you, you you're saying. You're not going to just say, okay, you know what? We have a chance to possibly make the playoffs, but we're probably not going to win. So you know what? We're gonna we're gonna trade away our talent, our future for a pitcher or two that is not even going to help us get over the hump, anyways. They were right now. They were the hottest team in baseball. They went into a little bit of a slump. They're still a game out of a, a playoff spot when they were nine games out of a playoff spot before the All Star break. They made the trades. Obviously, they've worked. And right now, hey, they're going into a slump. They still have the second best ERA in baseball in the second half of the season. So I don't know what you're talking about with pitching. So you sound like an idiot. And as far as the Yankees are concerned, the Yankees shouldn't even be where they are right now. But they are. Yeah, you're right. So, they were projected to win Cash- the division when the season started. Uh, You're right. A lot of play, a lot of teams are projected to win the division. Uh, Cleveland were project, uh, projected to win the division in the beginning of the season. Are they winning it? No. Cleveland. Cleveland was projected to win the division. I never saw that either. Yeah, they they no. did. They were. I don't know who you had. Oakland was though, and they're not in a spot right now. No, Oakland's always back and forth with the division with the Astros, and nobody thought the Astros were going to have the right, season they exactly. were. Uh-huh. Okay, nobody thought that. Seattle's a borderline playoff team. I know. Did anybody think that that, that was going to happen? Nope. This is baseball. <laughs> Things happen. And the Yankees have been fighting injury after injury all season long, and they're still going to win 90, 95 games. Okay, so again. Who's the injury that makes you go, oh, wow, that altered the Yankees' season? What happened? Who's the injury that makes you go, yeah, that's the reason well, the Yankees... Well, here, here's, here's one. Severino didn't come back this year. I thought but you Severino... knew that going into the year. No, I thought Severino you... was going to be back in the second uh, half of the season. No, everyone's uh, saying I... August, September at best. No, they weren't. They were saying July with no. Severino. He had his yes. setback pretty early in the season. Luis Severino was supposed to be back, back in early in the second half of the season. And then he had a setback like a month in the season. Two setbacks. Two setbacks. Right, but the second one 
we all knew they, he wasn't the initial report did say All Star break. I agree with you. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I the initial report did say All Star. The Yankees break. ruined his career. He'll never be the same again. The so Yankees ruined. Come, how did? How, wait, wait a second. How did the Yankees ruin his career? He hasn't pitched in two years. All right, you think that's, he's going to come back Yankees and be fault? the guy? That's and the he Yankees. went from being a Cy Young candidate when he was blazing the ball out to I don't know. Uh, number four or five starter his last eight starts. What do you His ERA was about seven. Then his elbow went out. After his Cy Young year, he played like eight games and then he was out. And he wasn't 100% Cy healthy. Young. He wasn't 100% healthy. Going into the playoffs when he was pitching on the playoffs, he didn't pitch well because a lot of people – and that's why the Yankees gave him the extension because they knew he was going to be out a significant amount of time because they knew he had a shoulder problem. And that's, why they got to come a, back and, and that's why they got to deal on the deal. They did not expect him to come back this year. Dude, he was Matter a tough fact. Didn't you come out and say on this network, don't worry about it. We're getting Kluber and Severino back. Don't right. go get a starter. That's right. So clearly you thought that he'd be back. I, and that was I around just, July. I just I just said that. Did you not did you not hear me? I said but Severino guess what? was going to be back. Good plan to go to wait. Yeah. Okay. No. No, 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 no. Yes, I did. I said, the trade deadline is the last day of July, right or wrong. Yes, and yeah. I said July. When you he said would be they back. should be sellers. Right, yes, we'll ignore I did. all that. I did. So then you said, "Don't go I get did. pitching." What do you mean you're ignore getting it? Severino I told you back. That. I told you, and that. you're getting Kluber back. Okay. So clearly, you thought he'd be back by That's now. The same thing. I he just, doesn't want them to buy pitching because he just, wants them to sell. I what I'm trying to that. tell you is, you're not giving up a future. You could have brought in a young guy. Andrew Heaney was nothing. You couldn't have given up those prospects to go get. I don't know a reliever of some kind, any kind. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm no. watching. I'm seeing what's yeah, going I know. on. We're all watching the football game. No, I want to see what's going on in the game. And where where are the they got to get forty eight yard line? They, how, what's first the, down? First down. Thirty nine seconds. One timeout. Is well, the they got enough time right to now. get this. And their kicker's pretty good. So. They have one timeout. They got one timeout. Was that catch? Nope. nope. He dropped it. They tried the same play they did. They got to the they got the big play on the last drive. <laughs> Didn't work this time. I, I think that it, it's not because of the pitch and why the Yankees aren't winning. They're not hitting in timely hitting. It's it, it's facts. They're striking out a lot. Right now in the last ten games, the Yankees have struck out more than two teams in the major leagues. It is not the Yankees pitching on why they're losing. They're not hitting in timely hitting. They, they had a chance to beat the Mets. They didn't beat the Mets. They had a chance to beat Baltimore the other day. They couldn't beat Baltimore. They can't beat Baltimore. Uh, it, it's, this is what, what, what happens. It's, it's in their head. It I is guess. in their head, yeah. and they're, they've had problems. The, I'll call a timeout. I, I don't know why they're they, – they, I call a timeout. They're not going to call a timeout. This is, this is yeah, Ron – Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, I was about to say, this is Ron Rivera. He does this all – he did this with Carolina. He had problems calling Never timeouts. Ron. <laughs> I mean, he's had problems like that for years. I will say, though, that is also a terrible play call. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? Yeah, middle of the field. Well, obviously, the Giants are not giving anything to look at. The Giants have a very good secondary. Oh, they do. They do. So what, what are they going to do, Speedy? they got one great wide receiver and the rest at least throw are second short tier. outside then. They, yeah. have two no, they have two number one corners right now that can play as a number one on any team. Any team. Okay, so how do you expect it to be bad? They they got a completion. They need to get closer so they can make a play so they can kick a field goal. I don't know what a you're talking 59 about. Fifty nine yard field goal from there. And and right I, I think they're gonna try to push it. What is it, third down? It's third down, I think at five, I wanna say. Well that's a uh, timeout time for the Giants. They called a timeout. They probably saw something. Yep. Uh, but it would be a fifty nine yard field goal from from the current And spot. which is makeable. Yeah, their kicker is good, Hopkins. I think they need to get closer. 
Uh, yeah, I, yeah, 58's not guaranteed for anybody. <laughs> I think they, they need to get at least 10 more yards or f- eight more yards so they can be it can be closer. 52 yards makes a little right. bit more sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, 52 yards is probably like an average. They like, also don't want to give or, the Giants any time to put the ball down the field either. So uh, I think the Giants can – I think the Giants should win this game. I, I, honestly, it, 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 it doesn't bold well unless the, the Washington football team throws a, a great pass down the field for like 19, 18 yards. I think the Giants win this game. Yeah, if they get a first down, they're pretty well situated because then the field goal, is, field goal is 55 yards from there. Which is that looks like where they're going to go. Yep, looks like now then, right they got extra but you too, knew so it's like it fifty-two yards. It's guy. still a, it's still a deep throw. I, yeah, I mean, it was, it was what they had to do. It's still a fifty-yard kick. I mean, yeah, which is still more. which is still probably average like fifty-fifty of what is made across the league. Probably a little more now because uh, the, the kickers have done better with longer. That was though. actually a really good throw. Yes, it was. Okay, so that, that's not anybody's fault. The giant, the, the Giants <laughs> had them defensively. What are you laughing at? Nothing. What? I, I am de- I, every time now I feel your senses. That's a good throw. That that was a good. It throw. was a good uh, throw. No, I'm not. I'm not denying. I, I'm just I think it's a, wow. that was a dumb play. That was a terrible in a dumb, play. In, a, in the middle of the field. I don't know why they're doing that. Well, uh, yeah, they got to spike it, it now. So this they're is spike it. They're going to kick a field goal and they're going to win the forty-seven yards from here. That's makeable. That's beyond makeable. That's like ninety. Who's calling? Is somebody calling a timeout? What no, the hell is going the on? Bowl. No, they hasn't. didn't. Nobody has a timeout. Nobody was spiking the ball. What's Unless going on? Unless it's a referee time. Oh, maybe they're reviewing it. Maybe maybe they didn't think it was a catch. That was a catch. It looked like it to me. Yeah, that's what they were reviewing right now. Oh, what the hell? They're talking. I thought it was a catch, too. That was a catch. It's That's a, a catch. catch. That was a great catch. That was a great throw. Yeah, it's a catch. That's what are you laughing at? Because you keep saying it. That was a great throw. That was a tight window throw that was good. That was a great throw. What are you laughing <laughs> I don't at? Know, yeah, I don't know why you're trying it's to not, criticize it's that. Not, it's not criticism. It's just hysterical. That, mm-hmm. I if, I, if, I, if I see it to be a great throw, I'm going to say it's a great throw, Tyler. But I'm no one knows there. what you're watching. Uh, I'm watching the game, the same game you're watching. I know what you're watching, but the people at home don't know what Pe- we're watching. I'm watching. We've been analyzing Giants and Ladies Washington and gentlemen, we are players. watching the Giants and Washington football team right now with nine seconds left, and Henneke threw an unbelievable pass, okay? Right through the Bradford, Bradbury's hands right into his wide receivers. Does that make sense to you? Did I help you on that, Tyler, that you're making and cracking it jokes? Was, it was the greatest seven-yard throw you'll ever see. I, I never said that. <laughs> No, I think he's mocking uh, what Jeff said yesterday. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that. I don't know what they're doing. They're I don't know spiking they're... the ball now. Probably maybe ticking it to five seconds or something well, like yeah, that. Well, yeah, because they stopped the clock. They... It's a live clock. You're going to spike the Are ball. Are they running a play? It looks like they're, they're not. They're going to spike the ball. No, they have to spike it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they lined the up ball. like they're running a play. This is not going to be an easy kick. It is. Yeah, it's a, it looks like 47 yards. This is not going to be an easy kick. I don't know. Ron Rivera just absolutely stole this game from the Giants. I wouldn't say that. I, I, I think the Giants – I still think the Giants could win this game. I really do. It's a field goal kick, and nobody's going to call a timeout because there's no timeouts. So you're after relying on a lateral play or yeah. kickoffs. And I, I, I just – I don't trust that this is going to go through. Okay. I, and you want to know something? Hopkins, if this goes anywhere but middle, you blame Errol Marks. Nope. He missed it. He missed. Wide right. Told you. Errol Marks is a jinx. Jinx. I'm the one who told you he was going to miss it. What are you right, talking about? Right, that's literally what a jinx is. Uh, no, it isn't. Oh, no, I wait, called no, it. There's a flag. We're not done yet. <laughs> Never mind. Giants luck bites again. That's hysterical. Hopefully, somebody offsides. 
Mm, great, great play by the Giants. He'll miss it again. He'll miss it again. If, I, that, I, if that happens, he's a jinx. I'm, why I am I a jinx? I'm, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. I want them to win. Uh, I'll embrace it in this case. <laughs> they're going to probably go off sides again because they're going to try to put pressure. Oh, they're going to be the Steelers yeah. three times Remember that? against the Chargers in 2018. Oh, oh, my God. It was like it's something the Chargers would do to themselves and the Steelers did it to them. The kicker missed it twice. I think the second one, they they blocked one of them. But I think T.J. Watt was even one of the guys that was offside. <laughs> do you guys think Joe Burrows is for real, by the way? Yes. I do, because I think I just need to see a game back for him with the injury. He had some mobility in this game sp- in, against the Vikings. Because I wanted spread to get into baseball, but it seems like nobody's interested in getting into the baseball conversation. So Spre- Spread the ball around nicely in that game, and Jamar Chase looked very good, too. Let's see the second kick. He missed it. No, I got oh, it. Oh, man, it. he almost spun right out. Did you see that? It looked like it was going to spin right out. Yeah, it did. Oh, my God. Well, lucky you know what. Well, now we'll have to find out who was offsides. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Because, I, 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 honestly, the Giants deserve to win this game. They, 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 I, I believe the Washington football team, for a team that was supposed to have an elite defense, did not look good. No, they did not. They did not look good. By the way, we got Jeff round two. <laughs> What's going on, Jeff? <laughs> All right, Jeff. Who was the player that was offsides? Who was the player that was offsides? Uh, La- Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Lawrence in the middle. Damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, Giants fans can suck Dexter a dick. Dexter Lawrence of all. Looked people. like it was going to spin out, and then it just stopped. Hmm. It, it, it's crazy. It really is. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, looking looking at some of these young. I quarter- think Daniel Jones can't win a game. <laughs> I know he's messing around. He's screwing around. But uh, Joe Burrows, do you think he's for real? Yeah, he's a good player. I, I'm being serious because uh, he did look he, – he at certain parts of the game last week, he looked really good. In certain parts of the game, he didn't look good. Especially – God. Dude, he's a young quarterback. I, I understand in his that. second I, I, season. I understand He's that. done really well. Name it like, – listen – I, I hate to use this as like the reference, right? Because you go, oh, Homer. Tom Brady didn't look very good his first two seasons. No, Tom Brady had a shortened playbook, mm-hmm. could only run like six or seven plays. They dumbed it down. Joe Burrow is doing a whole lot more than some of these other dudes did. Mm-hmm. You know, like give them some time. Allow these people to grow a little bit before you tear everybody apart. I'm not apart. tearing anybody apart. What are you talking about? I just asked you, do you think Joe Burrows is for real? Do you think He's... just do you think Justin Fields should start this coming week? No. Why not? No. I think play I think quarterbacks specifically are better when you allow them time to watch and learn. Okay. So Daniel Jones. And we've watched Daniel Jones tonight, and I'm not saying this because you like Daniel Jones. Do you I think do like Daniel Jones? No, I, I, we know you do. Do you think Daniel Jones is a, is a, a quality quarterback that the Giants can build with? One hundred percent. What one hundred? Like, Why do Giant fans I, can't stand him? I, that's what I want to know. Because he's because he's not lighting the world on fire. He's not flashy. He's not, he's not Patrick Mahomes or you know. Oh, we want to have the best guy. Or whatever. But either either I don't was think anyone expected Giants, him to be Patrick Mahomes. Either was Dude, the Man. Giants lost tonight, not because of Daniel Jones. They lost because of Galladay, Slayton, and now specifically Dexter Lawrence. 
and their secondary not doing well either, except for Brad yeah, Berry. Can, Brad Berry, the great interception. Right, but you can blame the secondary all you want, but they came up with the big play when they needed it, right? Yeah, Brad Berry had an incredible interception. Mm-hmm. That was a fantastic play. And now, by the right. way, it was terrible play calling. And by the way, is the only one that threw an interception. Yes, and by the way, it was terrible play calling because they were on – they were on their 20 or 19 or something like that, and they ran the ball three times, and they only got 11 seconds off the clock. They yeah. gave them too much well, time. Well, that is what it is because you're trying to just run plays to get the clock I understand down whatever, that. Like, get the first down, and the game would have been over. Right, you still, exactly. You could still run outside, though. You don't have to only run inside. It was terrible play calling. At least try right, one outside. The further you run outside, you run the risk of having someone uh, push you out of bounds, and then you, and then you don't need to burn a timeout. Yeah, but it, all, you're still trying to get the first down first, though, because that'll, that's going to run more plays as it is. So I'd rather have them get the first down, get pushed out of bounds, then you get three more plays, then you can make them turn their timeouts more. Right, but you're not be more guaranteed that he's going to run for a first down if you go outside while you I know still that. run the risk of not having them burn timeouts. I know that, but just being that they already failed twice inside, why not try outside on third down just to change it up to try to at least get the first down? Listen, I understand. Maybe the play calling was a little too vanilla, but the fact still remains. They didn't lose this game because of uh, Danny Dimes tonight. They didn't. No, they didn't. No, No, I think Danny Dimes played well. He played wonderful football. Against a very good defense. Against a very good defense, and if he didn't have, uh, you know, all those drops, he throws for 300-plus. Uh, he had a running touchdown called back from a hold on his wide receivers. Right. He had he had a touchdown dropped by Slayton in the end zone. Like, I mean, what more can he do? And how much less help can these receivers give him? Snug says, hail to the Washington team. <laughs> Earl, thank you for jinxing the Giants and making my parlay come through. No, you're welcome. And Ben says, Favre's first completed pass was to himself, and he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Jones will do well going forward. I'm pretty sure Favre had two of them, too. Two passes to himself, if I remember correctly. And not for nothing, you're watching the growth right before you. People go, oh, he stinks, oh, he stinks. He had nothing to work with these last couple of seasons. Now that he has a little more, not that it's great, He's doing better. I think he's looked good. I think he's looked good. I, what, I if, do. what if Slayton doesn't drop? What if Galladay doesn't drop that slant? That slant yeah. puts him on the puts him on the two. They don't kick a field goal. They get another touchdown there. What if Slayton doesn't drop it? That's another touchdown. What if it wasn't for the hole? That's another. But touchdown. But Jeff, uh, all the Giant fans will say they weren't good passes. Meanwhile, they were perfect passes. They were perfect passes. <laughs> so, I, I mean, Giant fans just don't like for some reason. They just don't like Daniel Jones. And they don't think he's Justin Herbert-esque or who he's is. He's not. Uh, nobody said that he is. But who's to say that he can't be? Who's to say he can't be? Have you seen it yet? Um, I've seen that Daniel Jones. Have you seen him uh, do anything that Herbert's done? Uh, what, what are you talking about? Have you seen him do anything that Herbert's done? He would have done? thrown 350 yards today. Have you seen him do? What did Justin Herbert do this year in a game one, in week one? What did he do? Won a football game. Uh, won a football game against. He who? won a football against game against who? Against the Washington Redskins. Okay. Or the Washington football team. Uh, okay. He also has a much better but team. Guess what? A much better team. Yeah, but much better team. And by the way, he played just as well as Justin yeah. Herbert did. Maybe did. he did. Yes, he did. But he also what sucked is, week what one. What Daniel Jones this year has Rashawn Slater on his side? That's Justin Herbert got thirty Herbert. fumbles. They could have drafted Rashawn Slater, but they traded back. You rest your case right. to what? What do you rest? What I don't do want to. I, I have Daniel no idea Jones what you rest. Looked awful against Denver. Uh, did he or did he not? Uh, he he for two hundred thirty six yards. Yes or no? He dropped the ball once. 
He didn't look awful. There were a lot of other quarterbacks that looked worse than him. Who? What do you mean who? You, you want Name me to go one in quarterback that, that looked worse than him. What are you talking about? Go to last week's Herb, quarterback. Herbert Herbert had, great starting last week. quarterback. Herbert had 337 yards and a touchdown and one interception. And, and by the way, if if those two guys caught the ball, he would have 350 yards. Today. Yes. Today. Yes. But you're Gets ignoring three team. years. What are you three years? Justin Herbert's one year. One year. Guess one what? Year. But I understand that. But Herbert's one year has been better than anything Daniel Jones Look has done. Look at the players he's played with. Keenan Keenan Allen. All these other guys that he's played with. Has Daniel Jones played with anybody as good as Keenan Allen? I Negative. Say Saquon Never. Saquon Barkley? Saquon he hasn't Barkley's played with Saquon. He hasn't played with him. He hasn't played with Saquon. What do you keep bringing up Saquon for? He's, he's barely played. on the team. Yep. And he's barely played. Yes, he's with Daniel Jones. Played with Daniel Jones. With Daniel Jones, he's barely played. I with understand him. that he's barely amazing. Played. Saquon Barkley, he had a whole twenty-eight yards rushing last week. Yeah, oh, he's that's so Daniel Jones' fault. Ten carries. That's Daniel Jones' fault, by the way. Oh my God! Why, How many? What is what your love fest no, no, Daniel Jones? I, there is no he's love fest. He's one of fest. your favorites. There, no, he's not. Oh well. But I want. I want to prove to Giant fans that he's not as bad as they think he is. Well, yeah, he's won yesterday. By the way, what? What did um? Hold on one second. Um, what did Daniel Jones run today? As far as run, uh, running, um, running yards. Oh, he had to have had 87. 95 yards. yards. He had 95 yards running? Yep. Okay, I bet you he ran more than uh, your great Barkley. I bet you had more running oh, yards yeah. than Barkley. Definitely does. Okay, and, and, that, what, is, and that, what does that and tell that you? 95, and that 95 yards rushing is 115 with a touchdown if it wasn't for a phantom horrible hold. Yeah, safe one I at 57. I understand. He has good games. La... T freaking da. That's fantastic. With the number six pick, I don't want you to have good games. I want you to have seasons. Hell, give me a month. Do not come with me at, oh, well, week two at 21, he was great. Week 15, did he Justin was great. Herbert, week just, four, he was did great. Did Justin Herbert get, it to, get his team into the playoffs last year? Are they projected to get in the playoffs did this year? Did they get into the playoffs last year? No, okay. they didn't. Daniel right. Jones ever right. gets close to the playoffs? Right. That's what happens when you play for the least clutch team in football. Right. 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 That so has nothing to do with it. That has nothing to do with it. What are you thinking about? Playoffs. That has nothing to do with it. He had a more talented team than Daniel Jones oh, has had for two Chargers years. Chargers are a top-ten roster in the NFL. And Justin Herbert couldn't get his team in the playoffs. Were they projected to get in the playoffs after they drafted him? That, 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 that's Absolutely not, not. That's not my question. Are they projected to get in if this year? If you make it seem like he's so great. Okay, then. Are you the Giants projected to get in? Yes, actually. there were a lot, of people, a lot of people picked the Giants to make the playoffs. A lot of people. Who? Not, what do you mean, who? Oh. Name one person. CBS Sports picked them to make the playoffs and win the division. To win the division? The win- division stinks. That division is awful. It but stinks. I, never, I have heard no one pick the Giants really? anywhere to win anything. I think the Giants are the best overall all-around team in that division. The best. When it comes oh, to defense, ridiculous. offense. No, no with all-around. The with best all team around. in that division is 0-2. Really? Who? The Giants. You just said they're the best team in that, that division. That, that's right. They are 0-2. That doesn't, make, that, that doesn't make them not the best team in that division. Why? Because they're 0-2? That doesn't mean that they're not good. That that, how about, how about your wide receivers, your, your Darius Slayton actually catch the ball? That's oh, he's great. great. He, he is great. Good. Did you see that wonderful catch? Yeah, I saw the wonderful drops he had, too, which cost him the game. All great receivers drop him. Yo, all great receivers. Yeah, I'm not this saying guy, he's great. I'm not saying so he's great. Give me a break. What I'm saying is great receivers drop the ball, Give too. me a break. So, whatever. you gotta be able to, you got to be able to catch a ball without a defender within 30 yards of you, though. Right. 
He was uh, wide open. I understand. I am not making any excuses. It you, was a goodly yeah, grumble. Yeah. We got uh, new comments or Bill Waters in the comments mm-hmm. section saying Jason Garrett got to go. Yeah, I would agree with that. So that's Jason Garrett's fault because, by the way, just yeah, so everybody knows. Eight yards in 11 seconds. Yeah, who that's is Jason the Garrett's coach fault. of the team? Joe Judge. And Joe Judge. And where does the play calling go through before the call is completely Jason called? Garrett. That's it why goes, they Jason, Jason Garrett, Garrett. Garrett has to be approved by Joe Judge. That's what a head coach does. Right? Okay, so don't blame it all on Jason Garrett. <laughs> Joe Judge was the one that was sitting there and telling him the to run the ball. The reason we're going to blame Jason Garrett is because we man. single-handedly saw Jason Garrett Come for on, years man. ruin a really good football team in the Dallas Cowboys. Really? That's why we're going to blame Jason Garrett. Yeah. Oh yeah, as a Giants fan, oh, yeah. love, loved him in Dallas. Can I just make a reference? Can I just make a reference to the interview you just did? Seriously, because I think yeah, it's yeah. more pertinent. It's more pertinent now than any other time in the show. Go ahead. Your homeboy Ovi, he just goes, "I don't want to coach because I don't want to lose my job because you can't make plays." Is it Jason Garrett's fault that Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton can't catch? <laughs> Is it Jason Garrett's fault? He moved five yards in 11 seconds? Yes, it That's is. That's great. The play calling yes, otherwise won them What's the game. What's the stereotype? Barkley could be better. Hey, hey, Barkley could hey. be better. All right, here we go, IQs. What is the most stereotypical package to run out of when you're trying to kill the clock? Let, let's see. What right up the goop. What is right up the shoot. What? And that's what he did twice. Let's see what the second coming And the of, third route, second coming, even if Shepard catches the ball, it's still not a first down. Let's see what the second coming of uh, Barry Sanders did in the last two games. Let's see that. Because Barry Sanders, even with the bad teams he's had, has run the ball a hell of a lot I mean, better than Barry. After a torn ACL? Yeah. After a torn ACL, Barry Sanders ran better than that. There, there's your excuse, your other what? excuse. He they're is not what? anywhere they're close. Slowing He's him not down. anywhere close. He's not anywhere close. All I you know can, is it's, it's I say on one the play statement and this whole network goes into shit. Watch. It's, it's fine Watch. to pick on the play Watch calling this. for that I bet you he series. bugs out. If Saquon was a Jet, this would never even be brought up. Uh, Speedy, and I interviewed... By the way, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jeff. Give me one second. I know. He Speedy, Speedy, I know. did no? Did I did, did I not interview Saquon Barkley and his father yes, two weeks before mm-hmm. the draft? Did. I did. Did I? What did I tell you when he got drafted? That did I? Did a, I? I wanted fan. the Jets. I wanted him away. I, even if the Jets had a chance, I did not want him. I, I know did you not didn't want, want Barkley. Him. That's not what I said. If the Jets said, ah, let's say Donald goes two and they didn't love anyone else and they drafted Saquon. I wouldn't, have liked it. ACL. I wouldn't have liked you, it. I, I'm I not would have telling been upset. you. Right, I get that. But right now, you'd be saying, give him a few weeks. Give him time to really? get back. He'll really? still be great. Of course. Really? Because, yeah. because the Jets drafted Pirine, and I, I can't stand him. I, I liked Saquon's him when they drafted him. I can't, close to him. That, that's not the point. I pick on the Jets all the time. And I, by the way, Michael Carter, who everybody loves so much, he looked terrible in his first game. And I picked on him in, 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 uh, week one. So you don't know what you're talking about. I know what Why I'm is about. it always that the Jets? You bring up the Jets. No, I don't defend the Jets. If Saquon I pick on the Jets. Who did I pick to win this year, this week? Who did I pick to win? The Patriots. Okay, who did I pick last week, Speedy? The Jets. The, the, I picked the Jets. That's to right. The did, yes, I did. Yeah, uh, that's the only team I picked out of all the next five games. Uh, that's the only team I picked the Jets to win. 
They're not going I to win in the next five games. Sure, I guarantee not. you I don't they're know not. I guarantee you they're not. I, maybe they I, will. Maybe they won't. I don't not. really care. They're it doesn't not. affect my life in the slightest uh, uh, So don't say that but, I, I, I pick, stick up for the Jets. I don't. That's not what I said. Yeah. I said if Saquon was coming back off an ACL, you wouldn't be, <laughs> let's see what he did. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, they're rushing him in. They're not rushing him in. They're taking really? their time because okay. they want to preserve you know him. You know me. I do know you. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's totally wrong. That's why I'm wrong. saying this. That's totally wrong. And you're just saying it and sticking it out of you because you want to prove that you think that you're right when you're wrong. I know wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. The Giants are You're wrong. Justin waiting. Herbert playing this game. They win? Yes. You're, you're, you're on drugs. Get, get out of here. Get what do you mean like, I'm on drugs? Yeah, Herbert. you're on drugs. <laughs> Justin Herbert wins. Justin Herbert, I just told you. They lost by I a ju- point. I just told yeah, you. Justin Herbert lost point. those games before, too. I just told you Daniel Jones had a better game this week than Justin Herbert against the same team. And you're telling me Justin Herbert would have held, helped them win? Yes. Get out of here. You're, 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 Justin, Herbert, you're Herbert, stupid. Stupid. Justin Herbert lost stupid. those games all the time last year, you're too. Stupid. He plays for the least clutch team in football. That's not his fault. He made great throws. Sounds I didn't say it was all his fault. The thing about it, though, is... The, th- the real thing about it is it's fine to pick on the play calling for that last series, and I understand that. That's that's fine. But it never even gets that far because the play calling was perfect, and if players had made plays, it doesn't even get that far. You don't even need it. Great. That's fantastic, and you're finally right for once. But unfortunately, we live in the world of what is, what couldn't be. So what is is you had the ball and about the red zone when you got the ball given to you with a bow on it. And you move the ball five yards, and you only killed 11 seconds. Matter of fact, you didn't even use up 11 seconds. You probably used about 10, because the two-minute warning, you got the ball out already. Well, they call timeout, so. You, right. could blame, so you, could blame, you could blame your great Joe Judge on that, because he's the coach. Well, that's all I'm going to say about Jason that. Jason Garrett's the, play, the, the offense, play calling so was great all night until Jason then, Garrett. Joe the Judge helped build a top 10 defense that. last year. So Jeff, I'm not blaming Joe Jeff, Judge. Jeff, you know what's so funny is that Giant fans, they hate Daniel Jones, so they're going to take shots at Daniel Jones. They Who's hate taking a shot at they Daniel hate, Jones? They hate Garrett, Garrett so they're going to take I haven't said Daniel Jones' name in about an hour and a half. You're the only one saying Daniel Jones' name. What did Jones you say in the name? beginning of the show? And two hours ago? What did you say? Two hours what did and you 58 say? minutes ago, I said Daniel Jones should get the hell out of New York. And guess what, pal? At the end of the year, I'm going to come back on this damn show and say it again. Good. He sucks. Good. Good. But you don't know good quarterbacks good. either. Yeah. Sam I mean, Darnold. And you do? What? Zach Wilson? We'll compare Zach Wilson right. in three years. You do. Too. You do, too. What? Right? You know what good quarterbacks are? I know are. Justin Herbert's yeah. a hell of a lot better than Daniel Jones. And you think Justin Herbert playing in this game would have helped them win. They lost by yeah, a freaking point. One's a pro bowler, one's a middle of the tier at best. Tyler, you're arguing over something that you're never going to be able to prove. Exactly. Well, here's the difference. You can't know that either. What the hell is the point of asking the question? They played against the same team last week, did they not? And Herbert won, yeah, did I, he not? Herbert won. All that's right. right. That's right. Okay. That's right. I mean, it wasn't because they also won Herbert. the game 20 to 16. It wasn't a all high right. scoring game. Herbert played point. well, but it wasn't the only reason they won. Who played better? You Justin Herbert? Reality, Justin though, Herbert Daniel or Daniel Jones? Jones I would say Herbert played better, but not by much. No, no he didn't. Not by if you much. look at the numbers, so by much. does it make up a point? If you if you look at the numbers, it doesn't make up a point because the defense lost the game, not the offense. Okay, Daniel Jones ran for 95 yards in a touchdown. 
Okay, did he not? Yes, he did. He threw for two hundred and what was his two hundred and fifty seven? Two hundred thirty six yards. Two hundred thirty six yards. Which no, but he had, must have had more than he, that. No, no, he, he, he. I think he had more than two hundred thirty six yards. Two hundred forty nine. Okay, two hundred forty nine yards. He would have had over three hundred thirty yards in that game, and in, in, in less throws. He his completion percentage was better than Justin Herbert's. He had the better day. He had the better game. So I don't know what makes you think that Justin Herbert playing for the Giants. Would have made it differently. It wouldn't have because no. they can't get the ball. To, that, pa- that pass to Galladay was a the pass to Galladay was a perfect pass. Beautiful. Galladay dropped like a perfect pass that gets him down That's to the like two, converts ball. converts the first down because I think that was a third down play. Yeah, uh-huh. would have converted the th- first down. They wouldn't have kicked a field goal. That's four more points right there. That's not on Daniel Jones. No. It's seven more points if idiot Slayton can catch, and it's another seven points. If they don't call a phantom hold because Daniel Jones ran that ball 70 yards, 68 yards into the end zone. And actually didn't trip on his own feet. So Herbert threw for 337 yards. Yep. Okay. Okay. 31 of 47. Mm-hmm. Better completion I mean, percentage? Daniel Jones. I don't know. I gave Dan- you Daniel Jones had a better completion percentage. This game was I lost had a better completion passes and defense, I not and an offside call. Stand up. What you're saying. I don't know why you two only say the same sentence over and over again as if that's the only message to say here. They lost by, I say it again, a point. One point. Quarterback. If you take a Pro Bowl quarterback on this team and you say, ta-da, you don't get a point more? Justin Herbert, just so you know, Justin Herbert had a 66% completion percentage. Daniel Jones had almost 70%. 337 yards, one touchdown, one interception with an 85.2% quarterback rating. Daniel Jones had 102 today. It wouldn't have made a difference. Justin Herbert there, they would have lost. A matter of fact, Daniel Jones played better than Justin Herbert did last week against the same team. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Are the Chargers going to go 2-0-2? Hello? I think the more important thing, too, is Daniel Jones is really showing growth, too, right? Absolutely. Like he's getting better. Absolutely. He's getting better. No one said he's not getting better. Hmm. The point is he needs everything to go right for him. And Justin Herbert The Giants are not doing it. <laughs> what are you talking about? They were a top-seven team in the draft last year, Why? and they're projected to go to the playoffs now. Uh, okay, so they, were 14. They, have, they have two wide receivers that are in the top 100 in the league. Yeah, they they have one that's in the top 10 in the league. Okay, Do the Giants Who? have a top 10? Top what 10 what? Uh, top 10 wide receiver. Keenan Allen is a top 10 wide receiver. Absolutely. Borderline, Every, okay. Uh, borderline what? He's he borderline is. Top 10. He is a top 10. And as of right now, they also have a better running back. Oh, absolutely better running back. Absolutely. As of right now, Barkley, right. Barkley right. can not, be better. Barkley can not, be better, but I'm just saying, as of I'm right now, Austin Eckler is better. Upside is Barkley, but right now, we can give it to Eckler. Sure. They're a better team, and and they have, and obviously with a better team, better offensive line, way better offensive line. What are you going to do? You put Daniel Jones on that team. They're right now one and zero. They are one and zero right now. The Chargers. Why? That's fine. Why? That's fine. I mean, he can run. He can throw. Yeah, he can fumble. Yeah, he can he fumble. Can Did he fumble tonight? What? Did he fumble tonight? No, Errol, Did he throw the one game you're defending him on, he didn't fumble. I stick up for Daniel Jones all the time because I think Giant fans are too hard on him. Too, too hard, hard on him, yes. He got the job because Eli Manning said, I think that this guy should be your draft pick. Okay, Eli. First of all, it was the whole Eli, the whole Manning family. One. Okay. Two, Gettleman actually Same had a, a private pro day and said he made every single throw to a oh, team. Oh, because Dave Gettleman's done an excellent job. 
Dave Gettleman, and I've taken shots at Dave Gettleman. If you look at his drafts with Carolina and with the Giants, they're pretty good drafts. They're pretty good drafts. They are. They're pretty good. All right. We actually went back and we looked at them. They're pretty good drafts. He's drafted pretty well. The problem with Dave Gettleman is bringing in free agents. What are you talking about? You said they should no, have drafted I, Saquon. I, I agree. I so don't. that's his first draft as a Giant. All you right. said no. But a lot of Giant fans loved it. I didn't. Who I didn't. Who won defend his drafts? I, I said I defend his drafts. I think he, he evaluates, evaluates most talent. most pick to date, you say he didn't get wrong. What are you talking about? He got it wrong, you said. Uh, his I most th- important I think draft he, pick, I, he got wrong. I think he got it right with Daniel Jones. And I'm going to say it again and, and again and again. 10 years from now? Fine. We'll see. And, I, and I, you know what the Giants are going to do? They're going to make a valuable mistake because if they don't, they, they don't put players around him to succeed, he'll go somewhere else and succeed. You put him, you put him right now with the <clears> Patriots? You put him right now with Patriots? Who do you think the Patriots would take right now? Mac Jones or Daniel Jones? Mac Jones. No, they wouldn't. Jeff, who would you take? No, they wouldn't. Probably the, Daniel. Bill Belichick right? will absolutely take Mac Jones. I guarantee He could have traded up for Daniel Jones. He didn't. Jeff will be the first one to buy a Danny Dimes jersey if he was a Patriot. No, no. I, you know, flip a coin there, really. Because it, I think it's a bad comparison, right? Because Belichick is just really particular on who plays quarterback for him. You know what I mean? Like, he really is. Like, how does he pick Brian Hoyer as Cam Newton's backup and not Jarrett Stidham who dropped. Seems weird. Yeah, but Brian, Stidham, Hoyer, Brian Hoyer can't even play in the free Stidham didn't and even Brian, win. He had a chance to win the job a year ago and he couldn't win it. You know? Right, yeah. So, I mean, he's just particular about who he plays. So, I think it's a bad comparison. You, you know, like, I, I, I think it's just terrible to go, oh, this person would do better than this one, right? Like, it's living in a fairy tale land. Right. The fact of the matter well, is, a lot of Daniel tales. Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones hasn't been great up until this point. But from what I see, I see a lot of growth. I see that he's getting better. He can lead this team. He was great tonight. He was he great was, tonight. Yes, against tonight. a good right. defense. Yes, <clears throat> tonight. Right, but yes. I'm just, I'm just saying that's what, that's what it is to be a quarterback in this league. You struggle. You get better. Yes. Like you learn. Like I understand. He's getting better. But here's the problem with Daniel Jones. Okay, he does the same mistakes. Over and over and over. And no, for the millionth time. Not tonight. He had a great game tonight. Okay, well, great. we'll see going forward. Maybe this season's a breakout year for him. Maybe it is. May I hope to God it is. But you know what? From what I've seen and past performances, I can't. No, I'm not believing it till it happens. Would you at least give him that he's, he's been a, at least handicapped for, for for his first two seasons? You know, like yeah. Bare, but I was also even... defending Eli Manning for the last three years of his career because that offensive line was a walk through fence. Well, I, I will say you. Uh, I will say this: Daniel Jones has not had any play. The the, the Giants have not put a go, a good enough offensive line to protect him. If you look at right now Justin Herbert and you look at the offensive line that he they have built, they added one of the best centers in a league from the Green Bay Packers, okay? They added arguably one of the best uh, offensive linemen in this past draft who is probably going to be uh, one of the guys that could win rookie of the year. And they have a good running game. They have good wide receivers. They have two legitimate wide receivers. Let's let's go look at what Danny Dimes is drawing to. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, not one of those guys. Whose job is that? What are you talking about? Whose job is to put a team on the field? That's fine. Well, uh, well this will be a so big offseason for So how's he done a good job, Errol? What, what's up, Jeff? This will be a big offseason for Gettleman, right? Because this offseason will be about clearing off bad contracts like the Nate Solder contract and getting guys in there that can play 
offensive line. Imagine if he had a halfway decent offensive line, like anybody that could block. Think about how much better it would be. Yeah, because he's a great runner. He, he, he's, a lot, he's a lot better on his feet when he gets out of the pocket than people give him credit for. I think he's one of the best running, uh, you know, when he sees the field, running and ready to throw and, and fake and go right into the lane. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks doing that in the league. He's very – and, and by, by the way, he's a lot faster than he looks. Because I actually super underrated speed, bro. Yes. Like, like that run that he tripped and fell, everyone's yeah. like that, – that's what – hold on. Right, Speedy's laughing because that's what people remember. You know what people don't remember? He ran by four defensive backs. That's the speed, fastest dude. one clocked in the NFL that year by a quarterback. Right. He's 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 got it, man. He does. He just needs people not to tear him. He needs not mouth breathing New Yorkers trying to run him out of town. Give the kid a shot. I think he's good. I like him. I, I I've always liked him since the Giants drafted him. I think he's got all the the arm strength. No, he's not going to. It doesn't have Eli Manning arm strength where he can throw the I ball seventy five yards. He doesn't have that arm strength, but he's accurate. He's more. He's just as accurate as Eli Manning is. <laughs> he he is. Uh, he can make every single throw of what everybody Hard to has say said. He doesn't have the arm strength, but he just easily whipped it sixty yards yeah, downfield to a to a guy. You know who he? You know who Slayton is? Do you remember the movie Necessary Roughness? He's Stone Hands. <laughs> I remember Necessary Roughness. I love that movie. Love that movie. So we got Stone Hands to go with uh, Jets Robbie Anderson Pot Hands. Hey, yeah, I got Sinbad ask, in the movie. I got to ask because I was waiting the whole game to see. I hadn't watched the Giants game this year. Where the good goddamn is t- uh, Kadarius Tony? Someone explain this to me. I the Giants the, the, for some reason their wide receivers completely disappear. And they do this all the time. They did this but with Sterling Shepard. I don't think Shepherd they even put Tony in the game, though. He had a rough time in the, in the preseason and also learning the playbook, too, from what, I, what I've heard. You draft so the second round, get a, lot of it, snaps. a wide receiver, you play him and you make him play. Just like what the Jets are doing to Mims. It's pathetic, okay? I have Dude, attacked the Jets. his name is the human joystick. Throw a screen pass and let him run. You drafted a wide receiver in the first round. You should be using him in your offense. The fact that they don't do it, it doesn't make any sense. No, they they rather throw the ball to Slayton, who, by the way, was a sixth or seventh round draft pick. And and, and, and Tony is a much better all-around player than uh, your uh, Slayton kid, okay? So I, 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 I do take shots at Slayton. Hands. No, I take shots at Slayton because I, I think Giant fans make him out to be Odell Beckham. Mm. I, I, I remember one of my friends who's a huge Giant fan, huge Giant fan. He says, yo, we got Slayton. He's just as good or even better than yeah, Odell okay. Beckham. I said, what, do you want, drugs? Oh, what, do you want, drugs? I mean, You know, not for nothing, too, Giants still shorthanded tonight. No Evan Ingram. Oh, good. We didn't hear him yeah, dropping so, three passes. That's okay. a, you want to talk about I call his talk, hands talk about rock stone hands. hands. Talk about call stone rock hands. hands. Oh, that man. guy can't catch anything either, man. I mean, he's, they got players that can't uh, close, you know, close. If Ever, you look at the Giants. Ever, Ever Ingram is just fast. He's, his hands should be better for a tight end, and they're not, and he's an awful blocker. They just don't close. That's the problem with the Giants. It, 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 same thing with the Jets over the last couple of years. They have, they're, they're in position to win, and they don't close. They drop the ball in, in terrible situations, or they fumble the ball in terrible situations, which costs them the game. And that has nothing to do with coaching. That has something to do with the players. It, it has nothing to do with Now, at the play calling, uh, um, and I said this when we were watching the game, you have 11 seconds. It's two, two minutes and 11 seconds in the fourth quarter, and you have the ball, and it's first and 10. Why the hell are you not trying to get a first down and try to end the game? 
You are you will end the game if you get the first down before the two minute mark. Instead, you run the ball three times, uh, you kick the field goal, and you give them a chance to win the game. It made no sense. That's Joe Judge. That's his play calling. Well, it's he not like is they the trying to get the first he down, is trying the coach. to win the game. He's going to get the blame for it. He is the coach of the team. Rex Ryan, but all those years. You know years. who else deserves blame for that, honestly? Because, dude, I knew they were running. You knew they were running. Everyone knew they were running. It's the offensive line's fault. They can't get any push. Zero push. It's true, too. Their offensive line has been horrible. Okay? And the there fact just that- comes down, like, for winning teams, there just comes a time where they're go- everyone's going to know what the play is that you're going to call. And you need to execute it better than they can defend it. And that starts with the offensive line. And, and the Giants had a chance to win this game. They should have won this game. I, 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 I really believe they should have won this game. I picked Washington to win this game. I think you picked the I picked Giants. Washington. You picked Washington? I picked Washington? Really? Yeah. Uh, the Beef picked uh, the Giants to win the game. Oh, really? Yeah, I had the over. Yes. You had the over? Good job, Jeff. You had the over. Oh, that's yes. Good. Wow, so you hit on this. Did, uh, did you I win hit today? On the, I hit on the over. But I only ended up fifty bucks oh. because I bet a hundred bucks. I bet a hundred bucks on uh, 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 the first touchdown of the game to be Kyle Rudolph. That's bold, dude. It was totally set up for it. And if Daniel Jones was in a selfish prick that had to run it in, he had <laughs> Kyle Rudolph wide open. <laughs> Yeah, he should have had Daniel Jones Daniel, zero. And Daniel right, Jones should have two Jones running touchdowns. He got robbed. Daniel Jones gives zero fucks about my mortgage. <laughs> well, I, I will say this: Daniel Jones should have had two running touchdowns. That that should have been a touchdown. Yeah, that should have been a touchdown. That was a great run, by the way. It was, it was a great run. It was, but nobody, <laughs> no, no. All you'll hear in New York sports tomorrow is, well. You know, Daniel Dan- Jones can't win. He can't win. He can't do this. There it is. They're showing it now if it's still on. There it is. He ran from – it's a 60-yard touchdown run, the worst hold on the planet. He runs by all defensive backs. Fast as hell right there. Uh, Watch this. They're going to show this. This is not a hold. No, he's using his hands. Actually, Washington was holding him. Whoever was the uh, – whoever was the corner like there. William Jackson. Yeah, he was holding board. Where's the beef when you need him to blame the refs? <laughs> that was a wonderful throw, too. That that's, see, that's another wonderful throw. Let's let look, the Slayton one's coming. This is going to be great. Let's see if any. Let's see if there's a single defender within thirty yards of him. <laughs> here it comes, right here. <laughs> let's go. Oh, I'm sorry. There was he was within twenty. Oh, and 20, 22 oh, yards. Twenty-two yards. He should have caught that. Oh my God! Yeah. He should have caught that. You want to talk about pot hands? I mean, come on. And he got hit yeah. from what it looks like. That. Yeah. That's a very that is throw. exactly the scene out of Necessary Roughness. That's exactly the scene. He should have caught that. That was a good throw. Terrible. I didn't realize he was hit, too. That makes it even better. <clears throat> yeah, good throw. And I want to say something about Henneke. Henneke had a good game. He played very well. Yes, he did. And oh. I, I want to see more of this kid. He should start, even when Fitzpatrick comes back, I, I, I've been hearing Cam Newton. Cam Newton what should was, not. No, they're not going to sign Cam Newton. Yeah, I, I, what, was I heard better, the, what was better, the Heineke throw or the Ricky Seals-Jones catch? Ooh. Ricky Seals catch. I would say the catch, too. Just because that, that is a tight window. That is a tight window, but it's still. You have to make that in practically what was double coverage. 
and that close to the sideline to come down with it the whole way. Because we've seen we see him like come down with it, and then they that was roll a great out at the interception end. by uh-huh. the way. Mm-hmm. That was pretty great. great throw though. Pretty great throw. That was a great it was, interception. No, it was, by it, was, it, it was a great throw though. To back shoulder like that, right over a Dory Jackson is a good <laughs> corner. Yeah. That was it. That finally. I know. mean, you you saw some quality football tonight. At times there was good defense played. At times there was really good offensive plays going on. This was a quality football game. This was. And a I really didn't think good we were game. gonna. I didn't think we were gonna see one tonight. I thought the Giants were gonna lay an egg. It didn't happen. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be more of a sloppy game too. A lot of Thursday night games are. And you know what it is? Is it's. <clears throat> remember, the Giants still have the Chicago Bears first round draft pick. Yeah. If the Bears don't have a good season, you're talking about the if the Giants don't get out of the top ten, they're going to have two top ten picks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, they, they're going to position themselves in a very good position to get themselves two really good players. But I still think the Giants. There's a lot of football left, and they're it's a not going to matter things. anyways. Anyone in the first round is still going to be a good player. No, you're right, but the, I think the the. Did Do you, you remember going back to last year's draft and everyone going, oh, my God, I love Aziz Ojolari. Dude, he was picked 29th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so you're going to get a good player regardless. No, I'm, I'm not saying – but you, <clears throat> if you get a top 10 pick, you're going to get yourself arguably a game-changing player at, at that position. You know, so it's a possibility. But – I think where all the, they need to be doing is drafting the fattest pigs possible <laughs> to wear a quadruple XL jersey and play offensive line. Well, and this is not an offensive line draft, which really puts the Giants in a situation. Okay, it, they, that's what they say. They say it's a defensive line, def, defensive line draft, and corner draft. This is more of a defensive draft than an offensive draft that we've seen in the last two years. That's what they say. That's what they're saying. So, good grief. Why you say good grief? Grief, Dude, there's so many good players you can take all through this in so many positions. It's ridiculous. Okay. But they, they're... The, I'll tell you, I'll, the, the only position that's really weak is quarterback. And, you know, when they say that, the, the quarterbacks are really good in draft. <laughs> I'm do. telling you, not this one. Well, I, I hate one of them. So. Yes, we know. <laughs> I don't like one of them who plays for Oklahoma. So everybody knows what I think of him. So I, 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 wherever he goes, I hope he falls and, you know, and cracks his head. You know, I, I'm not injured. I just hope he doesn't succeed because I don't like the kid. I think he's a stubborn, stuck-up SOB. And I Even don't, if you don't like him, there's other guys you could take at quarterback. Of course. But, I, I, but I still don't think any of them are really all that good. You like the Cincinnati quarterback. Yeah, I like Desmond Ritter as like a college player. But he's a lot like, you know, he's, he, I mean, honestly, his best comparison might be Lamar Jackson. He's very much a runner and that kind of thing. Like all the passers in this draft, Tyler Show, Keaton Slovis, Sam Howell, guys like that. I'm curious. On, I'm curious on Show because I, I didn't realize he actually transferred this year to Texas Tech. So he might. Yeah, get, he was in Oregon last year. I know. I liked him a lot at Oregon last year. I, I, I'm I'm surprised. Well, obviously the transfer rules now. It's not, nothing surprising. But Tyler, who do you root for college football? I can't stand college football. You don't watch college football? Not at all. Really? I think college football. I, I've gotten more into college football more since I've met. You know, I started talking to Jeff. I've, I've actually, I'm a Florida State fan, but Florida State hasn't been good for a very long time. The last time they won was Jameis Winston. I thought I hated Jameis Winston. I never liked him. And I, I grew up a huge Florida State fan. But I watch college football more now than I ever did because I talk to Jeff and, and Speedy and some of the knowledge. And you get to get to you really get to know some of these players before they even get into the NFL. That's right. meant to work. I hate I hated the NCAA. I thought they were 
Bogus. Not to mention, we're going to be end up starting to watch some of our recruits that we interviewed. That's true, too. But uh, is there any particular team that you rooted for in, in college football? Is there any team that you root for? I mean, I love Nick Saban. So you're well, an Alabama fan? No, I don't. I'm not a fan of Alabama, but I guess if that's the terminology you want to use, yes, I'm a Bama fan. Jeff, who do you? Who's your favorite team in college football? Anybody who beat Florida. <laughs> so, no, but I, are you do you root for a particular team? No, no, I don't have a team I root for. Uh, there's teams like there's teams I actively root against because of my history. Like I can't stand Nick Saban. He I, hates me. I don't like Nick Saban either. He's kicked me off campus no less than four or five times. Really? Really? Oh yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, he hates me. <laughs> he hates me. A six foot three bulldozing of a man. He hates me. <laughs> he does. He hates me. I'm surprised he hasn't asked you to play offensive line for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I have four years of eligibility, but. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, Jeff. You could you could transfer right away now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just certain people that I just don't don't like. You know, there's you know, there's nothing really to like about. You know, like the for me, the Gators like the Cowboys. Don't necessarily hate the players or the coach or the school or anything. They're fans insufferable. I always, I've always considered the the parallel with the Cowboys for college football to be Notre Dame fans because they always think it's their year. <laughs> oh, dude, then... they're horrible. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, but they, you know, like yeah, they're they're just as bad because they also think they're superior. Right, but oh, it's, it's the same analogy. Shit. Like a national team with a rich history, they're so popular all the time, and yet they always underwhelm. They're literally the parallels of each other. And what's going on with Ben Simmons, by the way? Is he ever getting traded? Are we ever? Actually, going to see that basketball preseason starts in about what a week and a half, two he can't weeks. Be traded. What do you mean he's not going to be traded? He's They've been talking. They're, they're, how, how many rumors have we heard that he's gone? He's not. He's, he's never going to. For two years now, straight. They said. They they said that there's no way he's going to be playing for the 76ers by season starts. What's going on with that? I mean, Did why is the agent publicly say they were demanding a trade? Yeah, not get the package. No, nah, but I'm saying, why hasn't he been traded yet? Because they want too much. I don't. Do you know what they want from the Warriors for? I saw what You they can want. go scratch. Ben Simmons. <laughs> Did you hear the Pelicans? Right, you can ask league for anything in the world, but like, if a player is that is unhappy, the Pelicans going to be the team to pull the trigger. They're going to trade Brandon could... Ingram for him. That's yeah, what I heard. Well, I'm sure 76ers fans would love to hear that. A guy that will actually shoot the ball. <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. I mean, you can you can ask for whatever you want, but the guy is publicly demanding trades that doesn't want to be there, wants the team to work things out. And at the end of the day, you lose leverage like that. So they can ask for whatever they want, but they're not being realistic and they're only making the situation more difficult. Would you trade Brandon Ingram for Ben Simmons? No. Who's better? D- dude, it doesn't it doesn't matter who's better or whatever. Like, I'm not trading a guy that can shoot for a guy. It's a shooter's league. I'm not trading for a guy that can't shoot. Yeah. I'm not doing it. So why not is blowing it- up my whole organization to take on a max contract for a guy that can only play inside the paint that isn't seven feet tall? I, I'm just – I'm reading. Everybody loves it. Why do all these experts love Ben Simmons? And we talk about him all the time that he can't shoot. And now they're talking about Brandon Ingram, who averaged 23 points a game last year with the Pelicans, played very well. And now they're talking about they're trading – possibly trading Ben Simmons for Brandon Ingram uh, heads up for both of those guys. I think it, I think that the 76ers are winning in that trade. No. 
I mean, yeah, they yeah. definitely would be. Lonzo Ball and Ben Simmons will be the worst shooting bet. Well, now Ben Simmons, Lonzo Ball is gone. So yeah, I guess it works. I mean, seriously, I mean, Ingram had a pretty good year, and he was the second best player on that team. He'd have an even better year being the third best player on that on the Seventy Sixers. Oh my God, the Seventy Sixers are licking their lips if this happens. Right. If they can, if right, but they they're asking cry. for too much because they were asking for like four first round draft picks and then some other players and stuff. And that's never going to happen. As of right now, what I've read here in this article, uh, the Sixers are asking, heads up, Brandon Ingram and Kira, uh, Kira, Kira Lewis. I remember him. He was Al- Alabama. Basketball. For Simmons. Yeah. So Simmons for in exchange for Brandon Ingram and Kira Lewis. Right, and how know. many draft picks? Nothing. Not, that's it. That's they, it. But they're going to pay the contract. Yeah, but that's, that's it. That's what, I've, that's what I'm reading over here. That's what I'm reading over here. Ingram would ha- have a very interesting pickup. Philadelphia, 23 points, free, four rebounds, four assists, shooting percentage 46%, and uh, also uh, 38% at the three-point line for a big man. Something that we know Ben Simmons doesn't shoot more than 12%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, it doesn't make any sense. I think, obviously, the team that's getting, you know, getting the advantage on this is Philadelphia. Why wouldn't Philadelphia make this move? And if you, know you who should do, and this? if you look back, what the, the Lakers have done, no. the Lakers giving up all the the young pro, pro, talent that they have over the last couple of years. Just think, Brandon Ingram was turned into a sensational player. Oh yeah, they lost the trade. I didn't say they lost the trade. No, the, the Lakers trade. lost the trade. They did not lose the trade. I don't know. They got they one lost. player back. They gave up two. Yeah, Anthony Davis is a top studs. ten player in the in the NBA. And top five. <laughs> Anthony Davis is top five. Well, I mean, think about think about how different the NBA playoffs would have been last year. Think about how different the NBA playoffs would have been last year. Ben Simmons could have made a free, a free throw. <laughs> uh, he was the reason why the 76ers couldn't move. I further. mean, you're laughing, and that's the truth, though, right? Oh, There's he a was clear terrible. team that should pull the trigger on this. Who? The Houston Rockets. Why? Denver. You can move on from John Wall. You can get Ben Simmons back and start a rebuild. Put oh, shooters on the outside. Hold on. So I know you like Denver, but who are you going to give up for Ben Simmons? Jeff. Bull, 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 and uh, and Michael Porter. They got Aaron Gordon. They just signed Aaron Gordon to an extension. He's going to eat up all the minutes that that Porter would have been taking. That's true too. I, that's actually really. I was thinking of it. I was thinking about what you said a couple of weeks ago, and maybe Denver would fit the best for Ben Simmons. Ben says Timberwolves discussing acquiring Simmons as of this morning. Yeah, without without Carl Anthony Towns and without Anthony Edwards. D'Angelo Russell's going to go back to Philly? Yeah, he, I think that was the main centerpiece of what I saw at least a couple weeks ago. Uh, him, Jarrett Culver, I think it was three first-round picks. There was somebody else. So do you think they're a playoff team with Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, and Edwards? They're good, young. They, They'd be better. They, yeah, it's a pretty good team. Yeah. Uh, They'd be borderline. They have no depth. Yeah, that's the problem. And I mean, the bigger the bigger question was: Will that addition make Carl Anthony Towns happy? Yeah, that's true too. Because I don't know, Carl Anthony Towns doesn't like playing with anybody. Exactly. So uh, that that it's worrisome as it is with the situation they're in. But isn't that what it's all about? Trying to make him happy, so he resigns in Minnesota, so you don't. You know, like, there's no point in making this trade and blowing up your organization and sending right. When is he a free agent? When when he's a free agent. Didn't he just sign an extension? 
Towns just signed an extension. I think he signed an extension two years ago, so I think he's three years left on that contract. Right. I think he wanted out the second year of it, and last offseason was the main buzz with him, and it kind of died out. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen now. I still think it could. could I still, still think happen. he's going to yeah, get traded. I still think it could happen. So I still think, and I, I, I could still see the, the because Philadelphia, not Philadelphia, uh, the Boston, uh, the Boston Celtics are a team that would love Carl Anthony Towns. I know that. I know the Knicks have a connection with Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, even though, Kentucky, yeah, of yeah. Course. So I, I, yeah. I see that, but I, I could see Boston. They have a, they have a significant. That'll never happen. You don't think so? No. Really? I, they're I, gonna, yeah, no, they're gonna have their third max contract uh, next off season when they get Bradley Beal. Ah. You still think Bradley Beal is going to be the guy? He's one hundred percent opting out of his contract and going to Boston. Really? Without a doubt. You're gonna bank Too on gonna, that. Two good of friends with Jason Tatum. Hmm. They were both loving on each other when they were playing Team USA this last year. And any reason to get – and they have the space for the max contract. Most other people don't. Hmm. Ben says, breaking news, Jets announced signing – I saw sing, that already. Singing, he spelled it up, of Spencer Rattler. And he fixed it up, signing. <laughs> uh, and hates, hates Notre Dame, yes. I think a lot of people outside of Notre Dame – I don't think don't. anybody likes Notre Dame. Yeah. That's not a Notre Dame <laughs> right. fan. Exactly. No, Notre, no, no one should like Notre Dame or Oklahoma. They both ruin the college football playoff every year. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? Oh, great. We're in the top four. Let's lose by 46. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, and how many teams make it to the college uh, playoffs this year? I think it's still four, four and four, four. this year. Yeah, just four. It's, it's, uh, they're, the expansion's coming with the, I think, with the conferences. <clears throat> so they, I, I, I was hearing that they were going to move it to six or eight, possibly. Yeah, eight. eight uh, we've heard eight and 12 uh, teams so far, but it's only going to be probably two years away. Who do, you, who do you have in your final four? Who do I have? Yeah. I have Alabama. I have Georgia. Uh, I did have – I was thinking Ohio State, but they haven't looked good defensively. I had them at the start of the season, too. I also did have Oregon, though, at the start of the season, too. So they were my fourth. I have Oregon, and I I guess you could say – Oregon's going to get stuffed in a locker. And Clemson. Yeah, they'll probably lose one weird game. And then Clemson. Now now that they're all higher hyped, they'll probably lose a weird game like the Pac-12 likes to do all the time. But I did have them as my fourth team because I didn't I didn't really see anyone else obvious. Maybe Cincinnati if somebody sneaks in from the uh, I know dude, Jeff, five. Dude, dude, Cincinnati's getting in. That was the other one. I, that was the other one I had Jeff's, right on that. Uh, Jeff loves this Cincinnati team. They, they've been dude, a rising program for a while, dude. They're a super sleeper. They got Luke Fickle coaching that team. Luke Fickle. A That's a great name, Luke Fickle. He's a very good coach, though. I just very I like good coach. I just like the name. I'll take I'll take Alabama, Georgia, Cincinnati, and UCLA for the win. UCLA. Alrighty. I forgot about Alrighty. UCLA. Errol and I will root that on forever because of Devin. Devin Kirkwood. Mr. Kirkwood, who actually was on the field twice. I saw him a good amount in the se- in their second game. Yeah, I, he actually he, against LSU. I think he only played like five or six snaps, but he actually played a lot more of their second game. Well, good. He's and I think and I think they're the biggest reason why USC is going to have trouble finding a coach. Oh yeah, that's going to be quite a carousel. There's a bunch of people already been named: James Franklin, Eric Bieniemy, Urban Meyer, all these dudes. No one wants that job because Chip Kelly finally has UCLA rolling. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Who 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 wants to take a Big Ten job when Urban Meyer was in Ohio State? Nobody. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like no one. Who wants to go to the SEC? Well, maybe for the money, that's fine. But all your like like the perfect example is 
Gus Malzahn leaving Auburn. Yep. Right. Who, who wants that Auburn job? Who wants it? Nobody. Uh, it looks like a much worse job when there's a dude right across town or across the state in that case doing better. Right. 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 Yes. It, <laughs> right. So, so all of the, like, if you go and like, look, the last time they, the UCLA was good was when they had like Rick Neuheisel coaching that team, you know, years ago. Right. Mm. And then when USC was really good, UCLA was irrelevant. Now UCLA is putting things together. USC is terrible, terrible place to go. I forgot about UCLA. I'll, I'll bring UCLA oh, in that too. I take, uh, you know what? I'll take, uh, I'll take, um, I'll take Oregon out. I'll put UCLA in. I like UCLA too. My biggest omission is Clemson, and I realize it's. I had them out too at the start of the season. Yeah, I. You know, I mean, I just think they're going to end up losing another game. Somewhere yeah, along the line, they're due after all the close calls they always have. Like once a year with a random ACC team, I think they're due to lose one. Like well, North realized, Carolina was close, Syracuse was close a couple times. I well, think the they're team, due at the some point. The team points. that I picked to upset them, you know, might go down in flames because Phil Yurkovich just broke his hand. But yo, Boston College, another team that's coming on and almost beat Clemson last year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, see, they always have one, one random game. It, usually it's Syracuse, but again, it's always one random game that they play down to and almost. But lose. I don't care. I'll leave Clemson out, even though, you know, like I just hate Dabo Swinney and this loving him. Jesus, get out of here. <laughs> no one cares. How, how do you not like Dabo Sweeney? Dude, because he's insufferable. Yeah, so is Nick Saban. I mean, winners are Dude, insufferable. No, you want to know? Here, here's the difference. Here, and, and listen, Nick Saban hates me, so I have no right saying this, right? And I do root <laughs> against him. But here's, but here's the thing. Dabo Swinney thinks he's, like, better than you and you should just be in your place. Nick Saban at least lets people do, what do their thing and, like, whatever. Like, Nick Saban's a lot cooler than you think he is. Well, the two most likable coaches are Mike Leach and Ed Orgeron. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yo, dude, for sure, dude, get Ed Orgeron's voice as Siri. Perfect. <laughs> right? Like, at least Saban is like a, at least Saban's a human being. Like, Davo Swinney just wants to keep kids in the garbage can and not care about them. Davo Swinney, Davo Swinney fought as hard as he could not to have this NIL thing go through. Because he doesn't want kids. Right. He doesn't want wow, kids. I to didn't have know that. That's right. Yeah, he. I, I didn't know that. That's right. No, he was. He was a huge advocate against it. Right, because he doesn't want kids to have a choice. I know Saban. Right? Does, I know Saban didn't want the the money the the money to go to these players either. Saban was upset when when the NCAA accepted that where players could actually make money off their name. <laughs> Price right, but, but look at how much better college football is now that kids can like transfer and do things, right? Mm-hmm. Zach Charbonnet on Michigan last year, Jim Harbaugh's like, I don't like you. He's like, yeah, I'm right. going to UCLA. Now I'm running for a trillion. Lighting dollars. it up. <laughs> right, lighting it up, right? But he doesn't, like Swinney doesn't want these kids to have options. He wants to have all of the control. Mm. He's a dick. Ben says expands to six teams in a few years, maybe eight. Wisconsin versus Notre Dame in primetime coming up. New quarterback versus old quarterback. Yeah, that should be interesting. But Notre Dame, they love to lose primetime games. So, <laughs> Like, again, Oregon. Oregon going in and up, up, uh, upsetting Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Anthony Brown, he's a BC transfer. Right. Hmm. Right? Like, these kids have options now. Like, you know, like Jeff Halfley at Boston College was like, no, I'm going with Phil Yurkovich. And Anthony Brown was like, great, I'll go to another program. And play. How many, it happened so often, I didn't even realize show transferred. Uh, how, many starting, how many starting quarterbacks that uh, actually are in the NFL starting for an NFL <laughs> team that played for Alabama? 
I think it's the most we've ever seen in a very long time. Well, right now, I think there's just three, right? Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts, well, Hurts, Mac Jones, 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 and Tua. There's no other guys that ever played for so. Alabama in college. Not that, not that, that are that starting. Are I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, um, uh, uh, AJ um, McCarron. McCarron, yes. McCarron, he, he's the third string in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Well, I'm trying I, to. He think. tore his ACL. I think he's out for the year. I'm trying to see if there's any other player or any other quarterback that played for Alabama. No, because they no. mainly had basic quarterbacks before that. Nothing that was anything special. So they, they honestly, besides Oklahoma, Alabama has the more the most quarterbacks. Right, actually, they do. Alabama has. More college quarterbacks that are starting quarterbacks in the NFL than any any college team in football. Currently, yes, yeah. but two right. of them are going to lose their jobs. Who's that? Well, for sure, Jalen Hurts. Jalen for Hurts. Sure. Mac Jones isn't. Tua probably. You think Tua's going to lose his job? Dude, e- either Philly or Miami is going to get their hands on, on Deshaun Watson or something, right? Well, Deshaun Watson's going somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be Miami. Well, he's he, well, he's probably going to one of those two if all the Aaron Rodgers to Denver things are, are real. How about right? the Broncos? How about the, you know. So didn't I just say that? Yeah, if the I, Aaron I, I, Rodgers I to Denver thing yeah. is real, yeah. then there's no spot except for those two cities. That's where Deshaun Watson's going. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers just signed the extension. So you said that. He can opt out after this year. He can opt or out he, this year? I think so. It's a two-year contract. Right, but, but he can opt out. He can opt out. There was a there was a clause. <clears throat> right, so he could just end up in Denver anyways, or force a trade at the end of the year. Well, that's right? what I was. Remember when we were arguing? I said he could opt out of that contract. And you said no, he can't. I don't. It, I don't know if it's in there or not. But I mean, I would have to imagine he can force a trade after this year. Yeah, they, there is no opt out. <clears throat> he condensed his contract. It so, was two years left. So they paid him up front, and it's up after the year. Oh, so he 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 cannot. He's a free agent he's a, after this year. Is he? I know he, he is. He, he is not a free agent after this year. It's a two-year contract that he shrunk down to one. No, it's, no, it's no, still no. two. It's still two. It's still two. It's still two. It's still two. You can. Me. He's going to no, play you, next year for free. You you can go to you can go to Spot Track and look it up. It's a two-year contract. You can go to Adam Schefter's timeline or Michael uh, Rappaport's or Ian Rappaport's timeline. And they posted it. It's two years. I think. I think Jeff uh, Tyler. I think Jeff did actually say that he that when I when I was arguing contract. when I was arguing with him, and then I said I thought I thought there was a no there was a trade clause. I no, mean, but uh, he can for sure force a trade at the end of the year. Not a trade clause. Um, I'm sorry, an opt out clause. And you were me and him. Me and you were arguing about it. Go, go said, to Spot Track, Speedy. Speedy, go to Spot Track. And do it faster because you're, you're, you're oh, it's my terribly com- It's my computer. It's... Then use the other computer. Which Spot other computer? Track. The, the computer right in front of you. I have to Spot do track, the whole Spot track. Uh, who are we looking up? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Contract right here. So <clears throat> there's a buyout of $26 million. He's got two yields left. Yeah, so he's got two years left. Yeah, he's got two years <coughs> left. 2022, he's making 26 million, and, and next year he's making 27 or something. No, 2022 was next year. He's 26.47. Making. And how much he's making this year? Which this is why he's angry. A million dollars. That's what he's making. Yeah, 2023, 25 million. Well, because they paid him up front because he got his yeah. total compensation this year was like 27 million or something. Yeah. It was, uh, but he took a but he took a haircut too, so he could bring in Ringo Cobb and some of those other guys. Yeah, 
That's right. He, his cap hit is $27,000, $27 million this There you year. go. 27 his cap hit. Next year, his cap hit is $46 million, And the year <laughs> after that is $33 million. So, and it doesn't say he can opt out. I'm looking at right now if he can opt out of the contract. See, so it's two years. I don't. Potential out 2022, four year, 126 million, 26 million dead cap. 26.8 million dead cap. So they're not going to do that. Unless yeah, no, they're, they're not going to do no. that. So he's stuck there. Unless he forces a trade. So yeah. maybe they, maybe he gets traded to Denver, which right. is where he wanted to go to. Yeah, him. yeah. The yeah. only way that, and that, that would And if them, that yeah. were to happen, the, the only two places for Deshaun Watson are either Philly or Miami. That would be true, yes. That would be true. Unless or maybe, some, maybe in team. a pinch, Minnesota. Ben says, uh, should Rodgers should be traded before June 1st, 2022, the Packers will be dealt with $27 million in dead cap, but save just about $19 million against the cap. This allows Rodgers to be traded before the 2022 NFL draft, which is when his market would be hottest. Originally, Rodgers would have been able to tra- be traded after this season with no real cap complications. But if Rodgers wants out, that's really going to hurt the Packers in 2022 with that dead cap number. Upon signing the new deal, Rodgers saves the Packers about $10 million in cap space this year, giving Green Bay some wiggle room before the start of the season. Because of the void year added in Rodgers' deal, Rodgers is... In, after 2022, Rodgers is unable to, to be franchise tagged by the Packers, meaning he'll be a true free agent after the 2022 season, wow. as long as he plays out both years on his current deal. Wow. Right, but it's but it's also not that bad, right? Because, like, basically, interesting. the Green Bay situation is the New England situation last year, where they kept kicking the can down the road on Tom Brady's restructures, right. and finally they were like, shit, we can't take it anymore. So they had to, like, break up with them, right? Yeah. And so they last year was the Patriots' dead cap hit. What happened? Oh, that dead cap hit went away, and all of a sudden the Patriots were raining money on everybody. They right. did. Yeah, they spent more money <clears throat> this year than any team has in ten years in one se- one off season. And I th- that's saying something because we've never seen. The so Patriots that'll happen that to the so that'll happen to the Packers too. Because the other thing that you're going to have happen a a new CBA and a new TV deal, which the money is going to go up. And the cap went slightly down this year, and it's going to adjust back up too. So when that dead cap money is gone, which they'll be able to absorb a little more of it because of the adjustment, dude, they are going to make it rain. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be complaining. This year, at the end of the season, in that contract, he's made over $126 million on that deal. But, you can, but you're going to be able to trade him to Denver and get back a ton of you know, draft, draft stock. Capital yeah, and, absolutely. Dra- draft capital and stuff like that. And then by the time those guys are ready to play, you're going to make it rain on everyone. Dude, that's the, the best way they can rebuild. The best. Huh. They'll, have, they'll get two first-round picks from Denver plus their own, right? Maybe plus other stuff. And then the following year, they're going to be able to pay any free agent on the planet. They position themselves really, really well, that's for sure. I mean, but is it going to happen, you know? It should. It should, but the Packers are another team that tends to stay more homegrown. Procrastinate. At, yeah. at the end of the day, you're going to have to rip off the Band-Aid anyways, right? Like Aaron Rodgers is more towards the end than the beginning, right? It's true, yeah. I still think you're he has gonna... another three, four good years. Yeah, so did Tom Brady, yeah. but it was just time to move on. Yeah. You can't, you can't allow your team to – and, you know, listen, I didn't want Tom Brady to leave, and that is what it is, but at the end of the day – you can't allow your organization to be held hostage by one player. I, I would agree. But I, it, it's crazy that if you look at Aaron Rodgers, 
he is still he's still under contract for two more years. And if he does, he can't. He's not going to opt out because it would be a dead hit for for. So he'd have to be traded. And you know, you're right. I, I think it works out for both the Green Bay Packers and the Broncos if that happens. It's just crazy. Right. It, 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 it's crazy. And how Aaron Rodgers is controlled. <clears throat> Really, this offseason, and now all of a sudden going into the season, he looked terrible in game number one. If And he's playing a crappy team this week. He should demolish the Lions. I think it'll be he, close, but he should demolish the And it'll allow the Packers to draft Spencer Rattler so you don't have to deal. <laughs> well, let's hope not because I don't want to deal watching him play with the, the Green Bay hey, Packers. Dude, you got to get over it, man. Some people are just cocky. I just don't like him. Dude, Great. Dude, go watch the quarterback one show, and I guarantee you, you're not going to like him either. Yeah, no, I I get it. I I've, dude, I dealt with a lot of these kids I know you for did, forever. I, right? I, I it don't just like is the what kid. it is. Yeah, I, I don't like the kid. Even his parents, even his parents <clears throat> piss you off. You but, cannot like him. He's a good player, man. That's great. His parents piss me off too. I, I mean, look at his father, his mother. They walk around like their crap doesn't stink. His father, I don't think his father's ever played in the NFL. His mother walks around like her, like she owns like she owns Microsoft. Okay. And, and if you live on Long Island, there's a ton of people out there like that. Yeah, but they actually have something. They don't. Okay? That's a difference. Yeah, I, they're sitting with a winning lottery ticket. How many yeah. people have a winning lottery ticket? Yeah, he's a lottery ticket, all right. Ben says, Favre had several good years left, and they got rid of him. Let him go to the Giants. Packers will get Giants rid of Giants will love him. <laughs> Giant fans will come back to me and say, we should have kept Daniel Jones. <laughs> no, we'll oh, my God. Uh, I, I, you are uh, amongst very few Giant fans that don't like Daniel Jones, and there are. Didn't you just say all Giant fans don't like no, Daniel no, Jones? Few, few Giant fans that I know that don't like Daniel Jones. I know a lot of Giant fans that do like Daniel Jones. So I, a lot of people think that uh, Daniel Jones was mis, uh, really mistreated as a, as a quarterback so far since he's come into the league. I want to see him get the the right players in front of him where they he can prove that he's a lot better than you guys think that he is. This just goes right back to the statement I had made to you, Errol, a couple of weeks ago. What was that? New Yorkers, New Yorkers just love running people out of town. They just love in it. certain sports. In certain sports, uh, in, in basketball, that's not true. That's not true because uh, every every single person that the Knicks have brought here, they didn't want to run Carmelo Anthony out. They didn't. Phil Jackson did. Yeah, Phil Jackson's the yeah, one. Yeah, that's who they wanted to run out. Phil Jackson. Goodbye. Phil, <laughs> Phil Jackson. You know what I mean? But in, in bad, actually, Phil Jackson ran himself out because Phil Jackson well, didn't want the job. Obviously. He was sleeping at the training camp. Yeah. Sleeping right. at the draft yep. when they were at the combine. I mean, the guy didn't want to be there. They gave him $16 million to do nothing. Yep. I mean, seriously, the guy did nothing. So, yeah, I, I went I, in basketball. I don't think the fans try to, to 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 wrestle and push players out of there. I I think in a lot of other sports. Well, there's got to be hockey. Gotta we've be seen a reason it. that nobody wants to show up to play for the Knicks. There's got to be a reason. Yeah, what that nobody wants to play for the Knicks? Yeah, I think I think that, uh, it's that owner. <laughs> well, I don't even think it's that anymore. I really don't. Well, maybe maybe not now, but I mean, in free agency, we'll see, we'll I mean, long term. Well, who yeah. was really a free agent this year that was big name? No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying this year. I'm saying I'm just saying what in general saying? in the past. Tyler, what are you saying? Speaking of naps, don't mind if I take one now. Well, <laughs> you do look uh, interesting behind there with the green screen, Tyler. Is that your cowboy outfit? I don't have a cowboy. This is Doesn't that look like a cowboy outfit, ladies and gentlemen? It's black and silver. But it, it, it's the way the 
the um, the collar looks. It looks like a cowboy outfit, doesn't it? So I, I, I gotta I gotta show you pictures. You look like you're wearing a cap. Anyways, Jeff, thank you for calling, bud. Thanks, man. Always, always appreciate. It. I love watching the Giants. Lose. It's great, <laughs> laughing all the time. Yes, Giants I'm sure you game. do. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, it's so, so great. <laughs> Jeff from Tampa, ladies and gentlemen. Very interesting. We have Tyler dozing off in his cowboy uh, getup over there. Uh, very interesting. I want to thank uh, ex Raven Falcons All Pro fullback. Ovi Muhaley, who was awesome. It mm. was a great interview. Fantastic. Really gave us some good insight of his career and where he is as a player and what he's done really outside of football. So thank mm-hmm. you to Ovi. You definitely want to get him on the show again. <laughs> oh, by the way, Ben says, Tyler is the newest cowgirls cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> could you do us a little dance? If we played a song, could you dance for us, Tyler? What? You could... throwing dollars or no? Um, <laughs> I'll throw you a couple of bucks. You want to do it? You know, you know what we'll do. I know what we'll do. This is gonna be. This is gonna be great. No, I'm not doing shit. Yeah. Next, next Wednesday. Not now. Next Wednesday, I'm gonna give Tyler. I'm gonna bring dollars, and I'm gonna have Tyler at the end of the show do a dance on this on this show. I think it'll be really really funny. And every every little dance that he does, I'm gonna throw him dollars. It's gonna be funny, guys. Tune in. We're gonna have Tyler do something crazy. Next week, I think it'll be really, really funny. I'm gonna, I'll bring like 50 singles or something like that. Oh. You know, yeah, he'll make some money off of this, but it, it's got to be funny. So, and we'll do it. I think the fans will love it, and I think it'll be really, really funny. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and Tyler will make himself a couple of bucks. Shit, well, Fifty dollars will do. Fifty dollars will do. Fifty singles, but you got to do. Yeah, you have to put those dollars in different places so people can see. You know. Oh, they'll see everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for all the fans that listen to us every Wednesday and Thursday. Tune in next week, Wednesday and Thursday, for uh, the Sports Loudmouths with me, Speedy Petey, and Tyler Harrison. Tyler uh, dancing. Tally dancing. Yes, you'll be dancing like a cheerleader, that's for sure. Maybe even a stripper. Oh, I don't know. I, think I don't know if we should go there. I think, sn- I think snuggling. Out. Your mom told me a few things. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. You lost it. What? <laughs> now you lost it. Weren't you there? Uh, was he there? I thought you threw no. a on the floor. Oh. No. <laughs> That's weird. Nice try, though. No, I swear somebody snored a line and was like, hey, Speedy. I was like, oh. <laughs> Where is it? Yep. I, uh, as, as I mentioned, Errol, you're, you're just probably just fantasizing it somewhere. There you go. Maybe. I, I, listen, I'm not saying you're alone. Or maybe there's just another guy named Speedy that I maybe did something I shouldn't have done. Tune in to the Weekend Crunch uh, this Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, if you're not living in Long Island on 103.9 FM, you can go and check us out and listen to us on iHeartRadio. 103.9 FM LI News Radio on Saturday at 7 p.m. That's it for our show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Ovi. Thank you to all the fans that listen to us. And we'll be back next week. Until then, this is Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and the great mothball himself, Tyler Harrison. And he will be stripping on Wednesday. So be ready to see the great Ty Whiffy dancing. Good night, everybody. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.